Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. You know, they're shooting this for television. I'm sure that they'll edit this out. I want to say it anyway, even though they will edit it out. When President Kennedy was killed, he was not killed by one man. He was shot from a number of different directions by different guns. The story has been suppressed. Witnesses have been killed. And this is your country, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. 
Welcome to Signal of Doom, the internet's premier comic book and comic book movie podcast. I'm Dave. I'm dead, pretty much. Still, Dead Man Walking. The, the, the film Dead Man Walking could literally be today, starring David Finn, 24-7, documentary style. How do you think about it, Rich? Rich, the other, the other, the main man of the Signal, he may have to carry the burden alone if I die. Uh, Rich, are you up to it? Are you up to the intensive social media canvassing that I do if I pass away? Um, well, I certainly, I would certainly turn down the overreacting that. You wow, do. wow! <laughs> <laughs> what are you referring to? I've never overreacted to anything ever. Well, that's that's already an, an overreaction by you right there. <laughs> Throw around allegations as early in the show, Rich. Look, all I can say is let's think of the diseases that I thought I've had. Cancer, blood cancer, multiple sclerosis, I did think I have and still think I've probably got AIDS. Um, I've always scared that I've got AIDS. And um, what's the thing now? COVID. I think I've got COVID. I'm going for a test tomorrow. Um, something's going to oh, finish mate, me off. Mate. Something's going to finish me off. <laughs> COVID man. is the new uh, flu. So, you know, get over it. True. But I'm sick right now, Rich. And you know me. You know. Yeah. I, I read um, somewhere recently that over the two-year period in America with the lockdown, mm. there was over 300,000 non-COVID deaths that sure. were caused from the lockdowns because of uh, difficulty to get uh, medication, appointments, yeah. checkups, all that sort of stuff. So there's over 300,000 they couldn't blame on COVID that were, were people who died who didn't have to die if there wasn't the lockdowns. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Make you think, eh? Makes you think. Well, what are you saying? Just just open it all up. Well, it's all open now, and I've got COVID, so I'm not happy. I was happy with lockdown. Yeah, again, COVID, COVID, COVID's <laughs> a new flu, bro. Just, just deal with it. It is. I, I don't disagree with you, man. Of course it's a new flu, dude, but the flu can kill as well. Flu's killed yeah, plenty of people. So, yeah, so carry on. <laughs> Life well, goes on. I do like that some of the good things COVID's uh, brought about are things like hybrid working is now more popular in corporate and stuff. And people carrying their illnesses into the office in terms of COVID and flu, that's something that's reduced because so many people bring their sicknesses into the office and infect everyone else, you know? Well, um, I'll say this. If people yeah. want that to continue, yeah. then they better make sure their pro- productivity doesn't drop because I guarantee you if over the next year or two, oh. if they continue this and they notice that um, productivity is down with people who are working from home, oh. that shit's coming to an end. Yeah, potentially. I mean, definitely in some organisations, but some organisations have definitely formalised their hybrid working model for the uh, future. Okay, they're formally, uh, yes, but if they, if later, the, what I'm saying, later down the oh. track, doesn't matter if they formalise it now, oh. if two years down the track they find, you know, productivity is low since we've implemented of this, it's going away. So I'm just saying, if people wanted to continue, they better not get lazy about, oh, it's Yeah, so but great, dude, you can can't control society, man. I've given up trying. Fuck it. Like, what will happen will happen, man. You know, all you can control is your own race. 
Yeah, and your direct employees, if you if you're you know got staff that are reporting to you, you can't solve society's ills, man. It's not going to happen. You know, issuing I'm trying to solve society issuing pronouncements, yeah, man, with the loudspeaker, uh, uh, unless you want to get like Nazi style, you know, and get like very intrusive sort of monitoring going on. Um, it comes down to the managers, and it comes down to the corporates. Oh, I'm, I, I'm really sorry. Sorry, I just, I, I'm sorry. I got lost there. I just need to mm. clarify something. Mm. Are you saying business is telling people that they've got to come back to work like they did into an office building is somehow Nazi-ish now? I'm sorry, like it's fascist. No, I'm saying told them to come back to the office. No, 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 I'm saying if you want to maintain productivity with people on a hybrid model or working from home, one of the things that corporates could potentially do is in, incorporate more monitoring. Um, that's one thing that we could do. No, more no, 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 it's not up to the corporate. It's up to you. It's up to you. If you want to stay at home, you need to be productive. If you don't be productive, that. then they'll just tell you I to understand come back that, office, but so. I understand that. But like when you're that's dealing, the problem. yeah, I understand that. But one thing they will do is monitoring and like they monitor productivity levels and all that. Like it won't come as a giant shock. Yeah, but that's all, but businesses, have, no, businesses always monitored productivity. They always want to maximize. That's what I'm saying. If people enjoy this and they want to keep it, they better not uh, fuck around. <laughs> Get the job well, done first, then relax. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love it. I, I think it's great, frankly. I mean, I, I think the uh, the five-day in the office model was archaic well before COVID because I used to do so much work outside of work that resulted in results, like outside of the office. Like I, I when when they said we could work from home, for my business – and what I do, it, there was almost no impact. Like honestly, very basically none. All my stuff was yeah, you know. but uh, but that also depends on the person, Dave. Like totally. if you're a hardworking person, then you don't need you. You're just you. You work orientated. You've got good work ethic. It doesn't matter where you work, whether it be from home, you're going to get the job yeah. done. Not everyone is like that, and that's why sometimes the office is better because oh, sure. it forces those people to do the work because there's nothing else to do. Yeah, but then it comes down like in my just in my experience. Then if I'm managing staff and they're not productive at home and they're given a warning, then yeah, they're brought back in. Like it's that simple. Mm. That's what it comes down to. You, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Everyone, everyone who wants this, they better make sure that they. I'm just saying they better make sure that they show that they can be productive. Otherwise, it's all going away. I think it will last. I think it will last. Like I think the changes happen. Like I, of course, there'll be some pushback, but. I, I think the fundamental change has happened um, because... No, I, I, I don't think... I don't believe really? I think at some point it's going to go back. It'll never go back to every office doing nine to five in the office. Uh, but, you know, a majority, I think, it, I think majority will. I'll happily take that bet. I mean, industries where it's not possible, of course, but industries, office-based corporate culture... I, I think is has fundamentally shifted. There will be some pushback. Of course, there'll be some some adjustment but i know i i definitely think so because it depends it depends though too because um a recession's coming and then you know lots of lots of changes may happen in a recession um so recession's going to impact but i don't see a recession stopping that because if anything corporates can save money by not having uh of you know staff in offices they can save on rent and stuff if like they've got a belt tightened kind of thing because the recession's coming, you know, over the next twelve to eighteen months, I think you'll you'll see the that that kick in the gear, and that will fundamentally, you know, that always has a huge impact on the corporate sector. 
and on like people get retrenched, there's more unemployment, yada yada yada, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, this yeah, but at the same time. time yeah, but at the same time, if office buildings start emptying, then they'll start going for lower rent, and the business will go back to being like, "Well, we can get cheaper rent now. Let's go back to work." So it's all—it's all fluid. That's the thing. It's all forever fluid, going back and forth like a pendulum. That's why I believe mm. it will eventually go back towards that way, where majority are back to the office, and then maybe something again will change and happen, and then mm. they go. But like, I just don't believe it's going to stay like this. I'm in absolutely no rush, man. Like, fuck it. Like, I, 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 I like, I mean, I, I'm open about. I just think it's just a gigantic waste of time. Like more than anything else, like the transit time is what kills me more than anything else. That's the main thing. Um, also, I think uh, it can be very distracting in open plan offices. Um, I think it can be like these are we're generalizing. Of course, there's there's some industries and sectors where it's important, but I don't know for what a lot of people do. I don't think that there's much. I I I know a lot of people who were just as productive or more productive working from home, just in my own circle, you know, and my own colleagues and you know cousins and stuff like that. But that's a small sample size. There'd be some people taking the piss, of course. But my response would be, as a manager, if they're doing that, it's a great chance to get rid of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But again, but also every person's a bit different, Dave, because Mm. you you get people who are a bit more socially butterflies Mm. who who actually enjoy working in a uh, sure. With peers and and all that, and working at home is deathly boring and yeah mundane and, sure. and whatever. They would love to go. But so again, it's not just everyone wants to stay at home. There's but then you could have then major organisations where I think will happen is you have a more hot desk situation. So you do get. I mean, this happens in every business. It happens in our business. You you have a you have a segment that not. Uh, being dictated to to go back are, are there most days. There's always a few people who are doing that. And that can be a variety of reasons. One, the social aspect. Two, they may not have uh, the facilities in their residence. Well, you know? Two, they want to get away from their partners. Also exactly. Working at yeah. home. exactly. No, well, they've got kids at home. You know, 100%. Yeah, no, and I'm a firm believer that major organisations should have a hot desk situation where, I mean, that's where we've moved to. Um so if someone wants to come in for whatever reason, you know, wants to, the next two weeks I want to be in there every day because, you know, I'm working on something, I'm doing something, I've got meetings, whatever the reason is, they can just come in and happily work away. There'll always be a segment of people doing that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting, though. I mean, I don't know how we got on this topic, but it is interesting. It is. You are right. It is an evolving. It's definitely fluid. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean... There's a whole lot of things at stake. Two, also, you have some business owners and directors who are very old school. You have some who aren't old school, You and you have staff who are also in the middle. So there's a lot of moving parts um, to the whole thing. Mm. It's an interesting discussion, actually. Um, now, uh, it's episode 298, Rich. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. We are doing... Oh, right. that's right. We're doing Hulk the End. Mm. That was my choice. And I made a decision... For episode 300, I thought we should do the comic 300 and everything 300 related. Like every every issue of weekly comics, I will pick 300 issues. And next week, I'll do the same for 299 as well to lead in. Yeah, since we forgot this week. Since I totally forgot. (laughs) Well, I've had COVID. I'm dying. I can't expect to be doing everything. Uh, All I'm hearing is excuses, excuses, Dave. Yeah, well, just remember... 
I am the emperor, so I'm allowed to make excuses. Like, emperors can do what they like. That's oh, yes, they can, Dev. And also, <laughs> what happens to emperors? Oh, that's right. They get stabbed in the back. Unfortunately, so yeah. watch yourself, buddy. Unfortunately, check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, uh, what's, so what's going on? So, Rich, just to kick things, you know, before we even move on, how has your week been while I've been dying? What have you been doing? Didn't even ask uh, you. Oh, um me and the missus are um, we found a place which okay. we got um approved for so we're going to be moving in Excellent. two weeks so congratulations been doing a lot of packing and all that thank you um and yesterday i was playing this new xbox game that just dropped out of the blue called uh hi-fi rush and it is actually enjoyable actually i heard rich Gentusa talking about this on online like yeah today. It's it's fascinating to me that in the first month of this year, mm. both Xbox and PlayStation have dropped an exclusive title mm. in in basically within twenty four hours of each other. So I think they drop one on like the twenty fourth or twenty fifth, and then Xbox dropped one yesterday. And are these um, on Game Pass or what? Well, the the Xbox one is on Game Pass, yes. Okay. Um, and they basically they had their Xbox Direct, so we'll get to that because I was talking about it, which I, I found completely underwhelming. They okay. talked about Elder Scrolls Online, which I don't give a shit about. They talked about Forza, which I don't give a shit about. Is this they talked the about this Red. Yeah, yeah. They talked okay. about this Redfall game that I didn't give a shit about. Mm. Um, they talked about Minecraft Legends, which I didn't give a shit about. Mm. Um, and then they talked about this game called Hi-Fi Rush, which they had never been announced. There was been no news on it, nothing. Mm. They just said, this is a game. And it's made by the same people that did Evil Within. Okay. Which is kind of like a Resident Evil kind I've of horror. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah. Um, now, this one is like a very colorful rock uh, battle rhythm game where it's kind of the, the best way to describe it is like, you know, like the action of Devil May Cry where you're doing combos and you're fighting. Yeah, things, that's cool. But with, yeah, yeah but, but with music. So you actually have to fight them with the rhythm of the song that's Jesus. that's sort of happening and all that uh, it's a lot hell. of fun that sounds hard anyway they dropped this and it is it's a 10 out of 10 game wow. everyone is loving it wow. it's, um i don't think it's got a single bad review on steam yet okay. um what's it called hi-fi rush uh hi-fi rush yeah. rick gentusa was impressed i think yeah and then a couple of days before that they uh playstation dropped uh for for spoken oh yeah i've started to call forsaken now Okay. Uh, and everyone fucking hates this game. This game is yes. Like we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So have and, you got both? Just, no, fuck no. I'm not playing. <laughs> I don't play PlayStation exclusives generally, man. I, I thought you had a PlayStation now. Yeah, I do, but it's for, not for not for those type of games. Okay. It's for right. um, better games. I just thought but you could be. Useful. I just thought that was interesting because all of the last couple of years. Mm. Everyone has bagged play, uh, Xbox games, saying mm. they un, you know underperform, they're terrible, they're not that good, and sure. PlayStation's awesome. It's the fucking, and I just think it's fascinating that the first month of this year is completely flipped on its head, where PlayStation put out a game and everyone's like, "What's this piece of shit garbage?" And then Xbox just out of the blue, mm. a game no one even knew what was in production, whatever, just comes out and they say, a "Oh, sleeper. this is a game we're working on." And, and guess what? It's on Game Pass today. Enjoy. And That's I downloaded great. it, played it for about three hours, and I was like, this is a very charming, a fun, fun game. So well, if, if you're happy, I that mean, was, that's... You, was nice. That was a lovely surprise. If you're happy, that's that's a good sign, because you're not easily pleased, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff. 
No, I just want quality. I don't think that's too much to ask. No, well, I'm I'm happy that you're happy. Um, so just before we move off that, so you've got the Xbox. What's it called? X is it S. Whatever is it called? Uh, they're just the Xbox Game Direct. Oh, I've got the one and the X. Yeah. Okay, the X. So compare that to your PlayStation Five, like just in terms of what it's doing and the games, like because I'm loving what, uh, the same or what? Yeah, it's the same. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering. It's yeah. almost it's almost identical. Yeah, cool. Well, that's oh, cool. I did buy the, the I did buy the PS4 exclusive because I got it at a bargain. I bought Days Gone. Oh yeah, I've got that, that zombie horde shooter game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's fine. I've got that game. It's cool. Um, I got that. Those on, are the exclusives so. I want. Not 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 this fucking bullshit forsaken crap. There's um the big one is God of War Ragnarok. That's the big. Nah, not interested in that. Well, that's the big PS5 exclusive, man. If you're fucking going, you you know, like don't, don't, don't um forget that when you you're doling out like you know the games and nope. stuff. Well, I'm just saying. Already. Sorry, man. When did that come out? Mm, what the second one came out? I think in Jesus right. was was it November or okay, so was it like that? Year. Maybe okay. All right, I'm just saying because no, that was a big game in terms of like um, you know, highly reviewed and stuff, and bestseller and stuff. Is okay, so well, at least you're happy, Richard. You know, that, and that's something that's quite rare, I find. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, look, I generally don't. I, I look, I'm not into those big, sort of like naughty dog style games where it's basically like we really want to make a movie, but here's a bit of what about that? Isn't naughty dog the, the ones who made Uncharted? Uh, yeah, but I, um, I that. didn't. I played the first two and I haven't touched the others, so... Oh, really? I, just, I kind of... Yeah, I mean, when they first came out, I think they were probably a little bit more novel. Uh. Like, it, it, they hadn't been done, but then that's kind of just Naughty Dog's bread and butter, so then you know, now all these games started coming out where they're basically just movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a lot of set pieces, a lot of acting, yeah. a lot of motion capture, and I was just like, okay, I kind of came here for a game. Like, no, I, 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 I agree. I, I hear you, man. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. So I, yeah. I did enjoy when it first came out, but that's only because it was more like, oh, shit, it's like a, it's like a movie. But yeah. then after a while, I was like, oh, it's like a movie, <laughs> where I'm like, ah, uh, kind of not really, I, I'm not, I don't feel like, like, when I sit down to play a game, I oh. don't want to spend most of the time with the controller in my lap. Oh, me either. I'm, I'm the same, dude. Like, I, I, yeah. I totally agree with you. Like, Eve, like, and I loved Uncharted 2 and 3. I mean, I fucking loved them. But I will say this, at times, I, how can I say? Like, I loved the action and, and some bits of it, but other times I did feel like I was kind of like, come on, you know, I want yeah. more. I well, the problem with the game is, is, yeah, it's just like there's a cutscene and then there's a little bit of gameplay mm. with, you know, okay, here's some enemies, shoot them, you know, d- do some, you know, parkour, and then, okay, and then get back to the cutscene and the yeah. acting. And I'm like, I was like, okay, I mean, it, it's it's fine, for, again, for the first one or two, but then yeah. if that's the only game that Naughty Dog makes, then I'm kind of not really interested. Like, yeah. you know, then it's that, then it's no, The Last I, of Us, I this, this, and, and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't feel like playing movies. I'm, I'm kind of done. Maybe I'll watch the cutscenes. I agree. Well, I, I tell you what, dude, in um, whatever it is, um, uh, Witcher 3 and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I get to a point where I'm reading the subtitle and just clicking on. I, 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 I fucking just can't stand having to... 
I, I couldn't care less. I do that in most in most games. In yeah. most games, I read it quickly and and, and I'm going a a a a or I just I'm, I'm like I'm past the point of caring how the actor delivers the line. I'm just like okay, we get it, we get it, we get it, we get it, we get it. Like you know, and it's I don't know. Like sometimes. Look, there are certain moments where I will watch it properly, but most of the time I'm just kind of like, come on, time's precious. I don't, you know, they're not saying anything well, that fucking you, remarkable. You just, but it's also just because you start getting into it. Like, you mm. just start enjoying the gameplay. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, yeah, pow, pow. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, fucking hell. Like, I was on a, you know, I was, I was getting into it. That's why I like this game with the Hi-Fi Rash because it's music-based. When you're fighting, in fact, when I'm not fighting, mm. I, uh, there is a bit of talking. I'm like, come on, I want to get back because it feels really fun to mm. fight because you're not just hitting to the music and the beats. You've got to dodge to the beats. The enemies attack you to the beats. Um, Sounds interesting. You're jumping it. You know, it's all, you know, it, everything you do to the beat gets you extra. So you do extra damage if you get it to the beat. You dodge further. Are they like known songs or is it like soundtrack? Yes. No. So it's a bit of both. So. Mm. They've got some Bethesda original tracks, mm -hmm. uh, which they've made. Bethesda's the publisher for this, even though it's made by, uh, actually, was it wasn't made by Tango. Right. Um, and uh, But it's also got, like, a, the one boss battle, the first boss battle I fought was the song, uh, there was a song by the Nine Inch Nails in it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, which song? So there is some. Was it Closer? Uh, no, 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 no. It was. Um, I love that song. Was it something like 10,000? Corpses or something like that. What's right. it? Um, Another upload. I've got to look it up. But anyway, there is some um, like Lonely Boy. Who's the, who's the people that did uh, Lonely Boy? Uh, anyway, there's some stuff. But if you're a streamer, there's a streamer mode you can put on where they replace all the licensed music with uh, with their own original music, so you don't have to get copyright struck. So that's clever. That's actually clever. Not that yeah. I could. No, it's a lot of fun. As I said, I'm having a lot of fun, and each level has a different song. So it's a different beat. It's not like a continuous the same song throughout the whole fucking game. Every yeah. stage or mission or level has a different song, so everything's going to a different beat. And the whole world goes to the beat. It's not just you're fighting the whole world. All the machines, all the lights, they all are actually moving and doing their job to the beat wow. of the song and all that. It's, it's really it's, it's fascinating to actually like You sound as excited as I've ever heard you, Rich. You're really pumped up about this game. I'm glad to see it. Man. Uh, a bit of energy. Oh, Mate, I play a lot of games, and very few of them give me something new. This is something sure. new. Like, I've never played a game where everything is to the beat. You know what I mean? Sure. And, like, everything you're doing is to the beat. You're, you're, you know, your best jumping is to the beat. Your dodging is to the beat. Your, your hitting is to the beat. It's like, it's just a lot of fun. And you feel like you actually feel good when you're fighting because, especially when you, you get it in the rhythm, you yeah. just feel... You know what I mean? It's like you're feeling the beat in a sense. Yeah, it's like kind of novel. It's cool. They should use the, the Michael Jackson song, Beat It. You know that one? That, that definitely should get me Maybe they do at one point. I don't know. I haven't finished the game. <laughs> I imagine that wouldn't be cheap to get the rights to that song. But um, No, probably not. Yeah. No, that'd be... Well, uh, you know, as always, Rich, just happy you're happy, man. At the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to. The big guy's happy. Jeez, uh, can we get a fucking snapshot of this? Because it never seems to happen. Um, now... You're going to bring the party. Actually, you know what? Can yeah. I just say? Yeah. I, I want to say this proves it's not me. <laughs> when it's, I, it's when, when I complain about stuff and I say that it's, that it's shit and people go, oh, you can't be impressed? Wrong. You can't impress me. You just have to put in the time and the effort. <laughs> it's like the first time you've been impressed by a pop culture item in the last 10 years, it feels like. Um, Borderlands 2 would be the other one, I think. Um, 
that I could. Oh, think Borders of. Two is fucking great. Yeah, I know, but like, no, I like the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Actually, yeah, but that's almost ten years ago, Rich. <laughs> I like the first Ant Man movie. <laughs> the first Ant Man movie, like that, was just so fucking generic and mediocre, though. Like, really, that was just formula filmmaking. No, I kind of, I kind of liked it because it was a little bit more smaller scale than the other movies. Yeah, like, it was okay. All the other oh, movies, yeah. a little bit. The other movies are a little bit more bombastic. I like that this one was just more like it was just like a little heist movie. I, I just enjoyed the, yeah. the change of pace. Yeah, no, I, I hear, you, man. I hear you. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. not my favorite. I mean, the Guardians was still my favorite, but I'm just saying. I, I remember when it. Guardians came out. You fucking loved it. You were so fucking. I to be fair, I really enjoyed it too. Um, I really enjoyed that first Guardians. You know, Adam the computer. He claims that Guardians Two is a better movie. He he loves Guardians too. I mean, I don't Whoa. mind it. I don't mind it, but I think it's a better movie. My so here's my issue with Guardians too is I feel like that should should have been the third movie. Like, um, I feel like him finding out his dad, battling his dad, mm. killing his dad. I would have liked to if that was like the culmination of the three movies, mm. um, not the middle movie. So yeah, um, I, I I disagree. I I did enjoy it because fucking Kurt Russell, man. It's got, I mean, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it too. I like I own it. But I I I I no, I don't agree that it's better than the first movie. Yeah. Well, anime computer went out there. Now, you're going to bring the fucking mood crashing down. What the fuck's happened at Sesame Street, man? What's going on? Well, nothing's happened at Sesame Street, but... Uh, is uh, Big Bird dead? Sesame Street co-creator is... Lloyd Mon, uh, Morrissey uh -huh. he died at 93. I mean, he had a good innings, you know. He was seven but short of a century. Is but he, that's was a... he Big Bird? That's what I keep asking you. Is he Big Bird? Well, uh, there's probably a reason I keep ignoring that question. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because no, he's not Big Bird. He's the co-creator of Sesame Street. But did he play a fucking role in, in Sesame no, Street? No, he was a psychiatrist. Huh? He was a psychiatrist. So he didn't who, play any of um, the monsters or anything? No, he was... What did uh, he do? So he was, a, he was a founder of the Children's Television Workshop, the organization that created the yes. Children's Television Show Sesame right. Street. Okay? Okay. So, which he created with uh, Joan Gans Cooney or whatever. So okay. he basically, he, being a psychologist, I guess, he, he wanted to, like, I suppose, good, put good shit on the TV for kids. He worked as a writer on the series for 56 episodes from 69 to 2010. He, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I see what you're saying. So he was big behind the whole educational part of it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was, he was. I guess that's what he wanted to do with him and Joan. They wanted to make, I guess, you know, things for, for kids that sort of help them develop better or, you know, uh, learn things, you know, that would make them, I guess, more... So was this guy loaded? Maybe, I don't know. Was this guy loaded? A more than, I mean, if he's sure. a co creator of Sesame Street, I would say yes. Didn't Disney end up buying it? Am I right? Disney own it now? They do. Uh, I think they do. Do they own Sesame Street? I know they own the Muppets. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'm putting in his name, Net Worth. Let's see. Uh, no. I mean, Net Worth is, net worth is nothing, um, but that's, you know, it's, yeah, who knows? Estimated net worth of $5 million? That, that And it's not... Maybe he didn't earn money from the Sesame Street itself. I don't know. Who knows? Is it... Or he might not have wanted to make money because he wasn't doing it for the money. I don't oh, know. Come on, Richard. Like, you, you really believe that? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. Certainly at the start, but, like, as the fucking thing turned into one of the biggest shows on TV 
for kids? What this guy was like? Oh no, I don't want any cash. I doubt it. Fascinated to me how you just <laughs> cannot believe that anyone doesn't think like you, Dave. <laughs> I just fascinated me that you go, no, no, fuck that. I'm a shark. I fucking want the money. Everyone's like that. Every fucking person wants money just like I do. Most Not people. Not everyone's like you, Most people. Like, most people aren't as bad as me, but most people are like that in this consumerist world we live in, yes. Uh, well, clearly he wasn't because he didn't have that net worth. So he clearly was either gave it a lot to charity or put a lot into it or, or with organizations. I don't know, but clearly he didn't keep the money for himself. Yeah, I, look, there's a lot. But anyway, the point is, like, what a great man. And, um, you know, like, frankly, like, you know, he, 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 his legacy is massive. Uh, like, to, to be at the foundation of Sesame Street and to do the stuff with the educational element, which was a big element of Sesame Street from the 70s, 80s and 90s, um, it's massive. I mean, they've got here without Lloyd Morris that there would be no Sesame Street. It was he who first came up with the notion of using television to teach preschoolers basic skills such as letters and numbers. So, yeah, um, God. I mean, the series which moved to Warner Brothers Discovery's HBO Max streaming service in 2020 has broken new ground for children's television in recent years, introducing human and puppet characters dealing with issues such as homelessness, foster care and autism. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on there, man. Um, well, he'll be missed. So hang on, I, I hang on. I've got some quotes for you. Please. So this is um. Please. What is it? Him saying, "I don't want the cash." Instance, I do not really believe that giving away money was what we we're about. I struggle with the annoyance of the question, and even more, not having a ready answer. The nagging question: So, what do you do? Led to many frustrating conversations and blank looks until I hit upon a useful meta metaphor that silenced most questions. I said that we were like. We were most like a venture capital company, but that instead of financial profit, we were we measured ourselves by social benefit. The years since 1966, he wrote, have been a voyage of discovery to see if the metaphor venture capital for social benefit really is the best description of what the Markle Foundation has been trying to do. So clearly he was it, not interested in yeah. money. He was interested in social benefit. Altruistic. Yeah, he was. I mean, yeah. I mean, there you go. That, that, that does sum it up. So is he talk? He's talking about the the organization, what the think tank or something that thought. Well, he up. was saying everyone's like, "Well, how are you making money? Like, you know, what you're going to do, venture capital?" And he was just like, I, "That's not what I'm here for. We're not. We we are like a venture capital. We are venture like a venture capital company. But instead of focusing financial profit, oh. we need to measure ourselves by social benefit." So he probably was working. I'm I sure there was people understand. there making lots of money. It is a, it is a big company, but I think maybe he just didn't either give himself a massive. Right. Um, um, uh, salary, or he maybe gave, uh, inv put his lot of money into the organisations that he believed in, whether it be children's psychology or uh, children's education and all that sort of stuff and all that. So he co-founded the non-profit children's television workshop, which would be later renamed Sesame Workshop, with former pub publicist Joan Kantz Cooney, who called Morissette a trusted partner and loyal friend. Anyway, it's interesting. I mean, but at some point they did sell the show, so and the show makes money. So that it's not like the show doesn't generate revenue. The show generates like hundreds of millions, if not billions, in revenue per year. You know, from all the merchandising and stuff as well. So there's money being made. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, trying to say. I'm here. just saying. I just, but clearly he wasn't. Um, he wasn't a money hoarder. He wasn't looking at how do I, how do I get rich, or how do Jesus. I line my pockets i'm just saying wow. from the looks of it and clearly that the fact that his value is only five million wow. he clearly wasn't 
all about lining his pockets. That's what no I'm way. saying. Or maybe he was and he wasn't successful. I don't know. <laughs> well, we can't. I was going to say we could get him on the show, but we can't. He's dead. We've already discussed the possibility of seances. Um, he's very freshly dead, though, so I don't know if that's a hindrance to a seance. Well, he might he might still be in the line, unfortunately. He may still be in the queue. He could well be. Yeah, and, have to wait. and he may not be in a mood to answer financial questions so shortly after passing, you know? That is true. I don't even know that he's dead yet. Exactly. Wow. There's a lot of questions I've got about it, the whole thing. But I don't know. You know, You know. and I'm being cynical here, and I'm not cynical at him because I do believe in what he's saying. My problem is if he's not making money, somebody else is. The corporate's making fucking billions. And and that's the oh, part. Sure. More than likely. Yeah, but, but that's the part where my eyes almost roll out the back of my head because this guy who was behind the whole thing is apparently isn't taking home a big percentage, but whoever owns Sesame Street, they're banking, they've banked billions in the last decade, I would say. You know, this is a big property in children's TV and the merchandising and the fucking Elmo, Elmo and all that other shit they were always pumping out. Um, someone's keeping those dollars rich. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not all going to charity, man. It's not all going to charity, dude. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say it, all of it was. I just said maybe what he does or yeah. his portions. I don't know. Yeah. You know, if I was really loaded, I would actually be doing quite a bit with charity myself. Um, and that might. Su- I, I, I certainly would too. Yeah. No, that that may surprise you, um, but I would. And and you know, but like not to the detriment of my own lifestyle, but like certainly I'd be pretty active. Um, you know, but anyway, let's move off this topic because it's annoying. Um, I've got a thing here we were discussing with Ray. Have you, you don't really, you're not into all the Marvel cosmic shit, are you? Like me, you're not, you're not into that shit. I, I hate all that stuff. Do you, do you? Um, f- uh, a little bit, but not, no. I find, I find the Marvel cosmic shit to be, um. Boring. More of a pain in the ass than the DC stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, here's my point. So, you know me, I can't stand all that Marvel cosmic stuff, but we did do on the show years ago. Uh, I think it was with Stuart. Um, it was like Annihilation or something was called. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't remember anything of it. It was okay. But at one point, it got to this section, man, where like the beings of the universe, like the entities, were like faces staring at each other in space. It was pretty awesome. I was, I was talking about it with uh, Ray the other day. Like, sort of like, if you can imagine, like, I forget what they'll call, but like, say, life, death, entropy, you know, kind of like, you know, karmic forces or whatever you want to call them. Like, you know how in Sandman it's like death and dream or whatever. But in, in this, they were more like um, massive big faces or and stuff in space. And I was saying to Ray, mm-hmm. if you get to that level, and it, the story was okay, man. Like, it wasn't that great. This was just one sequence that I thought was cool. If you get to that level, I know it's fictional universe, but at that point, so, but part of what I hate about that is what what then does anything else matter? If it's just death and life staring at each other in space, like how am I supposed to care about what Daredevil's doing? You know? Like, it cuts mm. away from that to Daredevil in the street. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, it just felt like it's too big. I always feel they, they do that a lot on Spider-Man cartoons. The end of Spider-Man cartoons often is a cosmic thing, and I, I think it's a misstep. 
I'm like, why are we going cosmic all the time? With like, it's the collector and it's the competition and blah, blah, blah. And there's part of me that wishes they wouldn't do it, even though I did find no, that sequence I, interesting. No, I disagree with you. I don't mind the cosmic stuff as in space, as in oh. aliens, the collector, beings that are powerful, all that sort of stuff. My issue with the Marvel stuff is, yeah, those giant fucking concepts that they have. Yeah. Like, um, like Infinity. Yes. Uh, and and uh, and all of them looking like people and faces and that's exactly and, what I'm talking about. Like, like that that stuff. I'm I'm just like yeah. W- w- once you start getting like that, you almost go like, well, I mean that's that just makes everything look like pale in comparison. Exactly. You know, of like, you know what I mean? Of like, oh, who gives a fuck about Batman or you know, yeah. oh, okay, not Batman, but like Spider Man, like swinging through the yeah. streets, fucking stopping crime. It's like, you know, I, does I it sometimes there are some. Some concepts are too big for something that's just supposed to be comic books. You know what I mean? I like, agree. When you, yeah, when, when you start dealing with like entropy and mm. and and stuff and all that, you're like, okay, like I think maybe this is a bit too. Uh, well, unless you would look, I don't mind. It depends on the character, I guess. Like that, if the if the only character that dealt with those things was mm. something like a Silver Surfer or something like that, mm. where. He's dealing with things on such a large macro, like yeah. cosmic scale that the other heroes don't even fucking know about. Like they don't even. But Jesus Christ, all these heroes have come into contact with all these yeah. colossal cosmic fucking beings. You know, mm. they've spoken to the universe, so to speak. Mm. Mm. And you just think to yourself, how the fuck do you go back to 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 life? To problems and, with Mary Jane, you know. Yeah, and kind of be like, "Oh my god, like my life is you better like, shut up, man!" Like, yeah, how do I make rent? How do I make rent to pay? You yeah, know, like, yeah, that kind yeah. Of shit. I think I think you need to keep it separate. Like, I I, I don't mind that, but it has to be the right character, and you need to keep it separate from like your your regular sort of stuff and all that. So I, I, mean, totally I agree, agree with you, but also think there is a place, but. Yeah, not 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 in not, not in the regular kind of hero sort of. Well, it you know it it was like a space adventure of some sort. It was fairly gen- generic space adventure. I, I don't know the details. And suddenly it got to that part, and just like what you're saying, it was kind of like, okay, all right, um, aren't these things so big that it would swallow like even like Galactus? You know, it's it felt like even a Galactus would be inferior to these were forces. The, the actual makeup of the universe kind of thing, you know? And, you know, I know they're artists' and creators' conceptions, and that's cool, um, but it did feel slightly out of place in the story, I felt anyway, because then the story just cuts back to Star-Lord fucking buzzing around, shooting people, you know, yeah. like, kind well, of that's what I, said. I think that's one of those characters that don't deal with the mundane, so to speak, or mundane by those standards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I I agree with you. I yeah, I've never gotten into the the Marvel Cosmic thing. It's too, it's too fucking massive. It's too yeah. It's too out there. It's I too agree. existential for my liking. No, I agree. <laughs> now, um, the Avengers game is now officially dead. Rich, apparently, did you had you? Well, it's going to be shut down, baby. It's getting cancelled. I mean, this game sucked, didn't it? Didn't everyone say that this game sucked outside of a couple of little fanboys? Oh, hell yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was like, it, it won't be missed. Does this, does this mean I can't log on to Xbox and play it? Or is it that dead that I couldn't, um, you know? So I'm not too sure if, I think you can still play it as a single-player game. Right. Um, you know, if you have the game. But mm. there's no... Um, multiplayer. There's no online play anymore. So, I mean, uh, and this is why I say um, you've got to be very careful about 
buying digital stuff, mm. especially for a game that requires online or servers. Mm. Um, unless you know, like, it's. I mean, if you know that a game is going to be, like, if a game has proven that it's successful, then maybe you can be like, oh, I feel like it's going to be around for a while. I can buy some stuff. Mm. But, I mean, this game is what? Being out for two and a half years, maybe? Yeah. Um, and it's dead already. So if anyone spent any money on this game, you're out of money. Yeah. I mean, you know. So all the, the all, all the official support for the game will end mm. September this year, and um, and I think they're not going to be maintaining the servers and all that sort of stuff. So, um, oh, well, too bad, so sad. As far as I'm concerned, you know. Oh, I think. Hang on, no, no. I think I might be wrong. I think multiplayer gameplay will still continue to be available, but I think you'll just be doing like um, someone will be a host or something like that, or um. you'll you'll be hosting or something like that. But uh, but there'll be no more. Um, no more updates, no more new characters, no more bug fixes, mm. no more patches. Whatever the game is, <laughs> at, by come September 30, that is what the game is, and <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, I don't even know what it is. Is it is it like Destiny but with Avengers, or is it actually like a story? No, I think that's probably... Well, no, I mean, Destiny has a story. It's got a story campaign as well. So, yes, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like Destiny. It's like Division... It's like uh, what was a game that came out recently, Outriders. It's 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 yeah, it's just an on player. It's a it's a cooperative on player game mm. where you just beat the shit out of each other, get, uh, not each other, uh, enemies, get loot. I mean, the upgrade. concept is cool. The the, the con- like the idea of it that you could play as all your Marvel heroes or whatever. Um, I assume is that it? You can go in, and if I want to be Ghost Rider, I can be Ghost Rider. Is that how it works? Yeah, basically. That's I mean, that's cool. I mean, I think, although, I don't know, I kind of like the way that DC did their um, their game, and I kind of felt like this could have been a much fucking better version mm. of the, the, the DCU game, where you create your own hero. Mm-hmm. So, or, or, okay, okay, in that game, you could be a hero or a villain, but let's just say for this game, you could just be a hero, right? Mm. And you get to fight with the Avengers and, and all that sort of stuff. So if you want to create your own Iron Man, you can create your own Iron Man. If you want to create your own wolverine or maybe you want to do a combination maybe you want to do a fucking yeah you know wolverine combined with spider-man or something you know what i mean like you get to create your own hero and then you get to level him up and fight and you know uh, and choose new abilities and what you want to do and and very like hero Hmm. and but you do it in the marvel universe so you get to fight all the 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 villains that you know wasn't that the dc online game that we played wasn't that basically the yeah yeah the, yeah the dc the online one uh which is years and years old now. I think that game came out, fuck, Jesus, I want to say it was like 20 years ago. Dude, I remember when uh, we no, got it, you were fucking hyped. It was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but that was fun because you got to create your own hero. You know, if you wanted to be a speedster or a yeah. character like Superman or a character like Batman or, you know, yeah. you know, you could even make, you, you, if you wanted to be a villain, you could be a character like Joker or Deathstroke or, or you know, fucking Bane. What, what, you, you, you created your own character and then you got to run around this world and you either... You fought with the villains against the heroes that you know, so you go and get Superman and Batman and all this sort of stuff. And if you're a villain, a hero, you got to run around Superman or Batman or Flash or whatever, and you get to fight, you know, like yeah. Grundy and you loved it. I, you, I remember you loved it. I remember you were you were loving yeah. it. Yeah. And I just thought maybe this could have been like the new version of like the Marvel game. Look at our version. Look but what like what are you doing this one? You, you, is it like you play it as is Ghost like Rider? That. You, yeah, well, no, they haven't got a Ghost Rider, but you get to play oh. as Iron Man or Captain America or Thor or 
Well, I think they only released 12 heroes. Oh, like, it's the I, Avengers, I, 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 isn't it? It's not the whole Marvel Universe. Yeah. I was thinking it was like Deadpool and everyone as well. It's just the Avengers. It's just the Avengers, yes. Oh, I see. Okay, and was there... Is that include and Wolverine? If you, want to play, if you want to play a Marvel game with your Blade and your Ghost Rider and your Wolverine, mm. you might want to check out that Midnight Suns one. Is it out? It's a strategy game, but I think you might like it. Is it out? Yeah, it came out a while ago, last year. Really? Okay. I think it came out November or December last year. I just don't understand why that's a strategy game with those cool characters. It it's should a be strategy a... card game. Hey, a lot of people are, are enjoying it. Um, um, it's got good reviews and all that. So I'm just saying you might want to check it out. Okay. Can I play that on a console? Like a... Yeah, it's on console or PC, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, maybe mm-hmm. I will check it out. You just say it's a card game. It's it's just okay. So what happens is you you kind of like you build a deck, mm. and then when you your character fights, mm. you kind of like um, you draw a card, and it can either be like an attack card or a defense card, or uh, combined with another hero card. It's it's weird to explain. You Are they graphics? Play it. Are they graphics? Yeah, yeah. There's fight scenes, and they play out all the animation and all oh, that really? sort of stuff, and you unlock new gear. And this and, doesn't sound and, too bad. What's it called? Midnight Suns. And they still. Yeah, it's called. I think it was called Midnight Suns. Yeah, and Midnight I can Suns. get this on PS Five and stuff. Yes, and it's got Ghost Rider. You said. And yeah, Wolverine. it's got Blade, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, really, um, Luke Cage. What? Doctor Strange, Deadpool yeah, do- is coming. Oh, slow Deadpool's down! Deadpool's there. Uh, he's he's got a DLC. Well, I why think. why aren't you giving me this news like a lot faster? Mate, we- Covered this game. We already told I, you all this, but you I remember off by the technical side. I remember this, and you said it was like chess or something, and I was like, "What?" I said it's a strategy game. You got to move your characters. You got to then. I'm uh, yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to get it. I'm confused by the description, but I'm sure I once I start playing it, I'll understand. Watch it. Look, just watch a video. Go on YouTube. Yeah, put point. Midnight Suns in, and just watch a video and see the gameplay, and then decide if you're yeah, like, "Oh, okay, okay, I get that. I understand it." Veret's a good tip, man. You're ahead of the game there with that kind of stuff. I should be, I'm on YouTube a lot these days, and that's the kind of level I want to get to where I'm like checking things out before I actually make a purchase or, or even spend time. You know what I mean? Like, check out live footage. Uh, I mean, kind of yes, but can I be honest with you? I actually, okay, going back to Hi-Fi uh, Rush, mm. I actually did find it refreshing where I had no idea what this game was. I mm. booted it up yeah. and then experienced it and enjoyed it. There is, like, I, there is a part Fresh. of me, like, it... You know what I mean? Like, yes, if they if they announce a game, then you're like, oh, maybe I've put it up in my head, or maybe the gameplay is not going to be what I think it is, and so you mm. watch a video or you check out a review. But sometimes when they were just like, hey, the game's out now, download it, play it, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. You know, because I mean, it's part of Game Pass, and it doesn't cost me anything really. Exactly. Yeah. What I'm really playing. So I never check I anything I like, out. I never check anything out. But yeah. But like, I'm going to check this thing out because I just need to see it. I think you should just because I don't know if you would. If you're comfortable or familiar with the type of gameplay, that's the only thing. If mm. it was a, it was more like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I would say fucking download. You know, I'd say you know 100%. what it is, go play it. But I'm not sure if you're familiar with the combat, so I would just say first check it out before you buy it. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, I mean, you, you've come up with some good points tonight, today, Rich. I mean, jeez, oh, I mean, you, it's rare. You, you've started the news, and you know, you're on a fucking roll. Now, what's this stuff about Xbox Direct? You're saying it's a massive waste of time. Oh, we discussed it early on. Oh. I, it was it was a, a mace of time. There was uh, only Hi-Fi Rush was the only, only game we're fucking talking about. So Minecraft. Fair, what, what was the thing about Elder Scrolls? What, was there any mention of the new Elder Scrolls game, like the proper? No, one? this was 
the the only Elder Scrolls that we mentioned was the online, the ESO. Jesus. I mean, I like I, I I'm like a, I feel like a bad Elder Scrolls fan, but I just don't care about that. You know, I want. You know what I want? I want the next the next Elder Scrolls game, the proper one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I don't blame you. That's a lot of people uh, play the ESO, and a lot of people who are Elder Scrolls fans don't because they just want the single player experience with the crafted quests and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I, I get that. I understand. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't like. Disagree. I I know people who who are playing or have at least played Elder Scrolls Online. It's probably all right. It's like World of Warcraft or something, yeah. Uh, in yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of stuff. Like slightly, slightly different, but but pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool, but like you know, I just don't. I just yeah, I just I, I just need something else in my life. Now, big news: this guy Rick Riordan. Last week we mentioned this guy was the was the. Uh. Trouble with the law, wasn't it? Like, so he's a, he's he up on a rape charge, with, isn't he? Well, domestic abuse. Domestic abuse, right? Okay, so not rape, but what's domestic no, abuse? Like been, wife he's beating. Been charged. Um, yes, yeah, so, well, mm. we don't know exactly what it is. We just know that um, mm-hmm. uh, you know someone has pressed charges and uh, he's going waiting to go to trial. And he's kind of um, kept it out of the spotlight and has been going through the courts for a couple of years. Well, I don't and, know. Well, I mean, look, to be fair, he's not going to come and go, hey, guys, just let oh, everyone know. I understand, know. Yeah. yeah. You know, but um, but I'll answer this. So the, the mm. news of this week is is that he's basically, everyone has uh, just told him to fuck off, right? So mm. he's basically been let, uh, so he will no longer be working on uh, Rick and Morty. He won't and be he's the voice of Rick and Morty, I realized. Yes. I and, did not realize uh, that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, um, uh, what's, the, what's it called? Adult Swim have cut ties with him. Right. Um, and then some other companies that he was working on as well, they've cut ties with him as well. Mm. Now, look, you know me, and I've said this on the show before, I'm not a fan of Rick and Morty. Couldn't mm. give a crap. I am. I am a fan guy. of Rick and Morty. I, I don't. He's got a new game out on Xbox called um, High on Life. I have um, heard I think of it's that, on yeah. platforms, but it wasn't on Game Pass, and it looks fucking annoying and stupid to me. Now, <laughs> and I say all that because I just want, like, I just want to press it. I don't like, I know nothing about this guy, and I don't like the shit that he makes. But right. it is disappointing to me that these days mm. the whole innocent to proven guilty shit is just non-existent. Like, oh, you, yeah, well, you now you know. lose your entire like. Look, if he's done it, then yes, of course. You know, once it gets proven that he's done it mm. and he's found guilty or whatever, then you can fucking cut ties with him and say we got no interest in working with a, you know. But I kind of feel like now, if someone just accuses you of something and you work in this industry or whatever, fucking kiss your mm. kiss your job and your life goodbye. Even well, if it is alive, the company doesn't want to be associated with someone who's um, you know, uh, that's a fairly serious charge, I guess. So that's the problem they've got, you know. Like it's like it's a serious yeah. charge, but my point is it's a charge. It's an accusation. I hear your like, point. I hear your point, but it's know. it's a big franchise. He's the voice of them. Um, he's the co-creator for God's he's sake. He's the co-creator. He's the voice. He's he's very tied into it. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, in, in all fairness, that's that's the word I use to describe it. Like we don't know the ins and outs of the process, uh, where it's up to legally. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to cut ties with them as soon as it hit the public news. That's just that's just the, a fact with corporate big business. You know, they're just going to cut ties. Uh, in a as I said, I think it's just sucky. Like yeah. before, companies used to be like, "Look, 
you know, he, oh, he's yeah. been charged. He's you know, he's going to face the investigation. Blah blah blah. But mm. you know, you know, we'll wait to see. We believe he's. Yeah. Innocent. What happens? Like, what like, happens if he doesn't get convicted? You know, like that's my point. If it yeah. turns out she lied or made it up and whatever, or she does, he doesn't, he's not found guilty. Let's just say, forget about like the the fucking who like if a jury finds him not guilty, what happens then? You know. Like seriously? Yeah. Well, they, yeah. That, yeah. Then, then what does he get his job back or? <laughs> yeah, it's like it, they're like that's reputational know. damage, and it's like, well, okay, but I mean, I, I won't name names here, but I will say there have been cases in Australia of allegations that have played out in the media that have gone so far to trial by media, and then the the, the court case has either stopped or there's been a not guilty verdict, and it's like seriously, you buried the uh, defendant in the media by name countless times and you raised up the accuser to a point where it was like holier than thou kind of style stuff and then and then the case fell apart and it's like okay so this never even like it barely went to trial there was no verdict and all this burying of the defendant now and that to me is wrong you know that is that is wrong uh, where they do that and I mean, that was, I'm not going to name names here because I don't want to get sued, but I will say this, that was appalling, you know? And um, you can say all the stuff you want about believer women and all that kind of stuff. That's great to say that, but we do have a legal system. And, you know... You know what? I'm sorry, I don't believe it's great to say that. Well, people say that. People say that, but but I'm like, but the media companies shouldn't be... Uh, getting so behind it that they are actually doing a sort of trial in the media fully, yeah. like a full witch hunt, yeah. and it's like, this hasn't even gone to court yet, you know? Look, yeah, I, I believe we should listen to all women, and we should uh, take everything seriously, and should be investigated, and oh. people need to be punished, but we can, yeah, we cannot, we cannot, like, uh, get to the point where we are trying people in the court of public opinion, no. especially now because we are so, are so media... Um, uh, reliant and heavy you know what i mean like back in the day 20 years ago 30 years ago you know it was very hard to like get tried in the court of public opinion because th- there wasn't such a big sort of you know um uh w- what do you want to call it the town the, you know the like 24 7 the 24 7 news cycle hadn't fully developed yeah yeah exactly so like you know it's people yeah as you say people's lives yeah whether you like them or not people's lives can be utterly ruined and destroyed oh yeah um, all over nothing, lies, allegations, misunderstandings. Oh, like, and you know, and again, at the end I, of the day, too. At the end of the day, did. the not guilty verdicts come in too sometimes too. Not every one of these cases they get a guilty verdict. I'm sorry to tell the oh oh oh, like and, or, and like with the Johnny Depp and the Amber fucking Heard, where they're mm. both shitty people, sure. and you kind of feel like fucking both. Like, sure, well, you know was, what I mean? Like, was it, that, that whole thing point. is ridiculous, like, you know? Yeah, so. I, as I said, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm a staunch believer in that. Whether you like someone or not, you need to give them. You I need to you know I agree them. with you conceptually, but here's the reality with the corporate. Um, who is it? Who owns Rick and Morty? It's on HBO Max, so it's like a major company that owns it. They're going to wash their hands the second that hit the mainstream news, and their only their only fucking concern is how quickly can we wash our hands of this? You know. Well, it's it's sad because back in the day, companies would stand with them until they were proven in a uh, guilty. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like if they would say, "Look, but these are allegations." There's no loyalty at all, man. They're they're, they're loyal to nothing. Oh yeah, no. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course not. No. They're, they're, and that's why I say I put in the news because I thought it was. It's not 
not about him, but I just think it's sad in general. And, and, that and I'll say this, this and I'll say this right now. This guy could be. I have no idea who this guy even is. He could be a complete mm. piece of shit. And if he's done it, and if it's found, if he's found guilty, I hope he serves twenty to life. Frankly, you know. Yeah, like, of course. I hope he's you know, punished. I'm, to the, I'm not. To the I'm not saying, law. oh, this guy. You know, he's he's innocent. Like, don't try him. I'm saying, no, try this fucker. There's obviously enough there that prosecutors think they've got a case. But the the details we've got are so scant that it's it, you know it's impossible and it's been buried in the news and it's finally come up two years down the track and um yeah you know we'll we'll just we'll 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 keep monitoring the situation the guy's a name um uh you know you would think as I said last week you would think he would have tried to sell this out of court frankly um but maybe that was impossible you know maybe it's false allegations who knows who knows or no or you get it first into the headlines, then you can get them for more out of court. 100%. 100%. Yep. If yep. it is one of those jobs where, you know, you know, maybe it's a, a, oh, a scam sure. or, you know, then what you do is you leak it. You sure. know what I mean? You somehow get it out there and then you say to him, well, if you want this to go away, now you're going to have to double your fucking offer or yeah, 100%. triple your offer or something like yeah. that. So who knows? As I said, like, we, we're not privy to all this stuff. I just, I just think it's sad that our society's got to the point where where people are losing their livelihood before sure. they've even found guilty. Oh yeah, there's and there's unfortunately there's lots of examples where um, on both sides where police have let down rape victims, and also examples many examples where the media has done a piss poor job and has sent innocent people or unpro un untested people as guilty and ruined livelihoods and all sorts of things. It's littered yeah. with that. It's littered with errors. The whole the whole thing's a fucking joke. Um, I would frankly. You know, people are going to be like, oh, I can't believe you're going to say this, David. I would like none of it to be in the media until there's an actual verdict. That's it, my well, actual that's preference, because, you know? But well, that's the thing, that It's almost impossible now for no, um, for jurors to yeah. not be affected because, you know, back back in the day, it was much easier to oh, request oh, it. Yeah. But th th everything's a smart device now. Like, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's literally impossible for and them you, not you to can, find out. You can way. find stuff out about stuff you don't even care about and aren't even looking for. It can just, it can, when I, when I load my computer up, it comes up with news on the screen before I click a button. So I know news that I in no way give a shit about or have searched for. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's tough. And, and I imagine like that's a challenge the courts must face. And, um, you know, it's, it's always been a dodgy thing, but um, you do you do wonder these days about about we, some we, of the jurors. We need to get robot jurors. <laughs> yeah, until the robot jurors find all of humanity guilty and it's the Terminator. Well, that yeah, but that'll be long after I'm dead, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned this. Now I I caught news of this this forespoken thing, and and I was monitoring this to see if it was worth getting. Well, the reviews have been at best middling to poor, and apparently there were. They were sort of barring review codes till the very release. They weren't normally what people do is they send the review codes out like a week or whatever before so reviewers can, you know, really explore the game. There was, there was apparently concerns of the publisher. And anyway, the, the, end of the, the end story is that it's come out to poor reviews. And um, it sounds like a game to avoid, Rich, um, which is a shame because, you know, it also had potential to be a major role-playing game, something I would have enjoyed. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, um, yeah. So there was some. I, I, I thought at first people were saying that they weren't giving out review codes, but they were giving out review codes to some people. But yeah. they were giving them out very late. Yeah, because, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
and and I know people got review codes because a lot of the people I watch for reviews and stuff they they drop their review on the day that the game came out, so they would have had to have got it early. So I know there was review codes put out, but yes, they certainly were selective and they certainly left it to the last minute where the people kind of had to like play it pretty quickly or yeah. you know say look I've only played six hours and this is what I've played so far and all that. Um, sure. Oh God, yeah, I, I watch a very wide spectrum of. Um, reviewers uh, uh-huh. because i like to get you know because i even watch people that i don't always necessarily agree with but it's just that i want to see what their sure you know points of view is maybe they they look at something or make me think of something i didn't realize or something like that and every single reviewer i could not find any of the guys you know because some guys are a bit more forgiving mm. some guys are a bit more harsh all that sort of you know so again wide spectrum i none of the people i listen to not a single one of them enjoyed this game or recommended this game or well, there you go that, that answers the question doesn't it so, like yeah, you know yeah. if you if you go into a wide sphere if you go into if it's across the board uh, much like velma is apparently across the board apparently with velma uh, the only person i know who likes it's charlie from capes and lunatics uh, apparently the hardcore left hate it the right hate it the the whole the, it's one thing they're united on their hatred of velma Everyone hates it. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's it's like you really have to do something wrong for, for for some extreme group not to like you know pontificate for you. But um, I mean, Frank, I I told you, I I gave it a chance. I watched fifteen or twenty minutes. It was one of the most boring, un- unfunny comedies I've seen this millennium. Honestly, it was terrible. Mm. And and I was quite open to liking it. I was I I, I don't mind Mindy Kaling. I I, I like the idea of it. I, and I was like, man, this is just not funny. And I was thinking to myself when I was what because I'm not the guy who's like, oh, I'm so offended. That's just not me. You know, when I'm watching something, I'm like, I was watching like Rick and Morty has stuff in it that's pretty hardcore. Like it does. Rick and Morty gets away with a lot of shit that I'm all and Harley Quinn too. Stuff that I'm like, wow, I'm surprised someone's not kicking up a fuss about that. But maybe they're. But when I was started watching Velma, it opens up in the um, showers with like all the teenage girls and stuff, and I was like, "Man, I'm," and they're kind of nude and stuff, and like it's censored. But even still, I was like, I, I thought to myself, "I'm," co- I thought, "I'm sure someone out there is gonna like kick up a stink about this, you know, because they're underage and whatever, blah blah blah." And and for, sure enough, Rich, there was apparently some big hoo-ha about sexualization of minors. And um, mm. that was one of the many fucking things thrown at Velma. But I thought that, you know, you know what you think? I'm sure someone's offended by that. <laughs> like, I, I, was, oh, yeah. I was offended because it wasn't funny. I'm just like, this isn't funny. But mind you, Rick and Morty has stuff in it that I think to myself, I'm loving it. I'm thinking, I'm just confident that if some people saw this, they would be you know, beside themselves. Um, you know, it's that kind of humour. Like, it's quite sort of crass and sort of over the top. Michelle hates it. She hates it. It's a, If there's a comedy style that she hates, that Rick and Morty show personifies it. She hates it with a passion. She, she sees me watch it because I love it. I think it's really funny. And then she comes and she's like, oh, my God, that show. And she just walks out. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. And yet Velma's been renewed for a second season already. Which is so bizarre, man, because, uh, like, I can't imagine the numbers are are good either. You know, like, if everyone's hating it... Oh, according to HBO, it's doing phenomenal. Uh, Well, you know, yeah, according to the people who don't have to produce any numbers at all, it's going great. Um, Anyway, I mean, God, bad shows have had second seasons, so... 
Mind you, I won't be watching yeah, but it. This, I'm like, yeah. But this goes beyond bad. If oh, this was terrible. Reviews. This was terrible. No, and, was and again, like I predicted, remember when we said, uh, when last time we, we first time we checked, it was like 68% and I said it's going to mm. drop or 64%. Mm. It's just dropping every week in terms of um, yeah. reviews. And even like um, um, professional reviews has been dropping and dropping and dropping. Um, but you know what? But I must say, I I get very disappointed with the people that keep that keep the show alive because... Mm. The thing is, what a company hates the most is apathy. So yeah. the the problem is, is that everyone keeps hate watching it. So all the people that hate it mm. keep watching it, keep watching it to to talk about it, to complain I, about I it. I can't to, do that to myself. I'm just not that guy. No, I just yeah, can't like, do it. You know, look, we're, we're discussing it, but we have other than the 15 minutes I've you watched, watched we minutes, haven't watched it. it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. But there are people who will watch every single episode every week. To, to, but I'm like, but you're keeping it in the zeitgeist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, if everyone just said, you know what, it's a shit show. We're all done talking about it. We're not going to fucking watch it. We're not going to talk about it. It would just disappear. It yeah. would just, you know, fade totally. into the night. Well, but that's I what happens to shows. That's alive. what happens to shows. Yeah. I mean, like, like, look, 15, 20 minutes is fine for a show that we do where I like to discuss stuff and, and like to, um, explore. I don't like, I watched two episodes of Naomi. That was fucking woeful. Um, mm. but this no, but was we're not worse. Talking about the, we're not talking about the episodes. We're just talking no. about its reception. No, no, yeah. And, and we're talking about it in a general sense. I'm talking about the people who will Still watch every single episode, review Jesus. every episode and bitch and moan about every episode. And I just go, look, if it's not good, then rather relax. find something else to review that is, you know, look, I know every show is not going to be good, but if a show is at least decent yeah. and you feel it's got potential, then yes, yeah, sit there and review Every episode, but I think if something's bad, if something is sure. across the board bad, I think everyone should just let it go. Don't fucking oh. find something else to review and just let it die. Yeah, but some just, of these, I agree with you, but some of these sites, man, um, they thrive on that, you know. Like, it, like what, what are your options? You know, you, you've got the sites, you, you know them, the IGNs, the comic book resources, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, like everything's 10 out of 10, you know, the greatest... I named the greatest Batman comics of all time, and they name like five comics from the last two years. And you're like, really, guys? Like, um, how can we take anything you say seriously? Like, you are jokes. But um, it's the same. Like, so they're such hype trains that it mu- when they, when they get something that's so hated, it must be like, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? We just want to sing his praises, and we were desperate for it to be good so we could rave on about diversity and female hires. You know, we were we were desperate to haul out all those arguments, and then everyone hates it, and they're sort of you can almost see them there at their word process, like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> but, that, but that's what I mean. I, I kind of feel like the, it's like they're feeding each other, right? Yeah. So when when the 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 IGNs and all that, or and and whatever review sites, they go, it's a, oh my god, it's so good, and mm. breaks them all, and then you got all these people that hate it so they're yeah. like, no 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 i'm going to tell them they hate it then the corporations come back and say well now i've got to write another article telling you how you're wrong and why it is a great show and then it goes back to the, yeah, so it's yeah. almost like a tennis match you know like yeah, yeah. they just keep and yeah. i just think to myself look if ign gives it a 10 out of 10 whoever gives it a 10 out of 10 if someone listens to them they're going to watch it and go fuck i don't know what they're smoking this is a terrible show i'm not going to watch it mm. it would just, again it would just disappear but the, it, it just gets kept alive with both sides trying to outdo yeah. each other on on you know yeah. proving their point and uh, as i said i it's it's, it's the industry too though man like it, like this this commentary industry in the online stuff as, as we all as we all know it's almost total bullshit 
you know, like it's just it's just so pathetic that like mm. it, you know they yeah when they when they get something like this where everyone hates it they are at a loss because they're used to what they what they like to do is overpraise everything and you know assuming it's not problematic and um and then if it's middling they can defend it like like their life's depending on it you know like they write these articles where it's like you're just an awful human being for not loving this you know like you're just the worst person you're a racist rich you're sexist you're you're everything you you know you're, you're, you're I'm sort of i'm some kind of isomorphobe yeah you're just <laughs> terrible rich like how you get through the day i don't know like Actually, you know i'm probably all of them yeah, and, you know, like, that's the kind of article that they're geared to writing. Like, it's defending something that's either mediocre to middling, like, it's 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 neither here nor there, and they just go overboard and they highlight it. Um, you know, they look at it and they just think, okay, it's got it's got a female lead, it's got, it's got some race diversity, it's got this or that, stuff that they can champion, and it's just pathetic. Like, it's just, it's, it's rinse and repeat stuff. So it's actually humorous to me. That finally, we've. Got, I'm actually glad that Velma sucks this bad that everyone hates it because it, these fuckwits that write these articles, um, they're, they're sort of like now, you know, it's scratching their heads because it's got some of the stuff in it that they praise, like it's to high heaven. But now, of course, now they're doubling down, Rich. It's all about the sexualization of minors. And it's like, oh my well, God, that was a big crime. I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but there's this theory mm. that they're trying to do the. Um, they're trying to do the Sonic gamble, where if you remember the first Sonic trailer came out and Sonic yes. the Hedgehog looked fucking awful, and there yeah. was such a massive backlash. Yes. That when they changed it, everyone was so happy that they changed it <laughs> that everyone went out to go watch the movie, and the movie actually made bang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Movie was good. Like, yeah, it was I enjoyed good. it. Now, no, no, but there's a theory that that's what Warner Brothers is doing with uh, Velma. Right. They they are making such a bad. Yeah, Scooby-related property mm. that they rile people up on purpose. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so that when they do give you the proper Scooby-Doo, which you know, because Scooby-Doo has always been sort of popular, but it's it's you know what I mean. But That's it's great. not talk yeah. about you know what I mean. It's yeah. not it's not like making tons of money. Now people just go out of like happiness to see Scooby back, sure. or go out and buy or go watch the movie. So that's the theory that they're trying to. I don't think that I don't think that that's un, un, yeah I don't think that that's um it's almost counter programming like it's not like yeah I, I it's certainly what will happen I think is because the reception is so negative that they will say to themselves we need to give something something a lot more down the line generic Scooby um, more classic blah 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 and it probably will be a big hit you know that's I think you could do. Look, you could do a parody Scooby Doo, right? Like it's rife for for parody, and it's mm. rife for even an R. You know, for God's sakes, we we read and reviewed um, uh, Scooby Doo Apocalypse, yeah. right? Yeah. Where it was a fresh take on it. You can't do it. The problem is, you need talented people to do it. You can't just no. you can't just yeah. come up with an idea and give it to hacks to write. Sure. You need to give it to talented people, and that's that's the issue we live in now. There may be some good ideas out there. This is no one that can execute them. Or well, the we, 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 it, if I'm correct in saying this, I think it was JM, wasn't it, and Keith Given. Yeah. So, I mean, they're very talented, and they did a good job on mm -hmm. that, um, whatever it was called, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was different. It wasn't what I was expecting from Scooby-Doo, but uh, I thought, like, it was a bizarre take, but I, I thought it worked, you know? Like it was. Yeah, well, point. You can do something with the property. You can do something different. You can do something unexpected. It just you just need talent. You need execution. You can't yeah. just 
do it. Like, you know, and, and Velma is a perfect example of mm. untalented people writing something where 90% of the jokes do not land. Oh yeah, it was, it was woeful. And, um, yeah, I, I'd be interested. This this second season might be like four episodes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, when they just really like, yeah, it's a whole season, guys. Enjoy this three episodes that we've put out. Uh, now, Michael Kellishim has gone in with an email, and before, like, we're gonna get into this one, and we are treating this email kind of ironically, but like, don't get too carried away, people. Um, you know, it, this is it. It's look. A tragedy happened, but we are seeing the funny side. So basically what happened is, uh, it's, a, it's a New York. It happened in New York. I'm going to read out the... Thanks, Michael, for sending this email in. I'm going to read it out to Rich. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, Rich. A New York City woman was burned alive by a man in rage. She destroyed his comics and video game device. Um, it was a horrifying Brooklyn murder last year. Uh, this guy flew off the handle after this woman destroyed his comic books and video game console. Um, he's uh, he's facing uh, murder charges and all this kind of stuff and kidnapping charges. He literally, apparently, she came in, Rich, and uh, she, yeah, I mean, she she burnt the comic books, Rich, and she smashed up the video games. And even Michelle said, "Well, that's vandalism." And his response was, he went down to the supermarket, Rich, and he bought some uh, lighter fluid, mm-hmm. a lighter, and some rope. And um, so he had a pretty clear kind of... He kind of envisioned what he was going to do. He then got her um, and uh, he tied her up, put lighter fluid on her and um, and he put accelerant on her, then lit a match and left the wind to burn alive in the department. A witness told police he saw her tied up and Duffy dousing her in lighter fluid, but he inexplicably walked away without trying to stop the crazed man. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, you just enjoy it? Well, I mean, he's the opposite of the Punisher, this guy, isn't he? He's like the the very passive Punisher. He was just like, yeah, not my not my business. You know, just he saw it. Or maybe going, he was like, yeah, she deserved it. No. Well, yeah, I mean, look, let's face it. Like, what maybe, is it? Maybe she did something to him that we don't know about. Anymore, like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She battled us. Like and no, well, the guy's like, look, she 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 burnt my comic books and she smashed my video games. He's like, okay, all right, well, I'll I'll, I'll let this go. Um, but I did say to Michelle, did this guy give her a verbal warning prior to the smashing? Do you think, Rich? Like, what do you think went on there, man? Because there's allegations they're in a relationship. And I'm like, if they're in a relationship, it could be the cliche with the girlfriend who's like, you spent all this time on the video games. We've all heard it, Rich. You're spending all your time on video games. I want you to do the chores. You're spending a lot of money on comic books. Okay, we get it. We understand that's a classic kind of relationship problem. You know, for geeks, basically, when they if a geek gets in a relationship, that that tends to come up. But if they're not in a relationship, it's even weirder because then she's just burning his shit and smashing it. Do you see what I'm saying, Rich? Yeah, yeah, it's like a, just a neighbor or a stranger, <laughs> yeah, or just like she's a like passerby who just doesn't guy. like you for some reason. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and and then she's just kind of like, fuck this guy. I'm gonna really fuck with this guy's head. I'm gonna burn. His, but I said to Michelle, like, let's face it, like, when you hardcore, they do say when you hardcore to get into video gaming and comic books, it can kind of be addictive. You know, there's an addictive component to it. It's kind of like if you went and flushed someone's crack cocaine down the toilet. Their reaction is not going to be, you know, pleasant. I, I think this guy went well and above what's acceptable. But she was playing with fire, and I do mean that kind of literally. Well, 
I've said this on the show before. You've got to be very careful when you're dealing with fans because they are fanatics. Yeah, so, that's it. You know, you don't. You, I'm. Yeah, it, 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 it is like you know potentially dealing with a deranged person because they already have a fanatical love of yeah. something, and you are now destroying that that thing. I mean, they have put a lot of time, effort, passion. And again, I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying (laughs) they have put a lot of themselves and they do wrap a lot of their worth and their identity identity in their fandoms and their, um, and their fantasy. So, I mean, it is dangerous. I mean, you've got to be, I mean, put it this way, whether I hate someone or not, because I am a fan of things and I have my own passions, I would never, ever destroy someone's, um, stuff no matter how much i hated them because i sure. i understand how that would feel now clearly she doesn't oh um, she's she, yeah, yeah i, no I think she, she's learned the hard way she's learned the very hard way like she's mm. she's probably regretting a decision if she was alive i would suggest like i i think the lesson to me learned here is like okay he went way fucking overboard you know he killed her basically let's face it he burned her alive uh but also she shouldn't have smashed his shit up. I will say that, you know. And I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm you know, I'm the like his reaction was oh, look, out of line. Not two wrongs make a right. This oh. is definitely two wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this guy is a crazed lunatic. I would suggest, you know, um, this guy's a danger. Uh, Michael Kellisher made a point that maybe she he had some key issues, you know. Um, maybe he had first appearance of Punisher, that kind of thing. You know, may have had first action comics, which. Does that change your perspective? If he had key issues worth, say, you know, a few hundred thousand in his collection and she's destroyed oh, it? Oh, sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So we don't know all the details. Um, I guess it could come out in a court of law. He, he may stand up on the thing and say, look, I had Batman 1, you know, <laughs> and um, just, you know, like, look, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a shock what she did. Um, but anyway, uh, now you've got something here about Optimus Prime. What's going on? Oh, uh, so Optimus Prime will have a new voice. Um, Not the classic guy. Series. Yeah, there's a new animated what? series called Transformers Earthspark, yeah. where the voice will be done by Alan Tudyk. Well, what's happened to the classic guy? I don't know. Maybe. Well, he's getting old. Maybe he. Oh. It's, he's getting. He's getting point, to the point where he's like, I just. I'm he's done. doing it in fucking Beastmasters in the movies, isn't he? He's maybe. Good. He maybe is. That's his, but maybe that's his last one, though. Swan Song. So who's getting it? Alan Tudyk, isn't he one of your favourites? He's the guy who's in everything with Nathan Fillion. That yeah, guy, he's yeah. a funny guy, man. Firefly, Resident Alien. Um, he's <sighs> voice Green Arrow. Yeah, but um, Optimus Prime? Roll out, Autobots. I can't... I can't... Is Has he got that voice in him, Rich? Well, I'd, he's probably going to be doing his own version. Don't like I would it. imagine he's going to make his voice deep. Don't like but it, man. I would have got a guy who sounds exactly like the other guy. Let's hear it first, though, mate. Ah, don't need to. <laughs> why wouldn't I mean, you, that's fair. Why wouldn't you get a guy who can sound like the other guy? Because I don't think the other guy is that hard to do for a professional well, voice actor. Well, I guess, well, here's the thing. Maybe mm. it's worthwhile getting someone a bit, uh, a bit more different mm. because then you don't have to worry about comparisons. Yeah. Because if you try and get someone similar, everyone's going to be like, oh, it's just not the same because, uh, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. oh, the way he says this isn't the right way or, or, you know, the picture of his voice here isn't correct. It's going to be draw too many comparisons. Whereas if you just go, look, we're just going to make it different. Mm. Therefore, 
people maybe can latch onto it a bit better because they're not now going to be going it's similar but not the same and now i can't un- yeah. you know what i mean like yeah, i yeah. can't get past that it's similar but not the same i don't know like sometimes it is better to just go yeah, yeah. like different or 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 make a bit of a change where people won't get stuck up on it so much so be like oh it's different i'll give it a shot i'll see if, if i can get used to it and then you know what i remember yeah, when yeah. i was a kid uh, when johnny depp left 21 jump street and they brought in richard greco and i was like man like they were so trying to mirror johnny and i was just like mm. i was just so lost as a as a as a massive massive fan of that show i was just like i it was it was literally me experiencing like what do i do with myself like, do I continue watching this show with the fucking clone that they've tried to put in? And no offense to Richard Grieco, but they were definitely trying that kind of, you know, to sort of just do the replacement, the swap out. And uh, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. The problem is, though, Rich, that Optimus Prime, uh, look, let's face it, he, he's been Optimus Prime since, what, the 80s? And, you know, it's very consistent sort of thing. We know what Optimus sounds like. All oh, these are rolled out Autobots. And, like, he's always okay, the so- same. Hang on. It looks like this show has come out already. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, but I'm seeing video. The videos were only posted like three weeks ago. Is, it, is ago. this the same thing, the War of Cybertron, all that stuff that's on Netflix? I've watched a bit of that. No, it's something new. Season one. It's called Transformers Earthspark. Okay. Animated. Hang on. Uh, 3D animated, yeah. Why does it have to be 3D animated? Yeah, he's definitely not trying to do uh, a, the proper... Well, you're a massive fan of this guy, aren't you? Aren't you a huge Alan Tudyk fan? Oh, he's a talented guy, man. He is I've talented. enjoyed pretty much he's, everything he's, he's been in. He's funny. He's, he's very likable. He's very likable. Yeah. Uh, and remember, like, we, yeah. I, I met him. I met him when we went to the Mel- What's it, the Melbourne? Did you? When you and I went to the Melbourne convention. Where was I? What was I doing? Uh, I think. Oh, you may have gone to a different. <laughs> um, right. Because that was the one where we met Stan Lee. Remember. Yeah, Stan Lee and Patrick Stewart was there as well. Yeah, yeah, and I went to the sort of Alan Tudyk. Um, and what was I doing? Q and A. Oh, but I, don't, I can't remember. You went to another one. Maybe uh, I don't know. I can't remember which one you went to. Alan Tudyk would have been entertaining, I think. You know. Oh, he was uh, massively entertaining. I remember someone asked him, "How do you, <laughs> how do you say your na- like your last name?" Mm. You know, because people were like, "You know, is it Tudyk or whatever?" And he goes, "No, no, it's 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 like two and then dicks." Two dicks. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a pretty funny guy. Um, how about this one, Rich? Daisy Ridley is open to appearing in more Star Wars sequels. What a surprise. Well, of course she is because she has no fucking career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, I mean, she's famous for, like, in all fairness to poor Daisy Ridley, like, you know, she acted in those, I would say acted loosely, in those three movies she didn't write the scripts or anything, and as you say, yeah, there's not a lot of other material other than that, and she was, you know, young, so why wouldn't she want to be appearing more? Of course she does. Anyone fucking would. You know, why would you want to get off that gravy train? And, like, I, I forget what even happened, but she was alive at the end of the last one, and she's like, yeah, give me more. Um, this isn't a woman who's got a long career. Like, she could do TV, definitely. She could definitely do TV. You know, I could see her doing... Any of those shows that Michelle watches, all those Chicago fires, she 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 she'd be a decent TV actress, I think. Um, Look, I I think had the movie, the three movies overall been um, not so um, mm. divisive, mm. 
or divisive. I don't know how people want to say divisive, it. Divisive, um, yeah. I, I think she would have probably got a few more roles. Mm. But the fact that I think that so many, like, because those movies weren't well received, mm. um, I think, I don't think she's getting that many offers. Um, no. You know, people yeah. are probably a bit scared that they'd be like, oh, it's Daisy. She was okay. Like, I mean, oh, I like, I don't think she was terrible or anything. I, I, I sort of, I honestly, I, I, you look, know, what did you think? I didn't see the other two. I only saw her in the first movie, and mm. I couldn't stand her in the first movie. So really? I don't know if she got better in the other two, but in the first movie, it was god-awful cringy acting. She's about the same. I, it may be slightly better, but not much. Um, I mean, I don't really remember much of it. Like, I, I, she was the classic young actress who just punches a line. You know, and doesn't even punch it that convincingly. She just says the line, sort of thing. It's almost not even acting. You know, uh, like some of these guys, some of these guys and gals who are in some of these movies. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them. I mean, they're barely acting. You know, like they're a pretty face. They 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 say their line, and that's it. And you can tell they're being heavily directed. Um, you know, I don't think she was hugely experienced. But, like, I don't blame her when she's like, I'm available to do more. Of course. Why the fuck not? You know? It's... No, I look, I certainly don't blame her. I don't I don't go around saying, no, Daisy really is the reason that Star Wars failed. No. I mean, she's, uh, she is a, she is a nail, but she didn't put herself there as the nail. The fucking, uh, uh, Jar Abrams did. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, he, he put that wonky nail in the movie. It's not her mm. fault. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think she is a reason, but I don't blame her. Like, I mean, she's a part of the reason mm. because of, you know, just what shitty character and but her acting. But I don't blame her because she's just a tool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. I don't, if someone makes a bad house, I don't blame the tools. I blame the person who fucking used the wrong tool. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so. far more to do with the writer and the directors. Like, they're the people who mm. really fucked up those movies. The directing was just woeful. Like, just but, terrible. Hey, look. She's welcome to it because I ain't watching any more Star Wars. So are you are you out like. completely, man? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm not even watching the TV shows like Mandalorian and all that no, stuff. No, really. Not reading the novels. Not watching the shows. Why wouldn't you watch the show? Some of the shows are alright, man. Like, did you watch Obi Wan? I forget. Yeah, I did, and I hated it. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't hate that one. I thought that one was okay. What was so bad about that one? Uh, it completely destroys the character of Obi Wan. <laughs> it makes him a total fuckwit. It wasn't who that needs bad. a girl to like <laughs> leads, who, who needs a girl to fucking help him. I don't even like, remember. Outsmart people like Jesus. Christ. I don't even remember what happened. What about and then, and then he kicks the shit out of Vader mm. and goes, "I'm still gonna let you live, bro. Bye." Yeah. And I was like, peace "What out. the fuck?" He was like, "Peace out." Yeah. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I beat you again. <laughs> I'm leaving now," and I'm like. He, he's there. He's in front of you. Why are you leaving? Like, yeah, haven't, you learned, just, haven't you learned your lesson? <laughs> it was not. A, it was. I'm sorry. It was not a good thing. And, and having him have an adventure with like, uh, no, uh, no, no. That that yeah. that was the that was it. Um, Were you? And, wa- and, uh, we, but we've got to watch. Um, there's something we can watch. Mandalorian though, can't we? For the show when it comes back, because I quite uh, like that one. Come on, man. Uh, and I like the Boba Fett one too with um the blue guy. I should do one with the blue guy. No, Boba Fett was terrible, man. I liked it. I liked the blue no, guy. No, you didn't. I liked no, the blue guy. You hated Boba Fett. I liked the blue guy at the end. Remember that guy? Remember I said to you I yeah, liked that I... bounty hunter? 
Yes, but, you know, technically he looks like he's dead, so... They should do one of him, man. Why can't I get one of him? Is anyone talking about that? Is he a big character? What was his name? Uh, Cad Bane or something? Yes, he features a fair bit in the Clone Wars animated show. Okay, is his name Cad Bane? Yeah, Cad Bane. There you go, thank you. I knew you told me that, and I was like, you impressed that I just pulled that name out? I was pretty happy with myself for that. I just like the design. The only character you talk about. He, yes, uh, I, I liked it. No, and you know what else I like? I just remember what I liked. I liked the um, Chris Antion or whatever his name was, the Wookiee. Remember? Okay. Remember the Wookiee, Rich? Yeah, yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. He was good, man. Real good. Real good, Rich. He was big. People were loving that guy. See, I'm remembering shit now. The, the storyline was mediocre. But it had a couple of characters that popped, you know, that people stood up like me. Guys like me were like, wow, where's this black Wookiee been all my life? Not in any of the films that I can remember. I don't recall seeing him. Yeah, I don't recall seeing him on the Wookiee planet during the, um, you know, the prequels or anything. He just popped up, though, and people like me were like, wow. And there was a backstory, remember? There was a backstory, Rich. You went into some detail. You knew some stuff from the comics or something? Books? Yeah, vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah. See? See, this is... But you're dealing with audience... Like, I'll tell you a secret, Rich. You're dealing with audiences like me that don't remember much. But we remember key things. Like, bits and pieces come back to us. And when they say, oh, there's a new Boba Fett. It's going to have the Black Wookiee. Boba Fett's back. Oh, we get yay! We get excited, man. We don't because we, we don't get caught yeah, up. Yeah, like yay! I completely forgotten about the past experience. <laughs> I just remember the good things. That's even it, though man. Only yeah. five out of a hundred. That's it, dude. Yeah, we don't have to worry about all the other shit. It's just quite pleasant for us, you know. No, lucky you, hey. <laughs> <laughs> remember I that. I wish I could. I wish I could complain about things and then completely forget about it. Come the next season. <laughs> remember the Asian chick. Who did the good woman? She's always the Asian, like, badass. I quite like the actress. But didn't she do something in Boba Fett at the end? She was, like, the secret spy at the end or something. She came in and she killed, like, the... I, I Actually, I like those guys. And tell me what they were. They were sort of like the accountants that were running it all. Remember, she came in and I think she killed them at the end. What were their names? What were they? They were aliens and they were in, like, breathing chambers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, those, oh, fuck, I can't remember their names, so, but the, yeah, the, the Pikes. Yeah. Um, I think they were called the Pikes. See, I like all that, see, I like all that kind of stuff. I wish that kind of stuff would get more play in the Star Wars TV shows. Like, they're always at the side, but I'm always like, I like that kind of shit. I wish there was more of that, like, instead of it, you know, piecemeal. I agree with you, but not, not at this quality of writing, then I just... Like, I'm sorry, I just don't give a shit. Yeah, the writing wasn't fantastic or anything. Like, I, I, I remember enough to remember thinking a lot of it was... Even Obi-Wan, which I enjoyed. I mean, it certainly was not... God's sake, Boba Fett was barely a character in his own fucking show. Yeah. Yeah, no, Boba Fett I wasn't happy with. Boba Fett was, like, so fucking dialed down. Um, it was like Pussy Fett, you know? Like, instead of Boba Fett the badass, it was like Pussy Fett the pussy. Um, who just needed everything done for him. More like... More like- Chubby over the hill can't do action. Also, and I'll say it again, and I did not like that he was wearing that dress. I just thought it was a stupid <laughs> fucking decision. Like, I, I, I'm just like, the reason, like, let's be honest, as kids, dude, as kids, the reason we liked Boba Fett was he had cool armor, he looked cool. You know, like, he didn't, 
I mean, he did stuff in Empire Strikes Back, but he didn't do that much stuff. We just thought he looked fucking cool. He was a cool figure to have. We could imagine all the adventures. He was kind of a badass. He wasn't 100% Empire, but he wasn't a good guy. So he was, it was, you know, kind of novel. Um, and then flash forward all these years later, and suddenly we've got, as you say, what's his name, Tamara Morrison, and they've got him in a dress. And it just looks stupid to me. I, the whole time I was thinking, why can't he just be wearing the Boba Fett armor? You know? Proper armor. He doesn't fit in it anymore. He'll look fat in it. I don't know. But did they need... Uh, I'll go this far. Could you not have had a guy who's not skinny skinny, but just someone in the armor? Like... Well, I was going to say, or just fucking have Boba Fett wear the armor, the helmet all the time and get a different actor in there with uh, mm. to Morrison's voice. Jeez, that would solve a lot, eh? Hey? Yeah, it would. And um, the other thing I remember now... I mean, that that's you... what they do for the Mandalorian. If any person out there thinks that it's always fucking Pedro it's Pascal yeah. in the armor, they're fucking idiots. Yeah, but, but like, one thing I didn't like about Boba Fett that I'm remembering now is every fucking five seconds he had that helmet off. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, like, sure that we know that it's Morrison. It was almost like in the cricket, you know, when they take their helmet off when they're down the other end sometimes and they're sitting there with the <laughs> helmet on. Like, it was like, seriously, like, I was like... Boba Fett's never taken his helmet off previously, but now he can't fucking keep it on. Like he's just like he's 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 almost maybe like because his head, maybe maybe his head got so fat the helmet didn't fit anymore, and he could only wear it <laughs> until it got too tight, and then he was like, "I gotta take it off." It's squeezing my head too but, much. But everyone was like, "Oh, tomorrow Morrison so desperately wants to um, be seen," but I'm like, "Does he?" Because there was reports that he was saying he was kicking back against the script. Well, he, yeah, because I remember he said in an interview he was actually trying to give a lot of his lines to other characters. Mm. He he was actually saying to Favreau, Boba Fett doesn't talk this much. I shouldn't be yeah. saying these lines. Give it to um, uh, uh, Fennec Shan or whatever. And, mm. you know, he was told to say the fucking lines. Yeah. So, I mean, at least I will take my head off. He understood that yeah. Boba Fett's supposed to just, you know, walk walk quietly and carry a big fucking stick. Yeah. You know, um, well, Tamara Morrison's you know, a good actor, and he and he's intelligent and, and stuff. But you know, know, but you know what makes the character more intimidating the, the fact that you can't see his face. Exactly. Imagine you say something to 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 Boba Fett, right? Mm. And he just stares at you, yeah. through that helmet, and you have no idea what he's thinking, what look he's on his face, mm. whether he's angry, whether he's smiling. You would shit yourself. You'd be like, oh fuck, oh fuck, have I said the wrong thing? Yeah. I don't know. You Is know he going to kill he's me? Just, he's just staring at me with that helmet, and then they go like, no, we. It, it, we'll just have him show his face far less intimidating you know it's like what? yeah it was bizarre um it was really bizarre i actually was thinking that we should there was apparently some boba fett stories and stuff i was almost thinking we should do another star wars one at some point with boba fett and stuff i think they did some well i, I think Kennedy the one you're thinking it. of is um well there's a there's a, i think there's a collection called uh star wars boba fett uh blood ties we've done that me and jimmy did that it's got it, yeah, it's good so i know that, that that had like twin engines and i know asian of doom there's some other stuff in there because oh. i've got that collection so i'm thinking of one that's got there's, cam kennedy. there's a cam kennedy story where john wagner writes it and cam kennedy does the art you know the 2008 artist um from i assume the 90s Anyway. Oh, no, no, no. I think I know the one you're talking about. That, that might be the one where he fights Darth Vader. Um, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, that sounds in, pretty cool. In, in Darth Vader anyway, we can... Down the track... Oh, I'll, no, no, I'll no. Yeah, it. he doesn't fight him, but he does something, and there's, it's got to do with the Mong... Yeah, I, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. I mean, maybe a suggestion for you for next week, Rich. There you go. Jeez. It's a short story, though, so it's not much of a... I mean, it's fine if we want to do a short one. It's not that long. Okay. Well, you know, just putting it out there for an idea, Rich. I mean, you know, as you know, you know, I like to try to suggest stuff. Um, yeah, but that's all old school for me, man. Man, that's old news. I've read it all. You, you, you're <laughs> late to the party, bro. <laughs> that's not. That's that's normal for me. <laughs> I turn up and the party's almost over, man. Like the, you know, the cigarettes like, are. Where is the, everyone? Yes. Oh, you mean the party started twenty four hours ago? Twenty four hours ago, like there's there's Next like morning. Oh, there's there's some music playing, but most people are like who are still left are intoxicated heavily, asleep. All the pretty girls are left. Dave's just prowling around, like what's going on? Trying to get something started. It's all over, Dave. You know. <laughs> It's all over, Dave. You've come. You've come twelve hours too late. Uh, now, Stephen Dorff, uh, who we know from the nineties, don't we, Rich? And he's talking some trash. Have you heard this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's uh, he's wanting to start some beef with both uh, Marvel and uh, DC at the it's same time. It's been a while since I've heard his name. Really. What's he been up yeah, to? Yeah, no, he's. Uh, I think in one week he's he's had a, a go at uh, the Blade reboot and the Black Adam movie. He was in Blade, the Blade One, I believe. Well, the original Blade, yes, the the, the first Blade One. Wow! But he was laughing. He was mocking the new the the Blade reboot, calling it PG Blade. And well, that's he's, he's right. He's right. I I agree with him. And then he was having a crack at Black Adam, saying that uh, no one would watch it. He didn't watch it because it looks absolutely shit <laughs> well it was very generic i mean clearly this guy no but i'm like clearly this guy wants nothing to do with marvel or dc he's like just in case they come to me which yeah. they won't Stephen. i mean yeah. like let's be honest your career is fucking shot to hell i can't uh, just remember. in case they, they, they come to me i i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure i burn those bridges even though the bridges weren't there in the first place yeah i mean well firstly he's right about pg blade um they have screwed that i think he was making fun of the fact they haven't got a director and stuff uh, Black Adam is generic. Oh, and the fact that it's PG. He's kind of like you fucking can't make Blade as a PG movie, which yeah. I completely agree with. Yeah. But oh, this is coming from a guy who, as you say, his career is pretty much dead in the water. I can't... Right. There's a guy that was in the movie Alone in the Dark, directed by Uwe Boll. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, that you know, if you're doing an Uwe Boll movie, either you're at the start of your career or you're at the end of your career. <laughs> mm. Well, he was a pretty boy in the 90s. He was one of those kind of like guys who could have been big, big, but I think he was fairly temperamental and all that kind of stuff like he, he and also wasn't also wasn't that good of an actor like i mean decent but i mean nothing no i know but he was one of those he was definitely one of those guys that was kind of big for five minutes or maybe 10 minutes and then sort of sort of faded away like frankly i haven't seen him or heard of him in fucking years you know mm. um i found the collection that i'm talking about it's called boba fett death lies and treachery yes that is yeah. the one, yes. Is it good? Is it worth doing? Um, or not? If it's shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's actually it's very two thousand and AD. It actually feels more two thousand and AD than Star Wars. Okay. It's well. got very kind of like wacky kind of humor. It's got it's got that two thousand and AD art style as well. It's funny, but it doesn't quite feel like Star Wars. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Okay, interesting description anyway. Um, yeah, but anyway, so, yeah, I, Stephen Dorff, I mean, he's a jerk, but he might actually be right as well on this one occasion, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, hey, hey, what, what, what's that expression? A, bloke, a broken clock is right twice a day. So, exactly, you know, exactly. Just someone's a dickhead doesn't mean they can't say something 
profound or correct. And he's firing shots, as you say. They're, they're, there's no interest in Stephen Dorff at Marvel. They're almost like Stephen Who, really. You know, they have to, like, yeah. hit IMDb to remember who this guy is. Well, as, as you, uh, their reaction is the same as you. Sound familiar. We ever heard that name Stephen Dorff before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to say, he was in a movie uh, that I did like. Was he in Strange Days? Or was that someone else? Um, in the 90s. Do you remember no. that movie? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I love Strange Days. That's with uh, uh, Ray Fiennes and uh, Angela Bassett. Well, there you go. He wasn't even in the movie I was thinking of because I enjoyed that movie a lot. I always thought that was an underrated movie. Let's have a look at oh, his career. Let's have a look at his career. I'm looking at it now. He might be in that movie as like a very side character. I don't remember him in that Dude, movie. Dude, I'll tell I you what. He's been in a lot of shit. I'm looking at his IMDb. Oh, no. That's yeah. what I said. His career is wow. in the toilet, man. Like, he's yeah. doing direct-to-DVD movies. Um you know, if... but you know what he's not in. He's not in like big hits. Like I'm looking at his stuff. I'm I'm actually trying to find Blade. It was a hit. That was back in 1998. But even before then, I I don't see movies that were like well known at all. Um, Blade would be the biggest one. Uh, Juices Wild. I think I've heard of that. I've not seen it. Um, Cold Creek Manor. I I feel like I've heard of. Uh, World Trade Center, I have heard of. I didn't watch it. Um, that's the thing with Oliver Stone. He was in Public Enemies. Uh, that was a Johnny Depp film. Um, yeah, he's in a lot. Like he's in a lot of shit. I'm looking. It's mostly unknown shit. You know, um, stuff that some stuff that doesn't even have an IMDb uh, thing. Yeah, no, his career is in a terrible state, actually. I feel almost sorry for Stephen Dorff looking at this Wikipedia. Wow, closing that. Closing that. <laughs> closing that. Um, and, yeah, could be a little embittered, do you think, Rich, by the, you know, uh, state of his career and then the movies that I honestly there? think... I think he thinks the stuff he's done, he's done has been, like... Um, uh, Amazing. Indie darling... <laughs> Right. movies i think i think in his mind he thinks he's been doing like um like art substantial house. yeah like art house stuff when it's just been like shit it's more like it's looking at that it was more like it was the directed dvd action stuff you know it was it, yeah. glancing just glancing at some of the he's, titles like he, he's on the he's on the steven seagal um, <laughs> uh, okay. um career path churn him out burn him out um, that's it yeah okay that's pretty funny <laughs> and he's taking pot shots like fuck uh, like I didn't love which, yeah. which is what Steven Seagal does as well Steven Seagal Steven Seagal claims that every other person is a phony except for him so they are actually very similar Steven yeah. Dorff thinks he's this sort of uh, you know art house the thinking you know, man Steven um, Seagal yeah yeah but he yeah he's the he's the actors Steven Seagal and Steven Seagal's <laughs> the uh, action yeah. Star that is better than Jean Claude, Sylvester, Arnie. Is Steven Seagal still in Russia? I know he was a big Putin fan. Oh uh, no, 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 no. He's he's uh, he's probably got ties to Russia. I mean, they're probably helping him with his. Uh, he was in Russia at one point. In... He was definitely in Russia at one oh, point. Oh, you got you got you got a, a citizenship. I think I right. remember him. Um, he, it got handed by um, uh, Putin. That's when he's really like, just fuck it. Like, you know, I'll do anything for the yeah. cash. He believes, he believes he's Russian. I think he believes that his background is... But Steven Seagal has lied his entire career. So hey, doesn't he, he use, didn't he used to carry on about Native American as well, I seem to recall? Like, 
in the uh, in, he likes to pretend in some of his movies that he's Native American. He <laughs> believes that he's a reincarnated llama. Llama, um, you know, Dalai, you know Dalai Lama, you know those those monks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who they are. Yeah, that's pretty funny. He, he he paid enough money or probably donated money that they told him he was a reincarnated someone something and yeah, you know, uh, uh, that man's his life is full of lies. He, yeah, he's he's um he's almost a parody. Well, he is a parody of himself, really. Um, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's hard to take anything Steven Seagal does seriously. Uh, well, you put something here about Blizzard or in hot water, Rich, with uh, China. What's what's going on? Well, not. I'm not necessarily hot water, mm. but um, so there were quite a quite a lot of unhappy uh, Blizzard Chinese fans, uh, especially if they liked World of Warcraft and all that sort of stuff. So all well, they all the little Chinese farmers and stuff. Don't they farm shit in World of Warcraft and all that? They do, but there is actual genuine players as well. Okay. Um, so all Blizzard games have gone offline in China due really? to a contract renewal dispute between Blizzard and NetEase. So. Mm. If anyone doesn't know, foreign developers are required to partner with Chinese firms to enter the market. So you cannot enter the Chinese market unless yep. you partner yourself yep. with a Chinese um, firm. Yep. So Blizzard China said it had requested an uh, exceptional exemptional six-month contract extension, but NetEase refused, mm. uh, making NetEase look like the bad guy. But then NetEase president, Simon Zhu, mm. is uh, apparently blaming a jerk that cannot be named or further information divulged, <laughs> but just saying it's, he just said, it's amazing how much damage one jerk can do. That's the only thing he said. So what that blizzard pointing the finger back, back at blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he, someone pissed him off. Right. And now they're going to end there. Now they hoping to have their services back at some point. They are busy looking for a new partner. Um, a new wow. partner, Chinese partner firm, but obviously, because I think they've been partnered with uh, NetEase since 2008, I want to say. And when um, did World of Warcraft start, Rich? Like, what, what year was it? did it launch? Like, it's been like 20 years, hasn't it? Uh, uh, shit, I've got to remember that. Uh, was it 2000? Oh. 2000 and... Wow. I find that amazing uh, that it's got... still going. Like, it's crazy. Uh, I think it was I think it was 2000 and... I want to say 2003, 2004. Okay. Well, that's um, a long time to, you know, be cranking this, this shit still. Yeah, uh, yeah but, because I remember I remember the 15-year anniversary, which was a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it's about 2000, 2004 that the game came out. Mm. And then about three, uh, four years later, five years later, it came out in China. But, of course, they had the first partner. So, I mean, they've been partnered with them for, I mean, what is it? Mm. If there was 2008 mm. to now, mm. that's um, also 15 years, basically. Yeah, I uh, mean, that's will come to an I end because of one yeah. jerk. <laughs> I would have thought that, like, I mean, I don't know what kind of money it makes, but I would have thought it's still a steady earner. Um, you know, so you yeah, would but think... again, from from the stance of it, it's got nothing to do with money. It's mm. there's clearly there's been some dispute, some breakdown, some sure, some jerk, some jerk has yeah, pissed off the sure. wrong person, and they now no longer want to be part. Well, you want to be so, careful of pissing off. The... Are, yeah. They are looking for a new partner, but now it's like, is anyone going to take them up on it? Like, ooh, who knows? Well, it's you want to be careful of pissing off the Chinese corporates and the Chinese government because it can be very almost impossible to do business, like for foreign companies, if they don't sort of play nice with the, with the government and all that kind of stuff over there. It is, you know, a delicate balancing act, as you would say. You know? Mm. So I'm just saying, you know, it's 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 not easy, easy, easy to 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 do stuff over there in china if if the if the big oh, no. corporate is um 
complaining to the government over some shenanigans or whatever, you know, break, a breakdown probably over cash or something, it can be very difficult to sort of continue. Like, the Chinese government uh, holds almost total power. Like, they can just block the foreign company if they want to. They can just step in and just say no, you know? And and that's the end. And, like, more, more so than here. Obviously, any country can do that. But, like, they, they wield a lot of power over there in the economy, especially with foreign investment. So... Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you would think, uh, what is it, Blizzard would want to get it up and running again, though. I'm surprised they haven't been able to break it, you know, cut a deal. Well, um, it's only just happened, so... Oh, okay. Obviously, they haven't had probably that much time to... Sure. You know, because it's not it's a simple matter of finding a new partner. I mean... No, but even the breakdown of the relationship, like, you know, if, if it's a long... It may, here's the thing, it may have been a bit more sudden than we know, because, mm. as I said, this guy, the, the, the CEO guy uh, of um, NetEase, mm. he was clearly not happy with someone, so... He's pissed. Uh, who, you know, and again, they uh, they did offer an extension because they were trying to renew mm. the contract, because, again, it's one of those things where, obviously, you've got to renew the contract every few years or whatever, mm. There's been a breakdown in that, and so um, they asked for an extension of six months while they could still sort of work out mm. a new contract, and NetEase said, fuck off. Mm. Go, no, I'm not giving you an exception. We're done with you. Go away. Wow. And obviously the CEO is blaming it on some jerk there at Blizzard China. I don't some know, jerk, so. yeah. Mm. Well, it happens, man. I mean, this is this is. I mean, it's it's kind of rare that it's splashed across the front pages, but of course, these things happen. I mean, look. You know? I mean, considering that World of Warcraft and Blizzard in general is not doing well, they certainly certainly don't want to lose. That's the, what I was thinking. I was thinking that, that 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 revenue base must be dropping off a bit, like by this point. Like, there's no way that in that general could... it is. Yeah, I mean, there's no no way making near as much money as it did, like fucking ten, uh, ten, fifteen. Uh, yeah, Which is, like, only to be expected from something that's so fucking old. They've milked this thing for a long time, you know? Yeah, but the problem is, is this game, if you would continue to put out quality, you would have had life players. So, uh, okay, so uh, people my age, sort of, so basically anyone 30 or 40, right, in that mm. age group, mm. as, as if they've been playing World of Warcraft, we would have probably continued to play World of Warcraft for another 20 years. Mm-hmm probably even longer if it was still good quality because yeah. it was such a part of it's been such a part of our lives even if we couldn't necessarily play it as maybe um religiously as before recently as we did you know because mm. you've got time you you know you got family you sure, sure, got sure. more but we still would have played it we would have you know in between that or when we put some time aside we would have played it if the quality had remained mm. consistent and and stuff but it hasn't and so yeah they've definitely lost a lot of players that would have stuck around if the quality was there I've got a question. Um, you know, World of Warcraft, like, it came, let's say it came out 20 years ago, yeah, okay, and I, I understand, like, what? It, well, this is what I never understand, really. So it came out, and I know that patches and stuff happen all the time, and every now and then you get an expansion, you know, pack or whatever it's called. Um, do they, as the game has gone on, do they upgrade the graphics, like, the entire graphics of the whole, like, do you log in one day... And there's like, oh, there's going to be like a, you know, a download of like 100 gig or something. And it's like the entire world gr graphics have radically changed to become better. Do they do that during the duration of the 20 years? Uh, so they have, but only once. So oh. with, something, with something like an MMO, you've got to be very careful. It's not an easy process of just updating the graphics mm. because obviously if the, if the game has been around for such a long time, 
um, certain graphics and all that are in the code. Mm. Uh, they're part of scripts, um, all that sort of stuff. Also, you want to make sure that, um, you know, one of the reasons why World of Warcraft was so popular is that it basically ran on a potato, right? Right. Um, the, the graphics were so um, less demanding. So what did they, again? What they did was they went for a, a, a distinct art style. Mm. Oh, I've seen it. I saw it back in the day. Dion used yeah, to yeah. play it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but the reason they did that was because it required less of a graphics card. You didn't you didn't need a beast of a machine to run it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was a bit lower quality. But obviously, as years go on, yes, now you're talking about 15 years later, the game is looking a bit, you know, it's a bit looking long in the tooth. But then also you think to yourself, okay, well, a potato now mm. is more powerful than a potato 15 years ago. Sure, you know what I mean? Like I've said, like I play, I remember playing uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, right? Yeah, that yeah. game came on four discs, mm. which took me like a fucking hour to install on my PC mm. uh, when I played it, right? That game can now be played on my phone. People okay? love that, that game, too. Game, People love that you know, game. But I'm saying, yeah. that game now, mm. today, can fit on my goddamn phone yeah. and be downloaded in like five minutes. I see what you're saying. So a, a small device can play it now. Yeah. Yeah. So what they did, they decided was, okay, well, if the if, if a basic computer has gotten better mm. we can probably up the graphics we can improve it you know uh put a bit more detail into it because mm. now a lowest common denominator computer can still handle it you mm-hmm. know it's still going to be cartoony so that we don't go too high with the the polygons but we can improve the graphics so it's if That's the it. game goes long enough they will update the graphics because you know they understand okay so put it this way let's say you were playing destiny right mm. And Destiny came started on Xbox One, okay? Yep. And let's say Destiny sticks around now for another 10, 15 years mm. to the point where no one is playing on Xbox One anymore, mm. right? Everyone now is playing on an Xbox 2450. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's 15 years in the future. No one is playing. Then you say to yourself, okay, well, we can up, we can now do a patch that mm. improves the graphics, mm. right? We can, we can, we can redo the game we can apply better graphics and enhancements because now everyone can play on a beefier or is playing on a beefy machine it's that simple so you can't do it just all the time you're not doing it every no year I mean, or every, every few year. years or something so, i just wondered if they did no. that yeah well they did it so in the in the almost 20 years that world of warcraft has been they've had mm. one and that was only recently that was really? like that was about and was it successful like did people love it Oh, yeah, it was a big, big improvement on the graphics. Okay. Massive improvement. Okay. It took them from looking like hand puppets to actual characters. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With actual, like, proper features and all that. And that was done, I think, about three years ago. Okay. And now it's tapered off again, of course. Yeah, well, again, it's it's not the graphics. It's the quality of the gameplay and the expansion and yeah, yeah, the yeah. story and all that sort of stuff. They've it's declined. Not there, then it's like, well, not enjoying it. Yeah. They, they haven't sort of, yeah, they haven't invested in that stuff because, yeah, I, I understand. It's interesting. It's a very interesting um, and, I guess, successful uh, game, though. It's got to be one of the most successful games ever, hasn't it? Like a computer game. It's video. definitely... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I know Final Fantasy XIV is getting all the accolades now, and people are saying it's the best MMO in the market at now, and it's, it's got the most biggest player base. But mm. World of Warcraft has been also well, dominant the longest so long, running, you know, yeah, the longest running MMO. I think the only one that maybe is up there, or maybe a little bit the, the longer, could be RuneScape. 
Right. I've heard, uh, of, I've heard uh, of that. Yeah, which, yeah. Which, which was more of a flash player game. But, I mean, if yeah. you're talking about a proper um, you know, MMO. like Was uh, EverQuest uh, one? I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. EverQuest was. EverQuest was before, um, I believe it was before World of Warcraft. I remember that being advertised in comic books. That's why I know about it. There was a lot of comic books carried EverQuest ads. And you know what? I do. I think War, uh, Blizzard have were, were proven correct because if you look at EverQuest now, mm. it doesn't hold up. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Because they were trying to go for like more re- realistic, proportionate bodies and mm. and faces you know they were trying to make people look like humans and mm. elves and all that it really dates itself where oh, you look it, at it and you go back here that's ugly but even though world of warcraft could be ugly it had a charm because everything was everything was styled. i always thought i used to watch dion playing it and i always thought it looked pretty cool it looked kind of basic but it looked uh, but look i cool. look it looks at how it looks fantastic now okay. like honestly like graphics wise it looks really? fantastic but I oh, just don't enjoy playing it anymore, unfortunately. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah, well, would you see... Because I didn't hate that movie. I know everyone hated it, but I thought it was okay. I thought it was entertaining enough. Like, it, Look, I it was okay, and I thought the special effects in it were fantastic. So mm. I, I thought they actually nailed the special effects. I thought the special effects were brilliant. Mm. Um, the issue is, is they tried to... They tried to do too much into it. Yeah. Um, so... Here's the thing. So, the story of World of Warcraft is fucking massive. Okay, yeah. um, if you take just the game, mm. the first game, Orcs, uh, Warcraft, Orcs versus humans, right? Mm. It's a lot of stuff in that. But what they tried to do was in one movie, mm. and, and this is why they, I, I say, like games, games are hard to um, to put into movies because mm. a game can take you sixteen hours. Oh yeah, you know you can tell a you can tell a story over 16 hours yeah. and now you try and take that 16 hours and you cram it into two hours. It's just too much. I felt like they tried to cram too much into it. If they had said to themselves, look, why don't we take the first game, right? Mm. And that game story and turn it into a trilogy, mm. right? We just tell that. So we just aim for a really good movie that if it does well, we can do a second one, a third one. And that those trilogy can be the first game. Mm. And if it's successful and we've got a franchise, well, guess what? Next game could be the next franchise. Yeah. Uh, the next trilogy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that way you just give yourself time to, to, to flesh out the characters, flesh out the world, flesh out the story, hack some growth. But in a movie like that, you had uh, you were following too many characters and you had too many plot points going on and, and too much happening in two hours. There was a lot going on. Yeah, I, I, there was a lot going on, but I kind of enjoyed it. Um the oh no the action was great and and as i said the special effects were yeah phenomenal yeah um, it was it was fun like i, I don't think know the I, movie would have yeah. i think the movie would have benefited and this is why again i think george lucas is pretty smart i think that movie would have benefited by getting a, at least one big name in it mm. yeah probably because they didn't really i know that people go oh but here's the guy from vikings i go yeah but that's my point the people say the guy from vikings no one knows his fucking name yeah, you know what i mean like yeah yeah you know yeah. It and, was and, the guy from this, Vikings. Yes, this yeah. actor's been in a lot of stuff, but you needed an Alec Guinness. Do you know what I mean? Sure. You needed someone who, who, someone where people go, "Oh, fuck me, he's in that movie." Yeah, yeah, someone you, you can take I mean? a bit like, seriously. You, yeah, you you just needed someone that has a name that people go, "Oh, fuck, that person's in this movie. I'll go check it out." Yeah. They just didn't have any real name uh, actor. Yes, they had actors that had been in a lot of things, and people probably would recognize them, mm. but wouldn't know what who they are. Mm. 
Yeah, Rich. So, I mean, basically, it was promising. I, but I'd like a sequel to the Warcraft movie. I like, give me a sequel. Maybe they've learned some lessons. Do you think they could do another one? Uh, I don't know. It's, I think I think it might be like another Nintendo situation where, um, you know how like after the first bad Mario Brothers movie, mm. like it scared Nintendo off from doing another movie until now recently. I yeah. think it's, I think it's, I think they've, I think they've probably given up on it for at least a while. Is um that director Duncan Jones? He's the guy who's involved with the Road Tripper movie. He's directing that. Man, I messaged you the other day. I was actually. It's funny. The reason I messaged you is that I was actually playing a little bit of um the Road Trooper game. It's fun. I, um, I own I own the original and I bought the remaster version. I bought the remaster. Uh, it's fun with the slightly up graphics. Mm. And so I messaged you the other day and I said to you, you know what? You know, what? I'm not interested in the Avatar movie. You know what? Blue people, I am interested in the Rogue Troopers. Yeah, why <laughs> and, not the GI and, clients, man? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually discussing with a friend the other day. I, I was discussing with you as well, but I was oh. discussing this with another friend. I was like, what an untapped um, market for video games is the 2080. Oh, like, yeah. Like we were saying, like, you could have like a GTA style um, open world Judge Dread game. You yeah. could have an army shooter mm. action game like Rogue Trooper. You could have a, um, a, 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 a Dark Souls action bloody type game featuring Slade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Ironically, they're owned by a video game company, 2000 AD, and yet that video game company has done yeah, very little and I with just think them. To myself, yeah, because they do. I know they do like tabletop stuff and and crap and all that, but um, oh yeah, I just oh, I, I just think to myself, what a what an untapped fucking oh yeah. Well, the, um, the, the thing is 100%. And the thing that they always talk about is the cost because everybody who buys 2000 AD and follows Judge Red would love a, a Judge Red GTA game, but they're like, well, that costs hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm like, okay, but the Rogue Trooper game was. Yeah, but you don't you know, have to make it though. You can license it to someone. Sure, yeah. Like, imagine you went to like a Rockstar or yeah. a Rocksteady. Or something, and 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 you 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 auctioned off, or, or were you you know you were selling the rights, or, yeah. or or not selling the rights, but you were offering, you know, someone to come in and yeah, make you, a game you were licensing, you were licensing it to another studio, yeah. Someone, I'm I'm sure there's a gaming studio that'd be like, yes, please, yeah. And but also, it's not just Judge Dredd. Like you could do another Rogue Trooper game, you could do an ABC Warriors game that's kind of more first person shooter style. Um, just in- you got a, yeah. mate, you got a plethora. You got yeah. Slade. You've even got like the the it's Robo insane. Hunter. Like, yeah. there's just so many 2080 properties, and people sure. are hungry for IPs. You could the do the biggest thing about games is an IPs is getting you know making an IP. Well, guess what? You've got all this untapped fucking IP. You know what? I'd I'd love yeah. a Red Dead style game with Johnny Alpha, uh, going uh, tracking people across yeah. different worlds, bounty yeah. hunter yeah. across different worlds, Johnny Alpha is number two after Judge Red for me. I love Johnny Alpha. And I also think that that's a big world that you could really do, like, a pretty cool game. Like, remember that... Um... Well, the funny thing is your 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 Johnny Alpha game could almost be your Assassin's Creed type game where yeah. you, you've got to go to each planet, mm. you've got to find out information about where the bounty is. Mm. You know what I mean? I know you get, like, the tracking and all that, but you still got to, like, you know, you've got to talk to people... You know, maybe getting some skirmishes with some rowdy outlaws and all this sort mm. of stuff, and then you get into a massive big battle where you either kill him 
like you can kill him, but you only get like a maybe a, a lower reward. Mm. But if you figure out a way to take him alive, you know, and then you've got to figure it out, like how do you incapacitate? You know, kind of almost like uh, kind of like a combination between Hitman and like Assassin's Creed type of thing. Do you know what mm. I mean? Where, like, I don't, yeah, look, the, the po- my friend and I were discussing this for like ages. The possibilities are endless on the type of games you could make with the uh, 2080 um, properties. Hundred percent. I've got a question for you. Did you ever think? And and I've got to be honest, I didn't even think of this. I was too innocent. Um, that Johnny Alpha was gay at the time in the 80s and stuff, and like 90s. Did you, did that cross your mind? Because didn't even know he was gay. Well, I'm not sure if he is, but apparently that's, uh, they believe very heavily sort of coded and all this. And, and, and you know what, reading it back, reading it back, I can understand people saying that with him and Wolf, because uh, it is, they are quite the happy couple. But, but I never, uh, you know, even even really thought that, and I now wonder, is he actually gay in the canon? Because I wonder if they've ever. Because I'm I'm sure I did remember. The crea- did the creator come out and say that he was gay? I I don't know. I'm just trying to find the, the answer out. Uh, blah blah blah. I I hate this fucking bullshit of gay coded. Just because someone interprets it as gay means absolutely nothing to me. Is Johnny Alpha gay in 2018? Well, it can be gay coded. Uh, like it can be. Um, not, no, I, mean, I understand what unless, you're saying. Un, un, unless the creator comes out and says, "Yes, I," you know, be, yeah. because it wasn't, you know, it was frowned yeah. upon or whatever. I wrote him, and it was underhanded. Well, there's blah, examples blah, blah, blah. of that. Unless they, no, no, but unless they come out and say that, mm. then whatever someone reads it or mm. interprets it or mm. what, that's all bullshit. That's whatever you want it to be, and that's good for you. Happy for well, you. Well, example is, example I'm thinking of, I want to say Red River. Um, the scriptwriters literally put it in there about Montgomery Clift, who was bisexual, and whoever the other guy was, and they're talking about, have you seen my gun? You know, it's bigger than your gun and all this kind of stuff. Like... It was, um, I mean, that was intentional, you know. That was an intent. It, it got past John Wayne. John Wayne had absolutely no idea, but it was it was intentional, like in joke. Um, but anyway, I'm not sure about Johnny Alpha. Um, if someone knows, because I, I know it's rumored and I know it's speculated, like you're saying, but I seem to recall he certainly wasn't a ladies' man. Like he he wasn't like a Magnum PI, you know, a woman in every port. That wasn't him. But I seem to recall there being some chemistry with Durham Red, uh, the vampire one, um, and I and I want to say there might have been someone else. But there certainly was a lot of scenes with him and Wolf when they'd retired at the homestead and stuff that were like could be interpreted that way. But I would be interested to know. We do have two thousand listeners or readers who listen to the show. If you guys could give me, like Neil Matthews, for example, give me an answer on that, if it's ever been explicitly stated or if it's just kind of one of those things where they kind of tease it, like, because um, I would be interested to know that. But, but no, I, as a, as a, um, not, as a teenager reading it, I never um, picked up on it at all. Like, it completely went over my head. Um, and 2008 had gay characters that were, like, openly gay, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were, in the magazine and stuff, there were openly gay characters. So it would seem odd to me that um, they just had, like, a sort of, like, I guess you could say, not closeted, what's the word, Rich? Like, where they don't say, it's kind of like, don't ask, don't tell. What's the word for that? I don't even know what the word is. Like, they don't disclose openly, you know? 
could it have been because it was the 80s and like early 80s was more homophobic than sort of now do you think or maybe it was a guy at a time and a mutant and yeah there was just no love interest for them and they were just really good bros i don't know well but that's what anything. i thought but see what you're saying is exactly what i thought and still think but i'm i'm just that i agree with you that's that's how i read it you know uh that they were just friends really um i never but saw any I, i'll be honest with you people see what they want to see people believe what they sure. want to believe people interpret things the way that they want to interpret it i don't yeah. put any stock or whatever into what they see or feel um who does people like oh, someone right. goes yeah. oh my god for me johnny was always gay okay good for you i yeah. didn't see it that way yeah whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've like getting away from this one example because I don't know if there is an answer. I mean, I've I've read um, in the '60s. Apparently, there were all these rumors about Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. Then they were not gay. You know, like they were not gay at all. Like, and and yet, apparently, in the '60s, there was quite an underground rumor mill about them, and it was just completely incorrect. Yeah, because because. Yeah, can I just say something? This is something that does bother me a little bit about society. Mm. So all I hear from people is men need to be stopping so toxic. They need to be in touch with their staff. They need to, mm. you know, do this, whatever. And then as soon as two guys are really close friends, right? Mm. Like have like a really like platonic, uh, platonic relationship, maybe sure. like super close, almost like brothers. Immediately society turns around and goes, they must be gay. Sure. And it's like, you can't have it both ways. But Sinatra and Dean Martin are just close friends. You know, but that, no, no. But my point is, yeah. but you can't demand that men must stop acting like men, act sure. more like like women, or have more like uh, be open with their feelings and sure. be willing to express those. Their fee-fees, as you call them, rich. Their fee-fees. Exactly. Yeah. You you can't <laughs> demand that, that that men do that, and then if they do do that, sure. you then turn around and say, "Well, they're clearly gay." It's so infuriating to me that. But uh, but I wouldn't like, have said. Like looking at Sinatra Dean Martin, I, mean, I wouldn't have said that either of them were particularly in touch with their feelings, other than their feelings to chase women and drink alcohol. You know, like and you know what I mean. No, but uh, what I'm saying is, that in public, they might not be afraid to like sort of like put the arm over sure, each other, sure. or you know, you know, like be when I say like sort of intimate, just by like you know, man, I love you, bro. Like you're my brother. You're like, sure, yeah, you yeah, know, and yeah. and you know what I mean. Like just. Not not be afraid, even in public, to show that they sure. were really tight or, or whatever. And then some people say, "Ah, oh, clearly gay, clearly gay." You know, two mm. men showing affection and not afraid to hide their feelings on on sure. like how they feel. Like I'm just using that as an example gay. of really like gay. where the rumor mill was, uh, which I was. Oh, there's in. so many rumors like that. Yeah. It's like the same as you know. It's you know that's why you get so many uh, fan arts of like fucking Robin banging Superboy and. <laughs> You know, Kid Flash, you know, banging uh, Aqua Boy. Like, it's just because people just, you know, it, it, it's the same it, when Lord of the Rings w was popular as the movie. Jesus mm. Christ, the amount of gay fucking references about Sam and Frodo and shit and all that. I was like, it's it's a terrible thing with society. Where well, they, they did have they, a fairly, they did have a fairly kind of like, um, Frodo was played fairly sort of like, uh, how can I say, um, I don't know. There was there was there was a touch of camp about the Frodo performance. You know. Yeah, but the thing is, is I guess it's you. You got to you're trying to act and you're trying to portray something. He's portraying the 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 Ivy League, um, goes into the army, um, gets a top position, oh. even though he's never experienced hardship. Sure. And then you've got uh, Sam, the uneducated sort of yeah. laborer, 
in the army who's you know got to face all the shit who's who's face hardship i get that's what they were trying to show it's the soft and the hard and the two of them have you know are, are working together both sort of thrown into this deep end and 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 it shows them getting like that they need each other to rely on each other do you know what i mean yeah. like it, it's one of those things now again it's a, it's it's a movie you've got and even a book you've got it you got to make sure it's obvious, I guess, to mm. the things that there is this tight close. And, and of course, they get closer and closer, and their bond gets tighter and tighter as they're fucking going, because mm. they're saving each other's lives. They're facing life and death and all that. But my point is, I they have a very strong bond. They have a strong relationship. No one can deny that. By the end of the movie, those two are like fucking soulmates, mm. in a sense, because mm. of the shit they face. But the moment they do that, then everyone screams, they must be gay. They, they're clearly gay. But, but, uh, also, I, I don't really care. I mean, like, you know, if you read the book, uh, Sam has the feelings for some fucking chick in the pub at the yeah. end. Rosie no, no, I mean, they that in the, in the, in the, that's in the first movie as well. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, go talk to her, Sam, you idiot. And all that sort he of shit. idolizes like, like, Frodo as, like, it's fully, like, class system, like, old school class system i i i just get really annoyed where people as soon as two guys show any sort of bond familiar bond or whatever mm. everyone screams gay it's mm. it's not that they can't be gay it's just they do it with every single fucking sure um but also uh, i will say this though as well like, some of it's just a bit of fun you know like you know what i mean i don't th- i like uh oh, maybe. F- some of them get falcon very serious and about it. falcon and uh, winter soldier remember or was it winners? Or was oh, it... geez, it all started with Batman and Robin. That was the first time I fucking heard it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, well, it is what it is. I don't, I don't know. I just, I, more, I was just curious to know if it was canon, if we had an answer on that. And um, I've read a lot of Strontium Dog, and I, and I, I think Again, I've read. I, I, I didn't even, as I said, if you told me that was gay, I'd be like, first I've heard about it. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you'd be happy to know. Speaking of gay, actually. Um, HBO Max's Harley Quinn, starring Kelly Cuckoo, returns with a new Valentine's Day special on Feb 9. Um, it's really not gay for me. I'm not happy. <laughs> well, no, it's all about, um, I think, the plot line. I read the plot line. It's because um, now Harley and Ivy are a couple, and Harley gives... <laughs> it's quite funny, actually. Harley gives Ivy such a powerful orgasm that it does something to the plants in Gotham City. I think they become, like, super amorous or something. I, d- I don't know exactly what happens, but there's, you know, obviously Ivy's in touch with the plants, and she has such a mega orgasm that it affects all the plants in Gotham City. I think it's called a very problematic um, Valentine's Day special or something. It's actually a funny show, Rich. I know you hate it, but it's actually quite a funny Mate, show. What you just described to me was the dumbest fucking shit that I do not want to watch. Okay. Um, Kevin Feige, the man, the guy who makes comic book movies, says people will never get sick of comic book movies. Uh, and sadly, Kevin Feige um, seems to be convinced the only comic book movie is available as a superhero movie, which is the only kind of movie he makes. Um... Look, he's he's correct in a sense. Like the genre is going to be around for ages, but I do like he's he's totally like there is no fatigue. There's no such thing. There there is fatigue, Kevin. Um, plenty of people are fatigued on the Marvel train. No, no. Listen, he's an idiot because there's fatigue on everything. Mm. Everyone thought like noir movies would go on forever. Sure. Everyone thought war movies would be going on forever. Everyone thought western exactly. cowboy western movies would be going on forever. Now. They haven't disappeared, no. but they are certainly not made in the abundance that they were They're made not making the fucking 200 Westerns a year like they used to, you know? Yeah. yeah you know, so a... he is correcting that, like, of course there will always be a place for them. Of course they're sure. never going to disappear. But there is going to be a wane because 
nothing can last forever. No, no genre, no popular yeah. genre has has gone on forever. And but I will well, say this: that's, he's, a, that's a lie. Probably romantic comedies. Well, even romantic comedy, they don't make as many romantic comedies as they made in the early two thousands. No way. You know that is true. That uh, is true. Like I mean, it's, it's always fun, but yeah, yeah. No, no, the quantity. You know, um, the quantity has gone down. Uh, like, Kate Hudson built her fucking career on romantic comedies. You know, how many was she in? You know? Uh, actually, can I be honest, the romantic comedies have not actually disappeared. Mm. It's just that they 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 just straight to DVD shit. Yeah, they've migrated. My they've... God, there are so many fucking romantic mm. comedies out there, but it's all starring actors you've never fucking heard of or, or, or like, super, like, CD-grade sort of actors. Strictly so there is the a lot of them. It's just that... It's just that, by the way, I think Jennifer Lopez has had two in the last year. She has. Now, She's got a new one out now. If anything, there's been a slight resurgence in the last 18 months, actually. Um, mm. You are right. J-Lo has re-entered the game and she's had some success. Yes, but what my point is, they're not made at the same level. And your point is correct. Oh, no, no, of course. Your yeah. point is correct. And Kevin Feige is kind of literally like, there is no problem here, there is no problem here. Look... There's not a problem while you're still making that amount of money, but all good things, every empire declines, Kevin. I'm sorry to tell you this news. And you better make the X-Men and Fantastic Four real fucking showstoppers because people are losing interest in a lot of these tangential things. I know you don't want to hear it. I know the press out there are happy to keep piping you up, like the the, the press that are in your pocket, okay, but the audiences are tiring. So many people over the last, even the last two weeks, without any, any uh, prompting from me, have said, She-Hulk? It's getting a bit fucking far off the source, isn't it? Like, uh, you know, and they're using that as an example. They're, they're hearing characters that they didn't even know existed, and they're just going, really? This is the best they've got? And there's the that perception. Is, is I've, coined a, uh, I've coined a new thing now where I've, I'm calling the Marvel the Disney Marvel, the uh, the new Guitar Hero. So you remember the uh, the Guitar Hero craze that came out, right? Yeah. Where, um, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, Definitely. and Wii, they all had... And they were just... And they kept making new peripherals. They kept coming out, you know, like every month there was a new fucking sure. game with new songs on it. The The problem was is they flooded the market too quickly, right? Yep. If they had put out the Guitar Hero and every year just put out a title with updated songs, right? Almost mm. like FIFA does. Mm. That would have been like I think a continuous cash cow because what would happen is people would forget about it. Yeah, yeah. A new one would come out and they'd be like, "Oh shit, yeah, Guitar Hero, let's rip it out and play it." And you exactly. would have a you would have a continuous sale every year of like yeah. uh, a, a bunch of songs and all that sort of stuff. But instead, they wanted to get they were like fucking flood the market, get rich the market, quick, get, get rich real quick. Yeah, yeah. and that that's what's happening with the Marvel now, right? So. Instead of it just being the Marvel being the movies, which feel special and something to look forward to, mm. they are flooding it with the, the, the TV shows, the movies. Mm. There's so many characters. There's so many stuff. And I think people are just going like, uh, it's just too much well, now. Well, dude, like, I, I, feel like I have missed some of these shows purely out of boredom and not even anything to do with whether – like Hawkeye, I have not seen. And I like Hawkeye. But I'm just like, you know what? I feel flooded. I feel like it's it's too much, and um, and the other is another one that I've missed as well. But like, I just you are right. There's just too much of it, and it's too constant, 
and you know, and Disney uh, fucking lapping it and saying, you know, we've we're, we're just loving it. There will come a point where they're going to release one of their big fucking movies that they expect is going to make a ton of money, and it will not do it. And it's not that unlikely. This is the this is what happens. And suddenly they're like, shit, this movie that's supposed to have made of $1.5 billion has barely made $300 million, you know? And mm. th- that will happen to them and they will, like, suddenly have to adjust. And they better – and they've actually got a chance because they've got Fantastic Four and X-Men completely, you know, kind of fresh, you know, where they can do whatever they want to do. That's their chance because it's not – the answer isn't – the endless deviate, like Ironheart, uh, even She-Hulk, uh, you know, some of the other shit they've put out, it's not the answer. You know, that, that's not long-term stuff. Um, no one cares. Ms. Marvel was okay, but, like, it's not a long-term answer. X-Men is an answer. X-Men is a whole universe. You can do on X-Men what you have done with the Avengers, you know, for example. You can tie in. Like, they've got opportunities, but as you said before on the show, Rich, it all comes down to... Quality and I and and by quality I often just mean competent writing, you know, and it makes sense because I think a lot of the time what we praise is really just competent, you know. Um, uh, well, so, yeah. Um, no, there's there's degrees of quality. Mm. There's high quality. I don't need high quality. I just need quality. I just need yeah. something that's good. I don't. I don't need it to be fucking Schindler's List. I don't need yeah. it to be. You know, like Ben Hur or something like that. I need some, like I just need competent. I just need quality. Yeah. You know, something that You're right. is. You're right. You know, because what we we we've that's what we've had our entire lives. I'm sorry, not every comic book that we've collected and we've read over the years have been fucking Jesus Christ, no. mind blowing. Yeah. What a what a saga! My God, yeah, I, yeah. I feel yeah. empty after reading it. No, but they've been enjoyable. They've been fun. They've yeah. been yeah. entertaining. That's all I want. I just want you to give me quality. Not got not bottom of the barrel shit. I don't want your drink. I just yeah. I just want quality. That's all I want. Like I don't need a lot, just quality. No, you're right. You're hundred percent right, Richard. Um and Kevin Feige, he he's not I mean, he's surrounded by yes men. You know what I mean? He's getting paid big money from Disney. He's got no percentage in trying to he, all he's gonna do is he'll be there until the bottom falls out, basically. Uh we've got some big news that came in, Rich. Uh archaeologists in Israel have discovered evidence of what might be the first ever baked fish supper after analysing the remains of an enormous extinct carp. Uh, the study concluded the animal was carefully cooked at a low to moderate heat 780,000 years ago, pushing back the earliest use of fire to prepare food by over 600,000 years. This changes the fucking game. This changes the game. This just shows you just how little we know. And I'm going to bring it back again, Rich. This means the aliens have landed, dude. They've landed, and we don't know what went on back then. Dude, what's your comment on this situation now? There's breaking news on Signal. One, I want to know how they, um, yep. what, what, how, how they test how they test that sort of shit. Well, uh, they can date the, the fossil, man. That's, what, that's how they do it. They crap out of their ass. They, uh, they second, dated the fossil, dude. All it does is it proves, as I've always said, People back in the day were a lot smarter than we give them credit for. We always think that we're smarter the closer we are to the current time, but I think we forget how really smart uh, humans are and have been. And probably now they go, oh, shit, maybe they were smarter even further back than we thought. I'm starting to think about ancient civilizations that we don't know about. That's yeah, what well, you know, most people who see science as magic probably would think that. Mm. Well, 
I'm just talking about ancient civilizations that we don't know about, Richard. You might as well, you might as well talking about magic, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you try to you're waiting you the way to you, for you to unex, to explain this new unex is to go oh, aliens. <laughs> ancient civilizations, say, I said. You ancient. might as well just say. Yeah, but you're tying it into aliens. You just said the aliens have landed. You might as well just be saying God did it. Uh, you've got some news about museums in Britain, Rich. What's going on over there? Well, you put this news in for archaeologists. I thought you might mm. get a kick out of this. Some mm. museums in Britain are now are not using mm. the word mummy to describe their displays of ancient Egyptian human remains. <laughs> Instead, they are starting to adopt terms such as mummified uh, person. Oh, Jesus. Use the individual or to use the individual's name to emphasize they were once living people. Oh, fuck off. Like, yeah, we, we <laughs> understand. But what about the mummies that were, that walk around and stuff, you know, like in the movies and shit well, like that? Well, so apparently that's why they don't want to call them mummies anymore. Apparently, what? they don't want people to think that they that they mummies from the movies. Uh, that's pathetic. That's really pathetic. Yeah. Um, I like all to use the individual's name to emphasize, like how you you know yeah you might know a few but like I doubt you know all the mummies' names you know. But they do. I mean, do when, when you see the mummified remains of like you know Some. Tutankhamun or something like yes, that, they, yeah. But does. I mean, if they know the name, they do. They do say that. Have we so found clear? Have we found Cleopatra? They that's right. They do actually. Have no, they, they haven't found Cleopatra or uh, Alexander. They still have Alexander the Great. Mm. I think he's buried in my backyard. Alexander. You wish. Ex Cleopatra's you wish, tomb. Bro. Cleopatra's tomb. Because remember, I was saying they were going to find the the um, no, eleven days ago, ancient no, 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 no. ancient uh, Egyptian they're... tomb dating back three thousand five hundred years. Maybe the final resting place of one of the queens or princesses. Hey, no, you know what? I have watched so many fucking documentaries on people that <laughs> claiming that they found Cleopatra's tomb. No one found it. Oh, fine. Do you remember? It may not even exist. She may have just been buried in a ditch somewhere for all anyone knows. Okay. Do you remember when I asked Chuck Dixon if I thought the aliens were going to be in there as well? Yeah, I remember there was a pause before he answered. <laughs> he laughed. Like, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> well, at least he knows what he's going to get when he talks to me. That, that kind of stuff is going to come up, you know? I'm convinced one of these guys knows. It's always going to come up. I, I feel one of these guys knows. Now, I had an announcement. I purchased something today. The Doctor Who... Oh, sorry. So, two things. Today, I purchased from JB Hi-Fi Doctor Who Season 2, William Hartnell, the Blu-ray collection. Rich, they got 20% off there at the moment. So, I got it for just over 50 bucks, Australian. Um, Where? Uh, JB Hi-Fi, there's 20% oh, off yeah, yeah, yeah. Blu-rays and DVDs and all this. And I, and I just happened to walk in there and they had the William Hartnell collection, Season 2, which has like Dark Invasion of Earth, uh, the Romans. has a lot of good episodes. I was like, sweet, I'll buy this. Um... So I bought that. But today, or yesterday actually, technically, it was announced that the John Pertwee Season 9, um, Episode 8 disc sets coming on the 20th of March, 2023, which includes the Sea Devils. Um, let's let's type it in. Let's type in. It's a good one. It's a, it's a good season. I mean, all of John Pertwee seasons were good. He didn't have any bad seasons. John Pertwee Season 9. Let's, let's, let's fucking get this show on the road. I'm going to read it out. And people are probably going to be like, Dave, you've nailed it. You've done so well. Like, you know, can, how can we learn from it? Okay, so here we are. All right. Um, all right. Day of the Daleks, good episode. Curse of Peladon, The Sea Devils, that's one of my favourites. 
um, the master allies with the sea devils to conquer Earth. The mutants, um, that's a weird one, um, but it's a it's a fun one. Uh, and the time monster, which is a crazy episode. It's one of the craziest episodes. I've actually got it on DVD, and I'd never seen it uh, because I think at some point it was missing episodes and they weren't screening it, but they've found all the episodes now. Um, and it's fun. It's crazy. It's nutty. But um, Day of the Daleks is great. Curse of Peladon is great. Sea Devils is great. Um, yeah, so that's been announced as well. That's coming out later on um, this year. And I, I'm collecting them. I'm, I'm collecting them on Blu-ray. I've got, I've got every single one that's come out so far, I think. Uh, and I was like, and you were the one. You said you want to start watching from William Hart. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I've never watched those. And I'm watching them, and they're all right. They're actually quite fun. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look, they're a lot more talky, but, I mean, obviously... It's a different time, but yeah. uh, it's it's charming. Yeah, man, it's fun, you know. Like, and then, God, I'll take it over some of the recent shit. Jesus, <laughs> oh my lord! Like those that last season and just before the last season, that stuff with that black woman and like it just made no sense. Like, I'm a Doctor Who fan. I'm like, I am so lost with what Doctor Who has become in the last. And it's like the last couple of years, the last couple of seasons, like they were just so far off base, you know, like, wow. Talk about sort of... And, I, and you, know, yeah. you know what I would find funny is to them, they probably think that what they write in is far superior to the Hartnell stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, Hartnell, it's not. And, and Hartnell was way... You know, something I found interesting, you know, something I would do actually, um, this is just one thing I would do if I was managing Doc 2. I would do a couple of full historical episodes and one thing I would do is bring back multi-part episodes because I think that was a real failure to just do the one and done stories that they've been doing over the last few years. I, I really feel bringing back some multi-parters is a really good way to build uh, the story. Anyway, uh, I would like the Romans, for example, go back to like the time period of the Romans or the Crusades or whatever, and do a mostly historical storyline with a touch of sci-fi, okay? As opposed to full-on sci-fi in just, in you know, and it could be any period. Uh, William Hartnell's storylines, they had a lot of historical stories that were just flat-out historical stories. There was no sci-fi at all other than the TARDIS landing there, you know? Um, that was the only element you could call it. Like, in the Romans, the TARDIS crash lands at the start. The rest of it is just Rome, Nero, everything. I just feel... I would build in some sci-fi just because it's Doctor Who, but more historical. And, and just to vary it up, still plenty of sci-fi adventures, but I would vary it up, remind everyone, it's a time travel show, you know? Um, that's just... I just feel that that's a, a missed opportunity. They've got the budget these days. Um, you could certainly do it. Um Anyway, uh, Titans and Doom Patrol are wrapping up their HBO Max runs with the upcoming second half of their fourth season. I know you watch Doom Patrol, don't you, Rich? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, um, we just started season four. Mm. Cool. But, but we've decided we're going to let it um, finish. Oh, it's not because all released at once, is it? Is it, is it week yeah, by week? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to binge it. Wow, I'm surprised they don't just put it all out at once. On HBO Max, I would have thought so, but anyway. Um, there you go. There you go, Rich. Uh, and will you be sad to see the Well, I don't episode? have HBO Max. I've got Binge. Binge. Okay. All right. Well, I assume it's the same. Um, will you be sad to see the end of Doom Patrol, Rich? Um, actually, I think it may have run its course. Sure. Um, had enough. 
Yeah, I, I just um. Had enough. So yeah. it's one of those. It's one of those things where. So, I, do you care about spoilers? I mean, no, I can. You a fuck. Okay, so they they um they they kill off um uh Niles Calder, um. Oh, the head guy, whatever his the, name is. Yeah, yeah the, the chief professor. Yeah, and they bring in um the 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 chick that played Missy, from. Oh yeah, um, I know her. Yeah, from from Doctor Who. She's good and, too, actually. Um, She's quite good. Yeah, I don't know. She's just she's playing it exactly the same. Yeah, she always uh, is. just just without the Scottish accent, but it's the same. Mm. And I just, I'm I'm not as I'm not enjoying it as much as without. Um, was it Timothy Dalton? Niles. Yeah, Timothy Dalton was mm. Niles Calder. Mm. Um, oh, it's also got um, ah fuck, who's the guy that plays the one of the demons in Supernatural? Um, Which one? <laughs> he's in it a lot, man. He's the guy, the Scottish the, guy. The Scottish guy I know the guy. I don't know his name, but I know the guy. He's good, actually. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's in this as well. Um, mm. he, he he plays one of Niles Calder's sort of frenemies kind of thing and all that. Mm. But, you know, because, you know, the first season had Alan Tudyk in it, and he was the villain, and mm. you've got Niles Calder, and it was very interesting. And then season two was really good as well. They introduced the daughter and all this sort of stuff. Season three was good, but I felt like it started to to wane a little bit. Like once mm. they killed off Niles, I feel like they kind of didn't quite know. That's a big loss. I would do. have thought. I mean, I'm no Doom Patrol expert, but I thought he was a constant that guy. Well, he is in the comic. I mean, yeah. in the comics, he's he's always come. Well, I mean, he's coming and going, but he's always part of it and all that sure. sort of stuff. And yeah. Just the way they wrote that character was it was, it was a very good sort of like a, uh, antagonistic sort of foil, yeah. Because he did sort of manipulate them and all that sort of stuff, and I just yeah, he's kind of a prick, he isn't he? Like yeah, but but you know, then he dies, and then I kind of feel like everyone just feels a bit lost now. Mm. Like the focus of the anger is gone, and I, I don't know. It's it's weird to explain. I just I'm enjoying it, but not as much. Mm. As okay. um, the first two seasons. Once the Nars Calder story, like, because the Nars Calder storyline is pretty much from the beginning of season one, like, all the way to the end of season two, mm. and, and and sort of a bit of three. And it's, it's such a, you get so invested in, I guess, that story and mm. his character and, and how he's part of their origins and the shit that he's done and his daughter and, you you know, the things that he did, but he, a lot of it he's done for his daughter. And mm. you kind of feel, I don't know, once that's all gone, I just feel. Less of a connection, Fair you know enough, what I mean? Yeah. Like I just feel like there's a connection there, but it's not as strong as well, it maybe was. It's so, good for, I mean, for and it, done, I, you know? Yeah. So I mean, am I upset that it's ending? No. Um, I think I'd rather have it end now, where it doesn't get worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when a show just goes on for too long, and oh, yeah. I'd, 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 if it if it wraps up, I got a great. I had a fantastic four seasons. Yep. It ended beautifully. Let's go. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Uh, and final news item, Eddie Brock is becoming a brand new version of Spider-Man. And by the way, I've had nothing... Oh, my God, that's mm. awesome. We don't have enough Spider-Men. <laughs> oh, I assumed he was becoming Spider-Man. I think that it's... I've been funny. We don't, I just said we don't have enough Spider-Men. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, I, look, I don't know what to say, but I have heard very negative reviews of Zeb World Spider-Man um, by multiple people, including Ray... Yeah. And feel it capes and lunatics and that dark web crossover. Actually, the reviews have been by Spider-Man fans really negative, actually, um, which is not good news for for Marvel. Like you know, they relaunched with a new writer after Nick Spencer, who was fairly well regarded. And um, yeah, no, it's apparently that dark web storyline is awful. Apparently, from what I'm hearing. 
That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, we did have um, Shopping with the Gang just next week, Daredevil by Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen. Omnibus is coming out, uh, which is pretty cool. Lucky you. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting it, actually. Um, I'm just trying to work out exactly what that would be, though. When I think of it, I'm like, is that all of Frank Miller's run? Because Klaus Janssen didn't do the full run. Let's, let's, let's find out. Let's use this thing they invented called the Internet. Daredevil. I should have done this research before the show, but you're getting it live, folks. Like, this is me on the fucking internet doing stuff for the show, for the listeners. Don't say I don't do anything for you. Live reaction. Live reaction. I'm getting grumpy even as I'm typing. Um, okay. All right. Here we go. This is on Amazon.com, a website you may have heard of, Rich. Um, okay. Never heard of it. Okay, so... Daredevil, 158 to 161, then 163 to 191, and a what-if issue. So, that's... How many pages? 840. I wonder if that's all of Frank Miller's run. It might be, actually. Sounds like it, Jesus. Yeah, it might be, because I've got his run in three... um, I've got his run in three sort of collections... Uh, you know they're, they're run together, and I think that would it total to one um, one um, omnibus. It's got that awesome issue, which which the guy here in Amazon reviews saying is the lowest point. It's the drugs are bad story where it's got the speed and stuff, and it's got the Punisher in it. Fuck, I love that issue. I I, I had that collection um, like back in the eighties, and I, I I was like, this is so fucking good. Like it's right after. Um, Electra has been killed, and it's like the next storyline. So, so um, what's his name? Matt Murdock is kind of really lost, and um, and and Fred Castle obviously is just all about like punishing the drug uh, people and stuff. It's a really good like two parter. Yeah. So anyway, it looks like it's it's all of Frank Miller's Daredevil run, not including um, like the Man Without Fear and Born Again and all that stuff that he did later on. You know, um, you know that he he came back and did some miniseries and stuff but um this mm-hmm. is this is yeah it's it is is an actual run it's really i'll tell you what if you're ever after um a collection where you see an artist really find his voice and just incredibly develop like with each month it, this is it frank miller starts this and you're like it's okay and then like two or three issues in you're like my fucking god he's picked his game up and he, you just see the evolution of Frank Miller in a really short period of time um, on that run. Because that was when he was young and really hungry, Rich, you know? Mm. Super hungry. So, yeah, it's a, it, I will say this. It, that, is, that is one that Dave endorses. Now, Weekly Comics, Rich. Mm. Um, I mean, Just Society 2. I'm giving it 7.5 out of 10. I am confused. Look, it's cool. I, I re- <laughs> it's cool. It's, Sorry, I'm just, it's, it's not surprising, but yes. It's cool. Like, I really enjoy the one where they go back to 19... She goes back to 1940 and she sees all the original Just Society, like Hawkman and whoever else, Dr. Fade and all those guys. But the actual, like, way it's told, not just her bouncing around and Dr. Fate's bouncing around, but, like, he's going forward one year with the witch girl and then suddenly we've got flash-forwards to... Uh, Selena, like uh, past the point, and, and like it really is bouncing around. And I want to, like, I, I hate to be this guy. I feel it is bouncing around almost too much 
to be kind of like coherent. Um, am I just an idiot? Uh, like, I, I just <laughs> two issues in, and I'm like, look, it's cool. Like, I'm enjoying it. Like Jeff Johns, you know, it's entertaining, but like, it's not coherent to me, at least. What do you think, Rich? Um. Well, okay. So, ah. Uh, hmm. Eh, I don't know. It's it's difficult to to explain it. So it's not that it's not coherent. It's just that at the moment it's still a slow burn, and it's still setting up so much stuff. So it, um, it's it, technically it's an issue where nothing really happens. Mm. We get glimpses. Other than stuff. well, no. Well, that's the thing. Nothing really like pushes the story forward too too much. Like she goes back in time. Yeah from the snow globe and she meets the original Jay Stay, right? And, Which is a cool um, scene. And when they ask Dr. Fate to read her fate to see if she's telling the truth, he gets shunted one year in the future where he's busy with Mr. Miracle. Now, this Mr. Miracle is not the Scott Free Mr. Miracle. I was Miracle. so it's confused by that. It's the fattiest Mr. Miracle who is the who is the sh- performer before Scott Free was even oh, Jesus. on Earth. Really? I've never but heard he of that guy he, well, you'd be familiar with him if you knew Mr. Miracle. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. He has his own Justice League dark from the sounds of things. Um, and uh, and I guess it's setting up something that's supposed to happen in 1941 that ties into the story. But before we get too much into it, he goes back to his body in 1940. Then yeah. um, they're kind of showing you what's happening in the present. And in the present, Catwoman is fighting... Uh, uh, um, uh, um, yeah, the the big villain. It. Yeah, he's the big Which villain. He's the guy behind it. Yeah, all. and basically he ends up killing her. Um, and then it's just kind of showing you where things play, take place in the timeline. So it's showing you some kind of like flashbacks of previous events and stuff, mm. so that you kind of know where the history and the timeline and all that sort of stuff. And then mm. what happens is she accidentally gets shunted. I don't know into the future, but it's not her future. It's Obviously, this world's future because she's from an alternative oh. future. Bloody, bloody, bloody. Um, and there she meets the new Doctor Fate, Khalid, and that's where it kind of to be continued. So it, again, it's not yeah. really pushing the story. It's still just it's in the, it's still in the setup phase. So it's still in the massively. Okay, let's sort of you know. But but this is the thing when you're dealing with time travel. Yeah, it's always gonna and, and True. it's always gonna be a little bit messy when you. When and you and I don't mind a bit of time travel stuff. So look, I am enjoy- I'm giving it seven point five. Like the art's good, uh, I I like it, um, and I get it in a sense. But there's also part of me going, all right, like is this all it's gonna be, Jeff Johns? Just a lot of jumping around, jump around city, you know. Well, I think the problem is is in the first issue we had so much like stuff going on and uh, so many deaths. I think he just needed to slow this one down a little bit because mm. a lot did happen in the first issue. Yeah. There was so much, like, you know, you got the fu- super future Legion, I think it was, Dr. Fate being killed and another Dr. Fate being killed. Like, there was just so much happening in that first issue. I think this one is the sort of, okay, now we're going to Steady set it. the pace yeah. for sort of how the story's going to unfold. So, again, it's nothing terrible. It's well-written, as John's is. It's it's mm. It's going at a pace but it doesn't it do, as i said it doesn't push the story too much it's more of a okay let's set the pace so i feel like this book is now saying okay this is the pace mm. as we go forward what well, the pace um, is we're I, jumping I all around the, we're jumping probably everywhere. about a seven 
No, but they're not as much as the first issue. I sure. mean, the first issue, they were jumping all over the place. We were yeah. getting past, future, super future, present. Um, we were getting multiple time stories. Like, this one only really had the three. And the, the third one only came... Um, and, the thir- and the third one was more of a, this is what happened to Catwoman in the present after she sent... After she gave, you know what I mean? So it just shows what I, happened I guess I know what you mean. Like, I mean, Huntress was saying that she saw this guy out of her peripheral vision a whole life, and I was like... Which okay. is, uh, yeah, well, it's it's the... What's his name? Um, Detricon or something. Something like that. De- De- also, something. If, if this... You know how you're talking about soundtracks? If this, <laughs> um, if this book had a soundtrack, it would be crisscross, jump, jump. You know, because it's fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible joke thank you that joke was, was terrible pretty proud of it actually <laughs> <laughs> that is such a that is such a bad boomer I don't fucking care pun I'm actually pretty thing. happy with it so I'm giving that joke 9 out of 10 and the book 7.5 uh, out of 10 um, yeah look I yeah. agree with that score it's a 7.5 yeah and you agree with the joke but 9 I'll say this I'll say this <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed reading this one uh, over the next two that you're going to fucking bring up well, then we had um, Murder World Spider-Man. I enjoyed Spy- the Spider-Man, although Spider-Man is not in it, um, kids. Uh, this is almost deceptive marketing, frankly. It's some Spider-Man live, what do they call them? Live model decoys or whatever they call them? Like Clones. They're just basically robot clones. They're yep. just robots. They're just robots that do look um, like I actually thought this issue was okay, and I, I quite like Arcade, so I, I, I sort of dug this issue. I'd give this issue a 6.5 out of 10. I thought the art was actually really good, and I felt in this story, as opposed to the next one, that I could kind of follow what was going on, and I thought, you know, it was entertaining. Murder World, I was disappointed because I thought Spider-Man was going to be in it, not just Spider-Man decoys or whatever they were. Um... But I'd give this a 6.5 out of 10. I thought this was interesting enough, actually. Um, I have very, very mixed feelings on the following one, but what was your thoughts on the Spider-Man issue? Um, uh, Not good. Boring as fuck, uninteresting. Mm. Uh, I don't care about you, random fuckers I've never heard of. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, and in fact, I, I read them back to back, so I, I'll tell you right now, I'll give the two of them joint. Their score is a solid three. Okay. I, I, I did read them back to back as well. So Spider-Man, I didn't mind, um, but, but I will say this. I wasn't aware that it was just decoys, and this is just a fucking marketing pyramid scheme to get me to fucking get this book. The Wolverine one, I honestly, I unfortunately, because you know how much I love Wolverine, read this one first. And I was so confused. I, I actually thought Wolverine was going to be in it. And then Wolverine turned up and he said, like, sneaked or whatever he said. He said something. No, bub. 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 All just bub, bub. And then, bub, I, was go- bub, and then I, was, I was like, I, I had a moment where I thought, is this really bad writing? <laughs> I was just like, I was like, bub. And I was like, okay. And then everyone was saying, bub. And I was like, am I the only one who's just incredibly confused here? Um, yes. You and, are because yes. you read the second book. And I'd read, this is, yeah, I'd read it out of order, so I, I didn't even know that there was recurring characters. I was so confused. But, I can I say this, I, I did not like this issue at all, other than the art, which I think is good. Um, and But having read the second issue after, so after, having read the Spider-Man one, I then understood what they are talking about, the assassins, because I was like, what are they talking about? I'm so confused. 
But now at least I understand that, so I do feel better, but I'm still giving this a 4.5 out of 10. I thought it was actually... And I want to say it is almost deceptive marketing, frankly. Like, honestly, if the FCC had a look at this, uh, Marvel might get into trouble because it's just bullshit. Like, Wolverine is not in this. Um, This is just garbage. I'm going to give you my review uh, of the two together, right? Uh, which is why I'm scoring them together. Okay. Uh, who wrote this again? Jim Zub, uh, who we do like. Has, 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 he yeah. co-wrote it. Um, now, uh, what I'll say to Jimmy and his co-writer, mm. Ouch. please, Ouch. when you're going to write a character, yep. do the bare fucking minimum and, I don't know, go open up a fucking wiki and actually look up the character Arcade and okay. realize that Arcade, okay, <laughs> I know is Arcade. not... Um, uh, uh, what's the what's the character's name? Mojo. Yeah. Okay. Mojo. Arcade I know Mojo. Doesn't, yeah, but Arcade doesn't televise and think that he's running some sort of fucking game show. He's a hitman. Okay. Oh, Arcade, he does put people in hitman. arcades and murder worlds and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no. Stop. He's a hitman <laughs> who designs death traps based on weird fucking shit. He's not a fucking movie television guy. He's branched out. He's branched out. No. Someone (laughs) has written the story and has confused the two characters because they don't fucking know characters. That's a good point. This This is not arcade. Actually, this is a missed opportunity for Mojo. Mojo would have been loving this. Right? Absolutely terrible. Secondly, the fact that it's all these shitty characters, normal characters that I don't give a fuck about. They're all all shit. Although I did like the MMA chick. Because she fucked that guy. I thought, oh, no, oh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. (laughs) She, I actually stopped reading the second issue. I thumbed through the moment. As soon as her flashback in the second issue came up and she goes, well, maybe the audience doesn't know what it's like to be a woman. Oh, yeah, that's I went, true. fuck you. I ain't reading any of the shit. And I flicked to the back and I said, there you go. I'm done. I've read it. I'm oh, ready. you missed the sex scene. She fucks no, the that's guy. No, that's okay. in the first book. Man. Oh, then you didn't miss it. Okay. Cool. Well, This book is absolute garbage. So I've got a question. The series, I, the series is absolute okay, garbage. Okay, all right, fine. I've got a question, though, because I read them out of order. So it in the end of the... At the end of the Spider-Man issue, when they're at the base, okay, and it's all like, oh, we're ha-, you know, it's kind of like this is a safe spot. You know how in, like, say, Dead Rising or something, there's a safe room. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the house in GTA, you can go there and chill out. Arcade says it's a chill-out room or chill-out section, but then he says lights out at the end of the Spider-Man issue, which is why at the start of the Wolverine issue. So he's just lying to them. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so it's just a trick. He, he, he's doing that to generate suspense and confusion and terror. Yeah, so that they kill each other thinking thinking each other's... Yeah, okay, cool. Um, well, at least, uh, you know what? At least in my fucking world, um, when I read the Spider-Man issue, I could understand the, the following issue because I was so lost. I almost called you. I was like, I was so confused because I thought Wolverine was going to be in it and it was going to be Wolverine in like a death trap like Arcade does. You know, like Wolverine. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Wolverine in one of Arcade's death traps. And I like Arcade from back in the day, you know, in the X-Men comics and stuff. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, who are all these people? Where is Wolverine? And not just Wolverine, but all these little buddies. And then I was like, why is everyone saying Bub? I was so confused. There was a moment where I was like, I actually thought, is this just really bad writing of Wolverine? <laughs> like, 
I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, has someone really fumbled the ball here? Um, no, it's not bad writing of Wolverine. It's just no. bad writing in general. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, I like Jim Zub, um, and I think the concept has merit, but it could have done. I, I don't. You know what I don't like, and I'm going to call Marvel out on this. I don't like their fucking marketing on this, which was to get all the Wolverine completists and all the Spider-Man completists to buy these issues. And then you've got this really quite fucking boring human story that's not particularly interesting. Like, it's nothing that hasn't been done a million times before. Well, you know? I, No, no, I completely agree with you. This, someone just had an interesting idea for, like, a horror movie, mm. right? Or a gory movie, right? Mm. And they were like, oh, my God. How do I put this in the Marvel world? And it's like, well, I can't use the heroes, so I might as well just fucking, mm. you know, make use Arcade, who's mm. an assassin, so wouldn't just pick a bunch of random fucking people and televise them. I, I think he might have done character. it before, though, man. I, I, I've got a feeling they've done Murder World before. No, no, no. He's done that, but it's it's when he's hired to kill someone. Like, okay. he does this, he's a hired hitman, but he's so extravagant mm. in the way that he wants to kill them. He wants to kill them in a fun house with yeah. his arcade murderers. But it's not too, it's not for ratings. He's not trying to do some YouTube. That's mojo. Fucking, that's you know, mojo. Yeah, that's my point. Like, I feel like whoever has, whoever's written it, whether it's Zub or his co-write, whatever, I don't think they understand. That's why I say arcade them. gets used a lot in Marvel by a lot of writers. And I think no one actually understands the character at this point they just use him because he's this random i mean i remember that... him from back in the 70s and 80s in x-men that's what i'm thinking of him you know oh man he's gone up against um x-men spider-man mm. um cool. uh, avengers i think uh, captain britain how about um, how about the scene like... let me just call out this scene when uh black widow is like the only fucking person who cares about this whole thing and she's trying to track down arcade and she brought up someone, and I was like, she's like, Catherine. I'm like, who is this person? And then they start talking about the X-Men, and apparently the X-Men can't put a team together because they can't get mission approval. I was like, seriously? And she says, well, well done on making, and she's like, oh, Kokoa wouldn't do that. I'm not even on the planet. I'm like, is this Kitty Pride?" And then it was like, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is how sucky the X-Men are now. They don't even give a fuck about Arcade. And um and she was and, and Natasha actually said congratulations on making uh the X Men as bureaucratic and nightmare as the rest of the world and I was like yeah congrats congrats guys on making the X Men suck you know <laughs> um now yeah. I'll say this I've gone on a rant but I'll be honest with you my rant could be off old information because mm. I haven't read Marvel comics in such a long time oh, okay. and. They've used they've in the last probably ten years so many bad writers have used arcade yeah. so I don't actually know if they have just made him a fucking YouTuber you know who makes snuff shows I honestly don't know I'm just well going he to always had a, a staff he always had a staff no no but I'm just going off a rent of what he used to be yeah. right he used to be just this really weird eccentric hitman sure who had a lot of run-ins with the heroes he was always hired to like kill the heroes or whatever yeah. sort of crap so that's the character I know. Now, maybe, again, Marvel, with all these fancy new writers that they have and have had for the last 10 years, maybe they've just gone, fuck it, we're just going to make him a weirdo reality TV YouTuber fucking guy. Maybe. But either way, that's not... He's a crazy I little know. bastard. I mean, he's... And I think it's a waste of his of his character. He's, he's a crazy little bastard. So I'm looking here. 
Um, he's responsible for Avengers Arena. That was that was where they transitioned him away from his normal style, where he did sort of like the the murder world location where they could have forced them to fight each other to death, and they milked that for a while. So who knows, man? Like, uh, well, there you go. I just think it's well. Then then it's been done before, hasn't it? Oh yeah, no, it's been done this, before. This this is just a retread, but now instead of using heroes, heroes or, or characters tied to people, they're just using random. They're just using nobody. No nobody characters. You know what could have been interesting mm. if he had done this right. Mm. Let's say, and he wanted. Maybe he decided. You know what? Fuck these heroes. They got their powers and all this shit, and they keep fucking up my stuff. I'm just gonna go for normies, right? Mm. Let's say he does that. But then what you do for the story is you have one of the normies that he captures actually be a hero, mm. right? Whether it be like Spider-Man or Black Widow. But of course, they can't reveal who they are. So they now have to try and survive this. Oh, yeah, that's what Without killing anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Without killing anyone, with protecting their identity. That could have been an interesting part of the story if you wanted to do it. But I don't care about any of these randoms. Like, they're going to have someone with powers, man. People. I think a couple of these guys have powers, but they're not known heroes, you know? So you're saying yeah, Peter point. Parker like, be Peter Parker be in it, but no one knows yeah. that yeah he's Spider Man. Yeah, well again uh, he he's he's just captured random people from yeah. you know whatever yeah. New York or whatever. Be cool. What if he what if he accidentally got Spider Man or you know for God forbid even fucking Miles Morales or something? But my point is, what if he accidentally in like let's say he captured a hundred people, mm. knocked them all out in a city block, and one of the Spider Man or one of the heroes happened to be there. They now have to try and survive. What if he got Hulk? Without... Dude, what if he got Hulk? Well, Hulk doesn't care about his secret identity, so that's nowhere near as fun. It'd be fu- pretty funny, though. It, but, uh, yeah. but I'm talking about like, a character that have to, like, he can't kill, yeah. and he has to protect, and they have to protect their secret identity. That yeah. could have been interesting. Would be a lot better than what we got. I agree. Um, in fact, I'm downgrading my Spider-Man score to a 6, and I'm sticking with 4.5 for Wolverine. And you're giving both a 3, yeah? I'm giving them a combined three, yes. So like 1.5 each. (laughs) Oh, really? Wow. Um, Now, we're coming to our trade of the week. It was my pick, Hulk the End, which incorporated two issues. That was Hulk Future Imperfect, which was Peter David's storyline in the... sometime in the 80s, I don't know when, um, where Hulk, regular Hulk, who's kind of in his smart form, goes to the future which is a dystopia in a city called Dystopia. You could have tried harder there, Peter David. And um, it's run by the maestro, who is none other than the Hulk, um, evil and aged, and has lived all this time. And it's cool. It's Fuck, I love this storyline, by the way. And George Perez on art duties. Um, and Rick Jones is massively old. And he's kind of well, not leading the resistance, but he's helping the resistance. And they've ca- they've got a Doctor Doom time travel machine, which went back and got regular Hulk because they went to Rick Jones back in the eighties, and he persuaded Hulk to um, you know, come to the future and overthrow the Maestro, who is you know a baddie. Um, but I, I mean, can I be honest? I actually think. This is one of the best superhero comics I've read. These two issues. I actually think it's it's almost perfect storytelling. Um, it's got one thing in it where people, you know, get their panties in a bunch. But just as a concept and execution 
and Art and like the Maestro and the Hulk and the way the Maestro even kind of rationalizes. Oh wait, are you to- are you talking about with the Hulk got raped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the part where people are always <laughs> like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it." Um, but like, we'll park that discussion because I've got a comment on that. But but what do you think of the actual two issues? Because I love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, I uh, yeah, I agree with you. I really enjoyed it. My only issue. Mm. I feel like it actually could have been longer. Agreed. Um, Agreed. I, I, I feel like it maybe could have been a four-parter maybe sure. where we explore a little bit more of it. We um, we let it um, breathe a little bit more. We 100%. have a little bit more interaction because uh, it, it's a fantastic um, concept and I like the idea of obviously a hero going into the future to say to, to battle his evil self, you know, yeah. uh, uh, because I just feel like that wasn't explored enough. Like yeah, and what was explored was fascinating, but we could have gone deeper. Yeah, yeah, like not too like as I said, I, I don't need this to be like a six issue or a twelve issue or something like that. I just feel like this could have been a really good four issues, and and uh, I would have actually enjoyed a little bit more of it because I do feel like it was a little like it was a little bit rushed. Um, mm. you know, like it had a good build up and the ending was pretty good. I just feel like in the middle too much happened too quickly, and I just would have, I would have, um, I would have preferred a little bit more exploration of the world. Yeah. The, the character of the maestro, maybe that you know, uh, I, I like the idea of him trying to convince Hulk to mm. come to his. I thought it was awesome. Side and and I wish maybe that would had had a whole issue of itself of a back and forth. I wish them. Hulk had been and more tempted. You, you know, well that's what I'm saying. They obviously couldn't have him too much tempted because it was only two issues. So yeah. that's why I feel like maybe if you had an issue where you almost think is the Hulk going to slip? He, mm. you know, is he going to, you know, I, I, as I said, I really enjoy this. I love the concept, love the obviously fantastic art because Perez is on art duty. So mm. it's, it's wonderful. And I just, I could have done with a little bit more of it. Honestly, um, I would have preferred a little bit more of it. Yeah, no, it's um, uh, like the, just that, like this tells me to me, this is brilliant because I believe that this came out, even though it's marketed as like almost a mini series, I believe it came out in the regular issues at the time, um, which must have been so fucking incredible for readers at the time. Can you imagine reading Hulk by Peter David, which he did for a long time? I'm reading the series at the moment, and it's fucking great. And you get to this, and I, like I kept thinking. If they ever want to do a Hulk movie other than Planet Hulk, this is perfect. Oh my god, you could do a good movie of this. Mm. You know, like honestly, Rich, this is a movie script that you that unlike most movies, Marvel movies, where they have to pick and choose and you know, they do all that shit where they've got to like blend in forty five different storylines. Um, I feel like you could almost just do this. You could broaden that a little bit, but like it is there on the page. Like the stuff like with Rick Jones, the reveal, and you see all the different heroes um, have all come to their untimely ends, and mankind destroyed itself. And I kind of like, I, I read this once before, but I read this probably 10 years ago. I actually tweeted Peter David when I read it, so congratulating him, and he, he did like my tweet and say thanks. Um, I like the way the maestro actually defends his position. He's uh, yes, he's evil. We all, you know, he's evil. He's Mister Evil. Like, but he actually rationalizes it. He's like, you know, sort of saying like, "I'm the survivor. I had to rebuild." You know, blah blah blah. Like, 
this is the way, like there was no other way, everyone else failed. Um, and, and he kind of tries to tempt the Hulk. I thought that was an interesting scene. And Yeah, well, that's what I said. I, we could have really done with more of that because if you think about it, right, I mean, yeah, what, what he's saying to the Hulk is, listen, I didn't destroy the planet. No. They yeah. did. Yeah. Right? I'm just stopping them from doing it again. Yeah. And, you know, if that means I've got to, you know, uh, rule with an iron fist, well, yeah. that's going to stop them from fucking, you know, building more nuclear bombs and destroy themselves and the planet all over again. So in a way, yes, uh, what he's doing is despicable he's evil he's definitely a dictator mm. but at the same point a, a, as they say in the book it wasn't it wasn't a big um superhero war or galactus or whatever that destroyed it it was humans and the nuclear uh, uh weapons and stuff and all mm. that so in in a way he's kind of yeah he's almost like justified in the sense of like well i've got to rule these people and um, stop them from doing that shit. But on the same aspect, then the way he treats them is obviously mm. not great because, I mean, he probably could rule them, maybe not. Because, I mean, let's be honest, no one can kill him. No, he's you know, kind he, of unkillable. He, he, could, he, he could be not necessarily benevolent. He could be a little bit more lenient. Sure. Because if someone does, he could still kill them and no one can overthrow him because mm. no one has any weapon that can they can actually hurt him or destroy him or anything like that so i mean i almost feel like it's almost unnecessary for him to be that yeah cruel. well he's a full-on dictator I, and you know like yeah but i do but i do agree with you that there is a part that where you kind of go well he's just enslaving the you know the descendants of the people that destroyed the planet so you know now, I mean? like peter david peter david in recent years has done a series of maestro um, series like he's yeah, got, it's yeah. one of those things. It's like a Boba Fett where they created this character for just mm. a two-parter, mm. and then turned out to be such a popular character that they've they obviously had to bring him back, and he's been a, a mainstay ever since. Well, I mean, at least Peter David's been in, you know in charge, and can I say Dale Keown on Art Duties, um, it, who's in the end issue, but in general on his Hulk run, he's fantastic artist. This Dale Keown guy. Um, mm. if you've been oh yeah, it. yeah. He's, uh, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he's done a lot of Hulk, and he also mm. did um, it. He did what? Uh, he he had his own book. I think mm. an image called uh, Pit. P-I-T-T. Oh, I've heard of that. I have heard of that. Yeah, I've the, read the it. big Hulk guy with the the yeah. the, the sharp it's very similar to Hulk canes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he made a name for himself drawing fucking you know the Hulk drawing these mm. big characters, and so he create you know I guess he enjoyed drawing. Big he's an, he's an incredible artist, and he does Hulk the end. But okay, I think he yeah. did his own Kickstarter recently, um, or like a year or two we ago. We should try to get him on the show. Like we should try to get Dalkian on the show. Well, why not? And we can get he can promote his stuff, and we can talk about Hulk and working with Peter David, and we can talk about this Pit character you're talking about. Like, why not? Like, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to find him and reach out to him because. I am so impressed. I know he didn't do this particular issue, but I've been reading a lot of the Peter David Hulk, and he has come on board, and he is lighting it up as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm loving it. Now, I have a question or a comment. So this was um, a topic, because Ray was going to come on this the episode um, to discuss it, but unfortunately was called away on family duties. <laughs> Sorry. That's why COVID there. Um, he was called away on family duties. Now, I had a I had a comment. So the Maestro is the Hulk. He is Bruce Banner, right? And he just happened to survive 
because he wasn't there at ground zero, he happened to survive the nuclear bombs and stuff, and then he became stronger from the radiation. And society fell apart. Uh, no, no fault of Bruce Banner, Hulk. No fault of the maestro. Society fell apart. He rebuilt this town, Dystopia, which I still feel could have been named better, but anyway. Um, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, by the time the people who were underneath the surface came up, he was running it, and it's kind of a madhouse, and he's literally like, almost like the debauched Roman emperor with all the chicks and stuff. Now, my comment was, is society, once you get past communities, once you get past, like, around the campfire, small town, okay, once you get to cities, once you get to law and order, blah, 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 is the direction of society inherently slightly evil in that it's based on subjugation, it's based on punishment, it's based on profit above all else? All these things that if you're looking at it from the outside, you'd say this is not a society that values the fellow man or woman. Um, I'm just thinking that. Like, is this the natural evolution of humans once we are technologically advanced and civilised enough to form a society? Um, What do you think, Rich? I'm turning it over to you. I've got some comments from other people as well, but I want to get your thoughts on what I'm pitching here. I think think maybe that's a little bit of misremembering what it was like under dictatorships and, and royals and stuff and all that. Like, I don't think... Oh, no, you know, I'm you saying, say, I'm saying oh. they're part of it. I'm saying they're part of it. I'm saying they're, they're part of it. Like, but, but once you leave the campfire and you start building, uh, the town becomes a, a, a city, which becomes a city-state. So I'm saying like they're part of it. They're, they're, Look, yeah. uh, it depends. Do you, do you consider selfishness evil? Well, that's what I'm saying. I would say slightly because evil. The problem is... is Self-interest. Um, I, I, think, I think, honestly, I think... People are generally selfish, and yeah, um, and and I mean that across the board. Even see, like someone to me who like I want to live by myself in the forest mm. with no one else. That's in a way selfish. Like mm. you, you're selfish in that you just want to be. You know, you you don't want anyone else around. Which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I don't necessarily <laughs> say that selfish is necessarily you know because sure. you can be selfish with your time or you can be selfish with your whatever. But the problem is once you get to the, the the problem with the world is obviously the big cities because with the coming of the big cities is you just become a cog in a in in a wheel. Like yeah. to to run that city, you need uh you, you you need sewage workers, you need bus drivers, you need all this sort of shit. So everyone just becomes a cog to make the city yeah, yeah, run. Yeah. You become part of capitalism. Is, you become part of capitalism. And the problem with that is well, not just capitalism. It, 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 take capitalism out of it, right? Mm. You still need people to do this shit, whether they do it for free, sure. whether you you do it paying them with chickens or you do have a barter system. My point is, forget capitalism. You need cogs in a wheel to make a city run. Yeah. Oh, to make a kingdom, to make a whatever, yeah. anything where you have a big group of people. Otherwise, there's just shit in the streets. There's just... You know, it's it's a mess. So you yeah, need yeah. people to fill roles, so they basically become cogs. The problem with that, though, is once people become cogs, they kind of become faceless. They kind of become just a part of the machine. Mm. On top of that, life in a city, life with, you know, everyone's got problems. And so your problems are your problems. I'm not interested in, you know, my problems are my problems. I'm not interested in your problems, all this sort of stuff. Mm. We become, again, more selfish, become more self-centered. I got my own problems to deal with. You deal with your own problems. Sure. It's why 
you don't see people helping each other when they've been mugged in the street or on the or, subway or, or burnt to death by that shit. like that girl or burnt to death because they kind of go not my problem yeah i got my own problems to sort out so it's not that i don't think people are evil it's just that i think we just become faceless we become sure. cogs we don't but see that's my question see i'm not talking anymore. about personal evil i'm talking about societal evil like once but you the become thing is, part I don't of know if, it i'll be honest with you i don't know if that's evil because i don't know if it can operate any other way sure yeah i agree Do you know what i mean like yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where I kind of feel like for a sit, a massive city or a, or whatever to run, you kind of can't you can't care about people too much. Sure, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't care if they die. You just got to replace them. You know what I mean? I don't mm. I don't weep for the cog when it breaks in the machine. I just take it out and put another one in. Yeah, when like, you see that when you see the I, homeless person on the street, you know you can't have all of them. So why yeah. help one? Like, of them, I don't you know? know if it's yeah, I don't know if it's evil. I just think unfortunately that's a that's a necessity of. Mm. massive cities that you can't see everyone as people you can't care about everyone because then you wouldn't get anything done you feel bad mm. <coughs> about people even though you you know what i mean and then mm. you would try and help them when you, you couldn't and mm. you know what i mean it's like that it's like the game fable um I did you ever play fable three yeah i sure did fable three is when you become the king yeah right and what happens is you can get like a lot of money and all this sort of shit, but then these people come to you at the end of the day and they have these <laughs> problems, right? Yeah. And you can take the altruistic route every time, but it'll leave you broke. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you have no money to fight the darkness and then everyone dies in the end anyway. Now, I know it's a little bit more basic, you know, because it's a video game, but my point is if you try and see everyone as a face, you, mm. you don't have, do you know what I mean? You sometimes sure. have to be selfish because 100%. You, you're up. That's what, when people say, oh, we're overpopulated. No, we're not. The problem is, is our cities are too overpopulated. Everyone congregates. Everyone heads to a city. Mm. We've got so much unused land in, in the entire world. If you look at the, the world, the amount of unused land in the world, we're not overpopulated. We're just too condensely packed mm. in certain Good places point. in the world. Good point. And the problem with that is that, you, as I said, you just become this faceless cog that and as i said unfortunately i think it has to be that way i wish it didn't mm. but i don't know how you would get stuff done if you cared about every single person i, I believe it's you the price of civilization personally now um i agree with what you're saying which i like what you're saying now I, I put this forward to a couple of my friends so my friend natalie old friend of mine and um lovely girl and i knew that she would have sort of something to say on this topic. I knew it's the kind of thing that would interest her. So I asked her the, the same question I asked you. Um, and she sort of said, and, and Natalie, by the way, is um, religious. She's uh, Muslim, uh, has been for a long, long time. And um, you know, she sort of said it convent, her answer will verge on religion. Or she will bring it up. And I'm like, well, you please answer however you want to answer. It's, a, it's just a question. So here's her answer. I'm going to read it out. And then we can discuss it. As a basic answer... I'd say that humans have many shades of grey within their moral hierarchy and no human was created purely good or bad. God has made us to sin and create good deeds. We were created with instincts, self-preservation, etc., and traits, greed, envy, etc., that in certain contexts can be deemed as evil and selfish. These aspects of human nature have been present since the beginning of man and will always be present regardless of technological advances, cultural societies, countries and their communities, etc., God has created good and evil in our nature and in our universe. So rather than saying our civilization is inherently a bit evil, I would say that humans have the capability to commit serious acts of evil. 
and historically they have and they continue to do so. I personally believe there is a constant colossal battle between good and evil in our universe and we can see it through the acts of humans each day. Which I think is an interesting perspective because that's also something that I think about. Like, it's like, I mean, I'm famously, everyone knows, I'm, I'm, I'm not particularly religious, but that doesn't mean that I don't think toss these ideas around. And I'm like, okay, if you're inside a universe and things do have ramifications and we are agents inside that universe, and as she says, like, there's a colossal battle constantly being waged, um, and, and humans are expressing that battle in their daily actions. Do you kind of dig what she's saying, Rich? Yeah, I mean, I I get what she's saying, and it's um, I know a lot of people that feel that way. Like, yeah. oh, people aren't born evil; they aren't born good or whatever. Um, I don't. The thing is, I kind of disagree with that. Yeah. I think I think everyone is born. As I said, I don't want to say evil. I believe everyone is born self-centered, and yeah. we and and they learn to not be selfish. Um. So, like, let's go back to cavemen, right? Mm. A caveman would look after himself first. 100%. Right? Yeah. If you had the meat and he needed the meat, he was hungry. Well, he'd fucking kill you for that meat. Sure. Do you know what I mean? But if he had enough meat... But he might be bringing it back to and, his wife or partner. You know? No, no, but let's say, let's say he, they had enough eat, they ate or whatever, he might be inclined to give some leftovers to someone to help them out. But he comes first. But wouldn't you, know you I mean? say... Wouldn't you say... See, I, I hear you... Wouldn't you say that first act of giving is the start of a community? No, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like, but when it's a smaller, but here's the thing. This is why I say to you sometimes, okay, that's what if you only got one neighbor? That's mm. great. Mm. I've got some leftover food. What if you had six neighbors? Sure. What if you had 10 neighbors? Sure. What if you had 50 neighbors? That's my point. Like, you can afford to be compassionate. You can afford to be, sure. like, giving as, as long as you, you can. Do you know what I mean? Sure, but yeah, yeah. The, the more you add to it, the more you've got to draw the line. Sure. I mean, I know religion, as I said, I know religion and I respect a lot of religious people. Um, and I think religion is actually inherently good in a sense because, well, especially with the tenets of like um, compassion, forgiveness, um, loving thy neighbor, all that. Like, I like those lessons. And I think those lessons with religion have helped us maybe be mm. better people, um, even if sometimes it's by putting the fear of God into you. <laughs> sure. So to speak about going to hell, I I can't hate something that tries to teach people to be good. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, like the tenets uh, or, of the religion. Yeah. 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 Well, look at I mean, look at the Ten Commandments. I mean, that's sure. that's really what we base our laws off. You know what I mean? So, mm. you know, they they do try and help us to be good people. Well, I think, I'm not saying religion. There's certainly, is a there's certainly a societal function of religion. Yeah, for sure. But I don't. But I don't believe that we're born neutral i do believe we are born selfish i do believe we are sure. born inherently me first and then we learn oh. to 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 try and you know, like if i go like well you know what if we get attacked oh. by this big beast if he's hungry if he's fucking you know lying there and he can't move well he's not gonna be able to help me so, but again you can only do that to a degree do you know sure. what i mean i mean yeah. yes if you're a rich man like in today you could you know, and you and you making millions of bajillions, maybe you can hand out some of that. And but again, you can't do it for the whole world. So, as mm. I, I, I say, I I just think it's it's as people we will always put ourselves. Something I do think first. they could do better is probably by employing people who are unemployed or very poor or whatever, 
into projects. I've always thought that. Like the, the, the large-scale projects, like the Chinese do that and put the labour force to use that way and, and circulate the cash that way. You know, employ these people who otherwise are sort of just dregs and sort of on society, you know what I mean? Like employ them to, 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 well, to work on things. I'm not okay, so I, I'm going to say this, and it's probably going to make me sound really nasty and all that. But the problem we also have in society, um, especially now when we live in a society where you're not fighting for your life, you know sure. what I mean? You're not. Well, unless you're, you're in a tiger in some places, you are. If you're in Ukraine no, I, right I, I, now, you are. But you're talking. But you're talking about a civilized. Sure. You're okay, talking yeah. about civilization okay. and all that. We're not talking yeah. about people that still run in loin class. Um, the the issue is that we've it's created lazy people where. Sure. There is there is a homeless person mm. who would prefer to be homeless. Wow, that's how cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, there is. There are literally people that don't want to. You know what I mean? They yeah. they, they they sit on the, like the corner. You do wonder don't... though, don't you? You do wonder like things must have gone wrong. You know, I do think that. Oh myself. look, I'm, I'm sure. I, I and and let's be honest. Um, a lot of the times it can because they get abused at the places. And the, but my point is. Even if you were to say, right, we're going to take all the homeless people and we're going to give them jobs, mm. right? Yes, they might be menial jobs. It might be like brick lane or, you know, moving concrete or whatever. There'll be some of them go, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to sit there with my cup. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You, know, we, you can do that. And I would love to see that. In fact, there, there, are, like, there are so many menial, and, you know, it, it sounds shitty. It's like, oh, well, just because I'm homeless, what I have to do the shitty jobs. Well, Yes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I mean, someone's got to do it. They just can't be choosers. can't be choosers, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, yeah, it's a job. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I would. I'm not joking. If it got to that point in my life where I was facing mm. like unemployment, losing yeah. my house, whatever the street, I would fucking go get a job as a, as cleaning someone's toilet. Like, sure. I'm not joking. If if that's what I had to do. Mm. To, to earn a paycheck. If, if I couldn't get any job, if I got rejected anyway, yeah, I was like, I I'm mean, running out of money. Yeah. I need a fucking job. I will t I will go clean fucking sewers. I'm not joking. Sure. Because at the end of the day, it's more important for me to have money sure. than a job that I love. Would I prefer to get a better job? Of course. Sure. But, and so that's the case. If I, 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 I know for a fact that if I was homeless and someone said, well, I have, there's a job cleaning sewers. How much does it pay? I'll take. It doesn't matter how much it pays. I'll take it. Because it's, <laughs> it's, you know it's, I mean? it's cash. Just yeah, it's something. Me. Yeah. Because, you know, but, but, and... but, like, I'm gonna. I hear what you're saying, but I'm gonna go one step deeper. Is that like what I'm saying though? Because you're forced to do that to get the cash to remain in the society to stay afloat. Do you not see what I'm saying? It's just a massive treadmill. Like that's what it is. It's literally just a treadmill. It's just like, it's just like keep on running mice in your little you know maze kind of thing on the wheel kind of thing anyway um but i've also but uh, but, yeah. uh, but as i said a big city is a cog yeah, so it is. yes it is it is a treadmill because that's that's what it is it's just a yeah it's a perpetual machine that doesn't go anywhere exactly now i've also got ray so i asked ray the the same question uh and he said oh great question thanks ray and short answer that would be, and short answer would be yes. So I got a yes. I and this is right. I think talking about Western world and capitalism, we as a society are built on a hierarchical structure that essentially ensures those with power remain in power. Although philanthropic work does exist in the world, the one percenters are built on keeping those beneath them down, and that applies for countries too and governments. How countries use other countries, other countries mainly for their benefit. 
It's inherent in the fabric of our being. And again, though singularly you can't argue the case, as you can never blanket something across individuals, collectively as humans we are ruthless when it comes to how society slash world functions. And he's saying, I'm not to say the non-Western cultures are necessarily better, but I can only speak of the society I'm familiar with and empirically a part of. And then he, he throws it back to comics because it was all relating to Future Imperfect. The likes of Maestro, Dr. Doom and Namor I find fascinating characters because they are rulers, dictators that take care of their realm but do so in aggressive ways. You can look in awe and disgust at their methods sometimes, but at the same time, um, respect them for protecting the people they are essentially responsible for. It's when you, they start to dictate individuals' freedoms of thought. You see this with Maestro, actually less with Dr. Doom, whose countrymen celebrate him, that the leadership starts to abuse the power it has. So, I mean, I find it inevitable. Like, you know, I love Rome. Now, Roman emperors were accepted. I, I, I think I've got to disagree with that a little bit because sure. I, I think bringing up fictional characters is not a way to re- win and uh, make a statement or win an argument. Sure. Um, because, I'm sorry, <laughs> in every society, people have always tried to overthrow, whether they're successful or not, have always overthrown dictators. Whether they dictator believe he was doing right for his well, people... Well, would you consider the emperors of Rome that, that ruled for like 500, 600 years dictators? Yes. Okay, but they ruled. And a lot of them were killed and murdered and overthrown. But, 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 here's, so. but, but, but here's my answer to that. They weren't overthrown to overthrow the actual society. They were just overthrown to replace that emperor with another emperor. They weren't seeking yeah, but, to re- but, revolution or anything. No, 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 no. But hang on a second. Hang on. But before they had an emperor, they had a democracy until some one person, gee, I wonder who that was, decided, I'm going to change the the system at all. And I don't care if you people are happy with it but or this, not. But that's so-called democracy. I'm the leader. That so-called democracy was not a real democracy. That was that was the Senate was extremely but wealthy, my, powerful people, like dictating. But, the, it, well, but no one overthrew them. They still had consuls. Until, the, until Julius Caesar. The emperor. But my point is, I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I, I don't believe that uh, we can turn around and say, oh, capitalism bad because it doesn't care about the people. But oh, dictators, yeah. they care about their people. No, no, like, no, yeah, yeah. no they, they fucking don't. They only care about their people <laughs> to the point of, like, well, I need them because I've got to till the, they've got to till the field, <laughs> you know, make my fucking castles and oh, shit. Oh, I'm not saying that, they're like, any better. I'm not saying that, like, but but I will say, just in fairness, emperors did have to work with the Senate. There was it, there was a symbiotic relationship between the two. The Senate still existed, you know. Yeah, th- but my point is, most of those, okay, not all, but nearly every single emperor, um, uh, over exceeded their authority or or basically went like mad with power and not all, no that's it, not true that's not I true did, at I, all i stop i did not say all of them i said a lot of them the good emperors didn't the good emperors didn't plenty did plenty did but yeah. i would but there was also plenty of good emperors but but even a good emperor had purges and like a good what we would call a, a good emperor in that they were good for the empire um you know that they, they were intelligent, they knew what they were doing, they fortified the empire, they won wars, blah, blah, blah. They killed plenty of Romans and plenty of rivals. Like, every emperor did that to, because if they didn't, they would be killed themselves. You know? Like, it was oh, I don't, the nature not, of the beast. Again, I don't disagree with anything you said. I'm just mm. saying, I'm not saying that that's like, mm. I, I don't think that's better than capitalism at the point. Like, sure. um, it's this weird thing where where people always seem to go, oh my god, capitalism is like the worst fucking thing in the world. Oh my god, it's like, no, no, it's like, no, 
everything is the worst fucking it's thing just in the world another form it's used, of it's just another form of government like you know when mm. when it's used incorrectly or, mm. or 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 it's used to whatever but i don't this whole thing of like the one percent wants to keep the 99 percent down no it doesn't the problem is you can't have 100 percent rich people sure right and let me tell you something tons of rich people mm. make other people rich if they've got a good idea or a good business or something like that. This bullshit of like, oh, the 1% wants to keep the 99% down. No, they don't. It's just that there isn't enough money in the world for every single person to be fucking filthy rich. Mm. You yeah, know? I mean, Are they snobs about it? Are they pieces of shit about it? Do they not? Yeah, of course. They don't care about you as the 99%. But they don't stop you from getting rich. Mm. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any more rich people coming up. They wouldn't be the next billionaire and millionaire and entrepreneur if they would kind of keep them down. This whole like, Oh, there's just there's an Illuminati to keep the ninety nine percent down. That's such a silly conspiratorial. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's some truth to inherited wealth and stuff, but by the same token, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I, I I'm less concerned with that. I mean, that's just simply the world we have. I, you know what? I don't have an issue with inherited money because they will fucking blow it. Yeah. Well, I don't. <laughs> the have thing it. is, when I, you don't earn your money you don't respect your money and a lot of businesses fail a lot of family businesses fail sure, as sure. they go down the line yeah. and the family becomes poor and gets in trouble because those kids were born into so it doesn't bother me that yeah. the the people inherit their wealth because they will fuck it up at the end of the day and, no i'm, you know I'm I mean? also not one of those people like I, I got i got into a very rare twitter debate actually with this guy who was saying i forget it was some famous author let's just say tolkien it wasn't tolkien but someone like tolkien and they were saying that his son shouldn't have inherited, you know, his estate and his works. And I was like, what? Like, you're saying that this guy couldn't have built a whole legacy and handed it, you know, whatever that's worth. Like, you know, it's worth yeah. something to look, his family. Like, what's the point otherwise? You know, really? It's, look, it's your money. You can do what you want. That's I'll be what, honest yeah. with you. I would only let my, my kids inherit Let's say I made like, you know, millions and millions of dollars. Sure. I would only if they prove to me that they can do something by themselves. You know, whether they work hard, start their own business, or something like that. They don't have to be successful. They just have to show me sure. that they got something that they're willing to work that they can do something. I'll leave them my money. If they just one of those like silver spoon fucking yeah, yeah. in the mouth. Trust kids fund. that I somehow fucking managed to raise, I would not leave them uh, uh, like really money. I'd, I'd leave them baby. like you know a little bit of money, but I'd I'd, I'd leave it. Would I'd you, rather than give it to like charity or. Would you sling or some my way, Rich? Sling some my way, buddy. Come on, pal. I'd give you some if I had Dave, so much. Dave, you're gonna de be dead before me. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> no, but even during, don't you don't have to wait till you're dead. You can just slap me some during as well. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's pretty funny. But um, so we read out, we read out Ray's. It's great. We got different perspectives. We got mine. I don't even know what mine was. We got yours. We got Nat's, which I thank you, Natalie. By the way, I really like Natalie's and Ray's, which was great. So we got it. Got everyone, I think, kind of covered. You know me. I just want to go back to the empire. You know me, Rich, with me running it, obviously. That's right. You want to be the old dictator. The old dictator. And, but a benevolent dictator, Richard. It's not really... It's more ah, an emperor. Ah, Don't call me a dictator. Oh, fucking liar. Don't call me you a dictator. Liar. Call me an emperor. You, listen, I'm sorry, but I actually have audio evidence <laughs> of you saying that you would rule with an iron fist. I would rule with an iron fist. I would rule with an iron fist. That's not benevolent. Well, not, I tell you, you what, you if you don't spun your act up, you'd be first down to the lines. 
That's you see, there you go. I've just got more evidence. Than <laughs> You'll be down with the lines and all the you know Christians running around with the line pit. And, and believe you me, if I'm up there and they're asking me to do thumbs up or down, or oh, oh, you better not catch me on a bad day. <laughs> you know what? I'll just give you. I'll give you a middle finger up. <laughs> but anyway, so look, I think it's fascinating. I think we've solved all the problems of the world, and I do think. I, I'm just we trying do this to, on a weekly basis, you know. I just want to say, I really do feel, and I, I, people are going to shoot me down here. I just feel there's something to be said for the maestro's perspective. You know, his methods may be flawed; they are flawed, but there's just something about what he was saying that was resonating. You know, he had to rebuild, dude. He couldn't do it well, look, in, by the in, rule of law. In that world, yes. In our yeah, current world, no. That crazy world, <laughs> you know. But um. I'm going to give this, get ready for this, Rich. I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. I loved these two issues. Woo. Yeah, loved it. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Sure. Um, oh, and there was the rape scene. Like, can I just remind people, it's not real. Like, a fucking... I did, I did think it was pretty funny that, like, <laughs> the Hulk is going like, No! No! Yeah, and like like yelling as fucking loud. I was just like, that's a bit weird. Well, it was an odd scene. Um, but I also thought of something else. This is going to sexual comment here, but we've like, in all fairness, in, in our lives, I'm not talking like in the last fucking ten years, you know, but like in our lives, at some point, we've all had sex with somebody and fantasized someone else. At some point in your life, it's happened. Like, I mean. You know, like, it's not that crazy a fucking concept to me. You know? Like, am I crazy when I say that, Rich? Like, uh, well, I'll be honest with you, Dave. I haven't done that, so well, I, I have, know. You know, but, but like, I, yeah, okay, but, but plenty have. You know, plenty have. Like, what, sure, I'm, sure. what, what I'm saying, he's laid back there, he's in traction, his chick's giving him a blowjob or something. Like, so what? You know, it was kind of my reaction. And then, then it was like, oh, he's been raped. And I was like, I guess, like, technically. I mean, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I was just, I, I, like, I, I, I just didn't see the big fucking hoo-ha. Rape. <laughs> Believe all hulks. <laughs> Believe all hulks. But the funny part was, when you thought about it, the Hulk was doing it to himself. Because the maestro is also the Hulk. That's no, a, no, no! You're making it sound like the maestro gave him a blowjob. It wasn't that. No, no, no! But maestro put maestro sent the woman in there, knowing that Hulk has a thing for Betty, and she was like supposedly. Man, I I can't believe how you're trying to. I'm not. I'm, I'm just. I, I I'm just saying that like there was like people were carrying on about this. I read it. Like Ray mentioned it. Michael Kelsey mentioned it. I was thinking, what happened? I I, 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 I didn't even remember it. It's no scene. It, it, it happens off panel. Yeah, yeah, but what happens, for those who haven't read the issue, is Maestro sends a woman in. Hulk's in traction, basically. His back's been well, broken. Well, he had his neck broken. Yeah, he's in traction. He can't move. And this woman comes in, and she's like, oh, I'm like Betty. And at first, he's like, oh, yeah, that's good. And then suddenly, she starts. She gives him a blowjob, I think. And then he's, um, he can't she move. Well, he can't move, can he? Mm-mm. Anyway, so is it... Look, can I say this? I'm surprised that made print in the 80s in a Marvel comic, aren't you? Like, would they do that now? Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they stuck it past. Yeah, <laughs> off-panel land. Interesting to get the audience's thoughts on that. 
Um, uh, were they outraged at the time? Was there rioting in the streets, Rich? Because people were complaining to me about it, and I was just like, okay, I'll read it. And then I was I'll, like, I'll, look, I'll be honest with you. When I read it, I, I wasn't offended or anything, but I did go, that's an odd choice. It was an odd choice. I agree. I agree it was an odd choice. Yes. It was such a weird thing to include because it's not like it. It's not like it's ever mentioned again. It's not like it's ever brought up. It's not like it's actually <laughs> part of the story. It's just this really weird um, yeah. scene. Well, <laughs> that really, that didn't have to even be there, really. It would have been like, funny. Oh, if, it didn't serve any purpose. It would have been, if I'd been writing and if Hulk had got a taste for it, you know? And then he started, like, bringing, like, forget about, like, being forced. He starts bringing her in, you know, uh, on a nightly basis. And suddenly Hulk's got quite the affection. And then it can be any woman who just calls herself Betty. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, that's where my mom was going. You know, like, I was... Fortunately for you, uh, Hulk is not Conan, Dave. <laughs> my mind, yeah, my mind was kind of going in a different direction. Everyone else is like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I was like, yeah, I could see Hulk getting into this. You know, like, you know, when he started talking to Maestro and it seemed like he was starting to align with him, I thought the storyline was going a different direction. And then it was all just a big, you know, ruse. Um, and, you know, anyway, David's story was a little bit more explicit and um, uh, <laughs> controversial probably. <laughs> but also, like, people getting upset about it, like, it didn't happen. You know, these are, these are fictional creations on paper. It's not a documentary, you know? Like, do you just sometimes think that, Rich? Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe the scene. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. It's like, it's fucking a story. Like, it's 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 just pen and paper. Like, uh, you know, like, this isn't a live depiction. Are you outraged about actual child sex slavery that goes on in the real world? You know, because there's something that, you know, is actually happening as opposed to fiction. A am I making sense, Rich? Uh, oh come on! Yes, big points. Huge <laughs> I points. mean, I just I don't I don't I mean, it, look, it is a bit weird. I mean, if, if you're a Hulk fan, I don't think that you really want your Hulk character to be like raped or sort of treated like that. I mean, mm. you know what I mean? It's, but it, I'm it, a Hulk it, fan, and I'm okay. I'm I'm still rolling. But I'm also, okay. yeah. But you're also <laughs> like a. A, clear, a fan of sex, even if it's like, you know, not asked for or, or warranted or necessary or anything like that. So. It's not warranted. You know, from the sound of it, if, if you wound up in the hospital tomorrow and the nurse came in and said, oh, but yeah, you poor thing, you can't move. Yeah, let me just like, you'd be like, cool, do it. Go, go to town. <laughs> I <laughs> no, no, no comment from me. Um, yeah, <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten book. Ten out of ten. I'm not minus any points. What did you give it? Eight point five. Yeah. Okay. The second storyline was the end storyline, which Peter David, by the way, was raving about in the forward as based on a prose story. I felt this was the lesser story, personally. Um, it was interesting. You it know. was an interesting story because it's um as I said in the in the imperfect future imperfect right it he's created an uh, uh, an uh, alternate timeline yeah so when they brought him back it, again it split the timelines off so now there's two separate timelines so this story is actually that Hulk's 
timeline where because he even says i shaved the beard because i don't want to look like the maestro um so this is the world where it still happened with the nuclear stuff oh. but in his future all of the humans have been wiped out so this is the, the this is the regular hulk st- story this is the raped hulk's future yes <laughs> the raped hulk <laughs> oh my god like um yeah, I see. Okay, so well, yeah, just or normal possible hold. future because they, they were doing these end books yeah. for all the they did the Fantastic Four. Okay, I've got a question. I'm going to cut to the chase here. Like it's an entertaining story. It's, it's basically just Bruce Banner wandering around, and then the Hulk becomes the Hulk, and then the fucking bugs come out and just dominate the Hulk, and then he heals within 20 minutes, and then the cycle seems to repeat itself. Is that every day, or is that just every now and then? Every now and then. Okay, good. Um. At the end, when because uh, Bruce Banner is aging, uh, you know, even though he's lived a long time, he's aging. I, I didn't understand why he's not wearing shoes. He's like, oh, my feet are so calloused. You know, I'm wandering well, around. Well, there's no point in him wearing shoes because one, he's going to turn into Hulk, and I see. How's he going to find that many pairs of shoes? I see. And two, he says, I don't even. At this point, I don't even need the shoes. Yeah. Because. My feet have literally become like these, like fucking rock hard calluses at the bottom of my, at the okay. bottom of his feet. All right, so he's got foot problems. Um, okay, so <laughs> he's wandering around, but he's aging. He's clearly old. Okay, yeah. But the Hulk isn't really. You know, he might be a bit older than normal, but he's not that bad. But at the end, okay, when he's having the dream, is that a god talking to him? Like we're saying, like, God, what? I think he's imagining an angel or right. A day so he's or he's imagining something. So Bruce Banner dies, but the Hulk lives on, and then the Hulk does feel cold because he's alone. Is that right? Well, I don't know if if Bruce Banner died or if they swapped at just the last minute. So he's like, because he says if he comes back out, that's it. Then the Hulk is dead. So I think he changed at like. Like the second before Bruce expired. So oh, that, I thought Bruce I mean, died and then Hulk was just left. No, so because Bruce was still saying, "Please don't, don't change. Let I let's see. Just, please, can we die? Please don't change. Right. I promise it'll be better." Right. And Hulk right. is like, "Fuck you, fuck you. I hate you. Yeah, it won't be banner. better. You're all liars." And, and as Bruce is about to die, Hulk comes in, and then the Hulk says, "I can." And even Hulk is like. No more Bruce can't if he come out, we both die. So Bruce like he changed at the moment of like like a second before Bruce died, that if he was to change back to Bruce, Bruce would just instantly die when he And if Bruce died, would Hulk die? Correct. But can Hulk stay Hulk forever? I thought he couldn't do that. Uh no, he can. Oh, okay. I didn't realise that. So Well, because so okay, so they can they can generally assert kind of wills on each other, but if Bruce is literally dead, mm. like like he it means he doesn't have the the willpower, the mental power to try and force the change anyway. Yeah, they're always in battling sense, each other dead. and stuff. Like who's gonna yeah. care, you know? All but that it, shit, it, yeah. in a sense, he is technically dead. Mm. Like because he changed it right the last minute, it's like it's like you know Bruce has got nothing in him to. To, I see. To, to make the change or come in. And if, oh, and if I see what you're saying. Change, then the moment he changed to Bruce, Bruce would just go, oh, dead. But, but Hulk, I see what you're saying. But, but Hulk, if, like, in general, in general, if Hulk had the power, he would stay Hulk forever, wouldn't he? 
Hulk, huh? Hulk hates turning into Banner. Puny Banner and all that stuff. So here's my question. Yeah, but sometimes he does it because he, he because people are chasing him or Yeah, okay. He also gets But here's my question. But yeah, yeah. In this scenario where Hulk at the end is saying he feels cold, like he feels a bit alone. Okay, so Hulk Yeah, because I think Bruce isn't talking to him anymore. Like the the Bruce's voice is gone and so he oh. feels a bit empty now. So what's Hulk gonna do? Mm. Well that's where the book ends. Yeah, but it's not the end. The end is the end. Like, this is, like, maybe the chapter before the end, but it's not the end. I want more. I, I want know. the end part two. All I know is that's where it ended, so I can't honestly... I want the end part two. I want more. I Like, dear Peter David, I know you're currently in hospital having had the stroke, but could you please tell me what happens after the end of the end? And he's like, that was the end. No. In the end, the Hulk says, I feel cold. What happens next? Please tell me, Peter just, David. They're feeling cold till the end of time. <laughs> That's depressing as fuck. Can Hulk die? Like, could Hulk... Well, I, actually, it would be suicide, but he could force turning back into Bruce Banner and then die. That would be the act of suicide for Hulk, I guess. Yeah, but that's not Hulk dying in a sense. That's Bruce dying. No, I and understand that. But, 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 but I, yeah. that is the Hulk. I don't know if the Hulk can actually die. No, I know, but what I'm saying is if Hulk realised in his Hulk brain, because this is a more savage Hulk, this isn't the intelligent Hulk, this is the sort of savage Hulk, if he's like, oh, you know what, like, it's actually pointless, and then he changed to, if he, he willed himself, he let Bruce, even Bruce half dead, turn into that, and then Bruce dies, and that's the end, you know? Why couldn't we have had that scene? Like, I would have yeah, liked but that to be scene. Fair, I, honestly, I think the Hulk is so stubborn that he would, he'd rather go on forever. Probably, than, yeah. Than say that Bruce was right. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, everything I've read of Hulk, that seems to be more his pattern. Uh, could he have got off planet? Like, did no one think about that? Like, there was this guy that came down, the recorder. At, oh, like... no, no, no. That guy was not fucking interested at all. He was mm. there just to make sure that the human race was dead. Mm-hmm. And he even said, "I'll come back when you're dead." Right. Yeah. So he wasn't. He wasn't going to. No, he would not have. The, the The whole galaxy hates the humans, apparently. Yeah. So. Okay. But other aliens crash landing or landing, and Hulk getting on board a ship. You know, stuff could happen. But I guess a long time's uh, passed. So let's say two hundred years has passed. And and Bruce Banner, even though he's aged more slowly, is very old. Like I mean, that, he was extremely old. He was like in his nineties, like physically. Oh um, no, I think he was in. I think he was a hundred and something. Yeah, interesting story. I enjoyed it. I I I probably don't like it as much as Future Imperfect, but Future Imperfect I love. I mean, I'd give this a nine out of ten. I think it's a fascinating kind of vignette. Um, I could do with more of this stuff. I'm 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 super fascinated now. Like I'm like. I'm like, wow, this was this 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 caused some heavy thoughts in my mind, you know? Um I, well, Hulk, that's good. Hulk good. is a great fucking character and Peter David's a great writer and he was well serviced by Dale Keown on Art Judy's in the end and George Perez, Long May You Rest in Peace in Future Imperfect. I mean, what a fucking great trade this was to do. Like overall. Mm. My choice too, Rich, by the way. Pick some. I've picked some stinkers in my time, but this was this was a return to form in a major way. I'm on a Hulk bandwagon. Oh yeah, yeah. This was, 
Okay. Well, I mean, your weekly picks weren't great. But, oh, come on, uh, man. You can't blame me. No, 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 no. But your trade more than made up for that and then some. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. So what did you give? You've got you to let, let people finish before you get all offended, Dave. Okay. Uh, I, um, what was I going to say? So what do you give Hulk the end? The, just the end story. The end story? Um, 7.5. Jesus. You're very harsh. 7.5. Come on. Well, it's... To be well, look, it's 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 very interesting, but it's yeah. kind of boring at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's just him wandering around, uh, which I didn't expect. I thought there was going to be a lot more action. Um, although Peter David did kind of the, these guys love doing forwards, don't they, to their own work? And he was talking about how it was based on a book that he'd done previously. Short well, story. Well, to be fair, I'd preferred if they did forwards themselves and not get some other person to give a second hand. Oh yeah, account of yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. So um, Me too. whether whether they're tooting their own horn or whatever, yeah. I don't really care. As long as as long as it's the actual person doing it, at least then I know what I'm being told. It's is not Neil Gaiman doing the thing about Peter David, which is always like this is the greatest thing of all time, and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know when someone else is writing the forward for someone else's book, they always yeah, oh, this is the best comic ever, you know, blah, 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 this redefined comics, you know, blah, blah, blah. And as I said, I don't like it when they infer, like, what the person was thinking or sure. what they was. I'm like, uh, like, I mean, did they tell you that specifically or is that just what you've inferred? <laughs> well, they're allowed to analyse it. They are allowed to analyse it. No, cause... I know, but my point is, what that's their analysis, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's their, their critical, analysis. Yeah. It's, not the, it's not the truth, you know what so, I mean? It's not the, yeah. the, the, the fact. It's like, because it's like art, right? I mean, the you and I can stand in front of a painting and and you can claim this, unclaim this, and then the oh. the, the the artist could write behind us going, "It's neither of them." Yeah, they, you're both right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. exactly. Like it's it's just one of those things where uh, unless you Very hear true. it from the actual artist and all that sort of stuff, it, you're just you are just what it makes you think or how you feel or what you believe in. But it doesn't mean that that's that's what it is. Well, what is it? Doesn't anything? mean you can't have fun yeah. doing it. I'm not saying you can't have fun. I'm just saying I like it when it's the actual sure. author or artist because it's just nice to get an actual like authoritarian intent. Authoritarian intent. Yeah. You're all about that, Rich, aren't you? You do love that kind of stuff. You'd like all the people who made it to line up and give the exact version of what went down. You know. Well, it, it would be nice because <laughs> it would be nice to know exactly what the inspiration was, what they were thinking. <laughs> you know. Well, you can ask Dale Keown when we get him on the show, man. You, what were you thinking when you wrote down the stuff at the end? You know, what did you, what were inspirations you draw from? All that kind of stuff. You know, did Peter well, David talk to you I, about I, it? The next best thing would probably be the 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 artist. Like, if you sure. couldn't talk to the writer, probably the artist, because obviously they have to work together. Hundred percent. There'll be a lot of notes. So at least you can probably give a little bit more. But I don't want a second, third, fourth-hand account of, sure. you know, someone's intention or what they were doing with the story. I'm just like, okay, I mean, that's an interesting hypothesis. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I like it, Rich. Um, okay, so that's great stuff. Now, obviously, after my killer episode where I've just dominated, and I'm dying, by the way, um, You've got you're up next week, Rich. I know you're having a week off soon, but you're you're back next week, am I right? Uh yes. Okay. So have you got a book but in I mind? No, no, Jesus Christ. I've been thinking about it all week and I am really? struggling to Jesus. find something that I've been I'm thinking about it all week. Really? Well yeah. I, I gave well, you one. Is, I sold you Boba Fett. 
Boba Fett. What well, about no, Star Wars I'm Legacy? Gonna... Star Wars Legacy I've Epic already... Collection. I've already read that. Jeez. I mean, we can, we can do that. I want it. So, listen, there is a, there is something I do want to do, but it's only like fifty two sure. fifty two pages. Mm. It's called um, uh, Batman Chronicles: The Gauntlet. Um, I think I've read a, that. It's a Robin. It's a Robin story. Um, yeah, I think I've read that. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind doing that as maybe a weekly because it's only fifty pages. Well, what I I'll haven't... put it in weekly comics for next week. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll have a think, and and if I can't think of a trade, then I'll let you think mm. something. Yeah, that's exactly right. You'll turn it back over to the emperor. Can you call me the emperor from now on? You know, we'd imagine yeah. David the emperor. Like I, I should get like I know this is going to sound egotistical, but it'd be nice. <laughs> it's not going to sound egotistical, David. It's going to be egotistical. <laughs> it'd be nice when I introduce myself to have the royal trumpet fanfare kind of thing. I would like that whenever I enter the room, personally. You know, I would if I was the emperor. I'd, I'd, oh, don't look at me. I don't know how to play a trumpet. I'd wave my hand dismissively at it, but if it wasn't there, I'd really be asking some serious questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I pretend like I'm sick of it, but... If I entered a room and I didn't get the fanfare, look out, you know, <laughs> start looking at daggers at people. Yeah, that's not weird at all. Yeah. Well, it's just another perk of ruling, man. You know, you've got to keep the populace, they've got to at some point be terrified of you. They, they can love you, they can like you, but at their heart, they've got to be terrified of you as well. That's got to be a part of it. In their heart of hearts, they've got to think, this Dave guy... He fucking knows every move I'm going to make. You know? I better not step you know, out of you line. Know, you, you know what I want, Dave? You know what I really want? What? To live somewhere alone in a cabin <laughs> with great internet. Really? Cabin with internet? That's possible. Great With great internet. Great internet. Where I can just sure. download everything, watch anything, and just be left alone. Hmm. Not me. I, mean, <laughs> I don't but... want fanfare. I don't want to rule the fucking world or the neighborhood or whatever. I just want peace and quiet and yeah. to be able to just watch and read shit. Yeah, that's great. But, I mean, that's my personal time when I've conquered the world. I might come back. I, I'd be kind of more doing the... I've got to be honest, I saw a bit of myself in Maestro with the concubines as well. Like, they were also, you know... I, I could Some of the decisions he was making, I didn't think all of them were bad. Some of the stuff I was like, I could see myself, like, making those decisions, like... When he had like the six or seven oh, concubines written all, all over him, but I feels like I'm the only guy sick enough for Maestro. Everyone else is burying him. He's a rapist. He's the worst person ever. I'm sort of like, hey, come on. He was dealing with a difficult society, had to rebuild ah. from a shattered world, a post-apocalyptic oh, my. world. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So that was that. Um, look, we're proud members of the collective. Um, You've got the Ghost Rider podcast, Inner Demons with Brian Biggie. You've got Capes and Lunatics. I tell you what, Phil, uh, Lilith, and Charlie, uh, Charlie, the only man in the world to like Velma, um, really put out some quality content. And I was, I'm on their uh, Ultimate Spider cast uh, every month with Phil and Ray. And they really do a lot of good stuff. Like comic books, they've got Salt and Peppy, Petty, sorry. Um, uh, you know, they, they, they do a lot of good shows. In, fa in fairness, after Signal I've done, they're probably my favourite show on the internet. Um, and then you've got a lot of other stuff as well. The Warlock Thanos podcast. There's a lot of stuff going on in the collective. Basically, I'm starting to talk to the guys now about we go from being collective to kind of a more military formation, Rich. You hear what I'm saying, man? Yeah, an armada. <laughs> 
and the Mara. Yeah, yeah. the problem with that though, Dave, is mm. you can only have one leader, and Me. I don't know if you will agree uh, amongst Me. you who it'll be. Me. Yeah, you'll say that, but they won't agree with you. <laughs> I was just quickly making clear where my allegiances lay. Um, oh, don't worry. I knew, I knew exactly where we were. I didn't have to be told. <laughs> I just don't like, I'm not very subtle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I didn't want the audience to think that I was going to delegate. Whoever, Dave, you know? whoever accused you of being subtle? Nobody ever. Um, but exactly. also, yeah, uh, but I, I do want to say, um, join the Patreon. Um, shout out to Mitchell, who really ramped up his Patreon recently. He's got a um, a colleague who's going to come on, and we're going to talk um, about his comic book that's going to be coming out in uh, in March. We're going to have him on. I think the comic book comes out in April and May. Um, we're looking forward to having Roy Thomas on in a couple of weeks. Um, we've also got the biographer of Gardner Fox, which I cannot wait for. Um, and we are still waiting for this Chuck Dixon Conan novel. Oh, my Jesus Christ. I'm uh, up late at night. And, by the way, Bob Dylan released a new album this morning as well. So um, a lot of, lot of stuff going on, man. Anything you'd like to pitch, promote, Rich? Uh, you know, any kind of, like, bombs you want to drop, any, you know, what do they call in rap, like, fire some shots, anything going on, man? No, I've got nothing no, Nothing to... at all. Just want to be oh, in that cabin uh, on the internet. But there, there is, there is um, a, uh, a series I've been meaning to read. Mm. Um, it's, uh, have you, are you familiar with Lobster Johnson? Yes, the um, Mike Mignola thing. Yeah. I've always been meaning to read it. I've never read it, but I know of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's cool. Well, let's it's let's cool. do let's do volume one. Yeah, that's um, a good pick. Ah, oh, Rich, yeah, he's waited this late in the show. He's been thinking about it all week. He's come up with a gem. Wow, we. I'm impressed, Rich. That that you'll enjoy that, man. I have read a tiny bit of it, and it's fun. Um, I don't know yeah. if Mike Mignola does it, but it's definitely in his Hellboy universe. Um, uh, no. I th- I think he does. He does, yeah. It's, well, look, he may have started it. Maybe he's handed it off. But I do remember him being on the first when it first was announced. All right, man. Lobster Johnson. Favorite. Lobster Johnson. It is. And on that note, Rich, Done. I'm going to say good night and take care out there. Good night. Great show, Rich. We just killed it, basically. Always do, buddy. Always do. I'd like to rule the world. You know that, don't you? Oh, <laughs> I know, don't you worry. <laughs>